You can kick your fancy ales, you can drink them by the flagon, but the only food for the brave and true comes from the Green Dragon. Welcome again to the Green Dragon Podcast. I'm Jeremy with David. Greetings all. And we are going to do the most clickbait of all episodes, the what is the best episode. The what is the best episode. Just straight up. It's going to be really quick. We're just that is say. the best of the episodes to exactly. be doing. Exactly. It's going to be so good. We thought about other clickbait titles, so things like How Middle Earth is Killing You. I think that's a good one. Reason number seven will surprise you. Yes, yes. Reason number I can't believe Alinda looks like this now. Yeah, we could do a Where Are They Now? We show photos of old models, be- you know, yeah. after we painted them. Yeah, absolutely. Them. It's lots of, lots, of, lots of clickbait stuff. So, absolutely good fun. We, we've got to get there. We need to up our listenership for some reason. Are your dice letting you down? Oh, yeah, We yeah, can yeah. help. We can help. <laughs> yes. So, And we're going to intersperse ads throughout this like in really awkward spots. So, the content will be very minimal and the ads will be very uh, pretty much everywhere else. Can we recap after every ad? Yes, yes, and you have to like go and reload a new podcast after every point. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Yeah, no, it'll be, it'll be really good. So what we're doing, what is the best? We're actually going to do army tiers. So we've taken the army lists that are available now, not the experimental lists coming up, but, but ones that are currently available in the five Lord of the Rings books and two Hobbit books, and we are going to rank them on seven different attributes. And then we're going seven. You say seven. The first will be attrition, like how defensive they are, how well they they stand up to combat. Can you sit these guys in a wall and face off against another wall? Yep. We're also going to do things like killing power. So how aggressively do they go through the other army? Do they munch them really quickly, or mm-hmm. or not at all? Does it take you many turns to kill? Yep. If the opponent sets out for attrition, can you just punch straight through them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like oh, I've got two turns to wipe them out. Can I do it? Then we've got assassination. Can you pick out that key target, that shade, that hero, that banner, whatever? Can you go and get it reasonably confidently and the opponent can't do much about it? We've talked about objectives and maneuver. So can you go capture different objectives? Can you run off the board? So can you play domination? Yeah, can you play domination? Can you play reconnoiter? These sort of ones. Uh, what happens if you get spread out and you have to come towards objectives? Are you okay with that? Can uh, you- yes, start on the edge and wander to the middle. Yeah, yeah. Or start in the middle and wander to the edge. Who knows? There might be some of those. Mm-hmm. Then we've got uh, an avoidance or range. So we put that together because oftentimes range armies are avoidance armies. So how well do you play when you're not doing combats? And also the counter avoidance, the engagement. Because there's some armies that if someone's avoiding you, you're in a lot of trouble. Whereas there's other armies that aren't too fast because they've got ways of getting into combat and getting where they want to be. Yeah, so they can either close the range rapidly or they have even more shooting or they just have the defense that they yeah. don't care they'll get there eventually. What happens when you need to chase down a specific model? Like can you do it? Yep. And then we've finally got the end game. So what happens when forces are broken, your forces broken, their forces broken? Can you optimize your army to win the game? So everything else has come apart and it's just a handful of models each. Yes, yes. It's exciting times when that happens because it's it's really nail-biting stuff and you you're counting out how many models are you at break? How many models to 25%? What can you do? Can you kill that hero? I need to kill three models this turn and then not kill anything next turn and then hope that we get two more turns after that. And yeah. then... <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. So how well the army deals with that. So it's going to be a, a substantial episode, I think, with lots of content and lots of discussion, I believe, as well. At the end of it, we'll throw our mathematical minds together because both David and I are inclined that way and come up with some, some statistics that sound entirely believable. Oh, yes, we're going to have, you know, spreadsheets and, you know... Percentage reliabilities and all absolutely, sorts of absolutely acceptable margin of error, all kinds of stuff. It's going to be good. Mm-hmm. So, without any further ado, David, let's go straight into our tiers. So, we're going to have five tiers. Tier one is 
is the best. Like this is an army that, that in this particular attribute just excels. Tier three is going to be just the average, the the run of the mill, and we're actually going to so use they that. Can, they they can sort of they can sort of do the attribute, yep. but it's not it's not what you would know them for. No, they they they're happy to do it. Like just absolutely fine. We can do this. We can win the game using this. We're not the best at it, but we can definitely hold our own. And then all the way down to tier five, which is, uh-oh, if we're doing this, we are stuffed. Like, let's avoid this at all costs. Got it. Makes sense. So we've got we've got tier two and four in between those. So I thought they were a bit self-explanatory. Let's go for attributes of attrition and defense. Dave, do you want to start off with your tier one? Let's go straight to the top, I think. Straight to the top. So I'll start with the evil army list, just because there's so many army lists. I think it'll be easier if we break them in half for discussion. Let's do that. So, somebody who's happy to sit in your face and go, yep, this is where I want to be. First army list that comes to mind is Goblin Town. They have no shooting and they have a whole lot of combat. Combat's where they want to be. Just a whole wall of goblins against whatever you've got to try and stop them. Yeah, yep. My other thoughts for top tier is Harad and Umbar, because anyone who can put Reavers and Half-Trolls in the same list wants to be in combat. And the Desolator of the North, because... That is a scary thing to be fighting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Smaug in a, a single army in combat. That's, yes, yes. You want to be in combat with your best troops. And that's pretty much what Smaug, Smaug wants to either throw fireballs or be in combat. But in either situation. So, in because this is attrition, yes. you're looking at things like kill ratios. And Smaug will score you a very nice kill ratio. Absolutely. I've got mine for evil. I've actually just got only the Desolator of North in Tier 1. I figure... He was that good that he just knocked everyone else out. Well, I figure, well yes. I figure that, if you, yeah, as you say, if you go to kill ratios, you're not losing many models to what you're killing. And I've gone some games against Smaug where I haven't killed Smaug. Like, you just don't do it. Yeah. So that's an infinite kill ratio. Yes, whereas all the other ones, I'm pretty happy that I can get some kills. Whereas yes. there's... Like, like out of all the armies, I think we've got here that that one stands out. I think to me, so I put it yeah. in a tier on its own. You've got we've got a crossover there, but you've also included Goblin Town, which that's their thing, I guess. So why not? Well, I guess yeah. In my mind, that if when you think attrition, combat attrition, Goblin Town just one of the ones that springs to mind. Yep. In that one, the kill ratio probably actually works against them, but they bring enough numbers to the table that they just don't care. I figure that. Yeah, look, we're close on that. We've got one. You've got two extras in there. That's all good. Let's see what our good side is for Tier 1. The best at attrition in good side. Okay, so the best models in attrition for the good side is the Dwarves. Of course it is. And I can't actually tell the Dwarven army lists apart. So in Tier 1, I have the Iron Hills. I have Erebor Reclaimed, Durin's Folk, and the Army of Thor. Because at least one of them has Vault Wardens. The others have those guys that get extra defense for being in contact with each other. They all have Dwarven heroes. Uh, so that's high strength, lots of axes, lots of defense. Combat's where they want to be. Yeah, okay. I've gone a little bit more conservative than that. I've gone only three of the four Dwarves. Okay, you can probably tell them apart. Though. I can, I can. I'm very familiar with Dwarves. The ones that really want to be in combat pretty much at all times are... The Iron Hills, Erebor Reclaimed, Endurance Folk. They they are in their element in combat. They, they're happy. They're doing what they want to do. If they want to up the kills, they go piercing. If they want to shield, they can shield. They're, they're happy in combat. But there's one that I find is almost a little half-dwarf avoidance list, but it's a very close avoidance list. So Army of Thraw, I've put that because they are the ones with the Grimhammers. 
Grim Hammers have throwing weapons. They actually don't care if they're in combat or not. So from an attrition point of view, you've got models that are defense 6 instead of the defense 7, and you've got them not necessarily happy in combat. They actually prefer to be standing off and looking at you and smiling at you. Mm-hmm. So, so that's probably a reasonable a reasonable exclusion from the top spot then. Yeah, yeah. So I've got I've got them high, but not in the top the top of the top spots. Okay, so tier two for evil. These are the guys who excel at it, but don't quite excel quite as well. They're, they're once again, if you're in combat, you're very happy. Mm-hmm. So if you if you if you've got an attrition game plan, you've lined up, you're playing that start in the middle, stay in the middle scenario. You're very happy. You, you're doing what you want to do. So go for it, David. What have you got? So I've got Isengard in um, leading the tier two because good. they're strength four, they're fight four, they've got pikes. Combat's what they do. Defense six on a lot of them. Two attacks with berserkers helps. Yeah. Uh, Coming in, similar lines of thought. We've got Azog's Legion for the whole bunch of, you know, Gundabads. And the dark powers of... The dark powers of Dol Guldur, which apparently is actually an army list. Yes, that's... uh, Well, that army list is the, the Necromancer, who I guess, yeah, combat's not too bad for him. The the Ringwraiths, the new ones... They're, They're the ones that come back when you kill them, correct? Yeah, that's true. That is true. And so, then you've got Hunter Orcs and Gundabad Orcs and a smattering of heroes. So, fairly solid for attrition. And lastly, I attacked in Angmar because they have the Shade. And fighting the Shade in a wall of attrition, it's it's painful. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That is that is super, super tough. And I, I understand your argument there. I've got slightly different. I've got the two that you had in T1. So Goblin Town and Harrod and Umbar. Once again, Harrod, it depends on your, your army build quite a bit. But when you've got a list that includes half trolls and black Numenorians, that's that's a terror wall that, that wants to be in combat. That's scary. And you can put the fight for poison spears behind it and it just rolls from there. You've also got things like a Mumak that's stomping on things. So yes. less attrition, more just stomping on more things. More killing but power. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's it's one that doesn't mind being in combat. You've also yeah. got some two attack models hung, hanging around as well. Some yes. Corsair Reavers. You've got the um, what are they? The Far Harrod, not Far Harrod. The um, uh, Watchers. Watchers of Karno have yes. two attacks. So you've got some good models there. So I've added those in. I believe that is a good point for some of the larger army lists. Is because they contain so many different options, you can optimize them for attrition, or you can optimize them for killing power, or something like. The Mordor army list it gets an entire book to itself. We'll probably see cropping up with a fair bit. Of yeah, it's going to be pretty high up, I think, in a lot of things. So, I I feel that that yes, the we are leaning toward the bigger army lists are going to get score higher in most categories. But we're okay with that because they've got more options. Good luck trying to balance your army so you get all of them at once. Like if you want an attrition army that's also avoidance, uh, it's going to be tough. Yeah, you're going to have to make decisions as to where you where you spend your points. Yes, but my other two in tier two, David. Yes. And these are ones that I believe you had as well. I've got Azog's Legions because they're favorite places in combat, although they're fast enough that they like to pick their places. Yes. So they like to be in combat, but I didn't put them tier one because they like to, to pick and choose because they can get bogged down in places they don't want to be. And Isengard as well. I feel like Isengard wants to be in combat. The whole purpose of them is basically to drag you into combat. So their crossbows are there to say, hey, come at me, get into combat mm-hmm. with the pikes, with the Urukai as your front rank, um, some Urukai marauders running around the back or Wag riders. You've got a pretty good attrition army. You've got some light stuff there as well, Dunland and Orcs. So I am denied about them being tier three, but I think that 
like, let's face it, you're going to go see Jurakai most of the time. And just the solid pike block that you can put on oh, the yeah, table yeah. is... Yes. And you can throw in a, an Isengard troll if you feel like it, or a, a bomb team. <laughs> okay, moving over to the good side. Yes. For tier two, I have Minas Tirith, because they are the go-to shield wall that you just line up and, you know, advance steadily. Yes. I have the fiefdoms, because they've got... They've got the tools that you can optimize them for combat with, again, your pike blocks and your high defense at the front. Yep. yep. Um, and an inclusion that I am denied a bit about, I put the Shire in here. Woo. Not because of... Because when I picture how the Shire fights in combat, individually, there's no killing power. Individually, there's no speed. How they fight is through attrition. They go, what's an acceptable loss ratio given that we outnumber you three to one? So even though they're not good at attrition, they end up winning through attrition by simply bringing enough models. Mm. Is how I was picturing that. Fair call. Fair call. No, look, that's and it's the same argument for the Goblin Town, isn't it? Like they're yes. they're not they're dying, but they're killing more than they're, they're yeah. dying, and they've got so much excess that you don't yeah. care. So even though individually they're dreadful at attrition, attrition is how they win the game. Fair enough, fair enough. I've only got one in this category, actually. I've gone the Army of Thrall. So, my dwarves... I still think dwarves are head and shoulders above yep. a lot of things, ironically. I guess that's the full tier separation, because I put them all in tier one, then yeah. that left tier two open for other people. Yeah, and I've we, we've talked about this before, how we want to keep tier three being where the majority of people are, because yes. it is our measure of center. So, I've had to justify things getting above that. I understand your arguments. With the fiefdoms, I didn't move it to there, because... I figure there's a significant amount of um, not-so-tough guys. True. Like, and, and knights aren't particularly attrition-y either. So you've got the knights. They tend to get bogged down for big bases. Yeah, you've got a pike block of knights. So, yeah. I, I was thinking like the, the guys on foot with their 12-inch banner yes, yes. with the pike block behind them. with the. You, know. you can make the shield walls and or shield walls of that army. You're right. Yes. So, no, fair enough. Fair enough. I understand that, but I figure that I've got my dwarves there. I, I I can't match them. Oh yeah, the army of Thor would edge out the you know merely human armies by all means. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Well, defense seven spearmen are pretty tough. So let's go to tier three, and this is going to be a big one. So let's go through, and we'll talk about what we overlap. Evil first. Okay. On the evil side, I was actually running out of armies. Uh, so what we have is Moria. Moria likes combat. They like attrition, but they don't really excel at it. It's more about the technical stuff they can bring to bear. So their monsters and whatever. We have the Eastern Kingdoms. Again, decent defense, decent holding power, but they're not really known for their ability to just sort of, you know, hold up space. Azog's Hunters, um, a lot of hitting power, so they like being in combat, but again, they just weren't good enough to make Tier, t tier 2. And then Mordor, because they're Mordor, they're generic, they're the, they're the, they're the center against which we measure evil, pretty much. We've done pretty close on this, David. I've gone for the, the two that you put up in tier two. So, Angmar and... Uh, Angmar's tough. Like, like the shade is the, the key point, isn't it? Yes. Because the, the rest, rest is orcs. The rest it's is orcs. And they will die. But if you're in that shade bubble and you can't get rid of the shade, it is the attrition army to end all attrition armies. So, mm -hmm. um, I put them in the middle because of that, that, like... The binary, do you have shade? Yes, no. If your shade available, if it gets moved away, suddenly you lose your attrition entirely. Yes. So, it's 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 that, yes, it's there or it's not there. Dark Powers of Dolgaldor, I figure that uh, the Hunter Rock is bringing it down a little bit. Like, you could design this one to be a shield wall. Uh, things like the Necromancer, like, he's losing will, but he's a good attrition yep. piece. 
That's then a tough one as well. Other guys that don't actually stay dead. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. Depends how well you roll three pluses. Yeah, I haven't fought against them yet, so it's all theory, you know, at yeah. this stage. But I can understand that one as well. I can see that, but I've got those two in the middle because yep. that's where most is. And then I've got the same with you for Moria, Eastern Kingdoms, Azox Hunters, Mordor. Um, I feel like they're they're solid. Like with my my theory of if they're in combat, are you happy? Yes, I think you are for all those. I think you're doing pretty well. Yeah, if you're they, in combat. they can mix it up. Yeah, they they don't care. They're not stressed at all. They're happy to fight in combat. They've got other things in each of those armies that I want to talk about later. But well, some of them do. Mm-hmm. Mordor is an interesting one in that I feel it could also like if you went the black shield heavy. Yeah, with the you know strength whatever five. <laughs> yeah, black shield. Uh, but yeah, good point. Actually, those guys could. And then you put a Dark Lord in the front because he does attrition yes. like nobody's business. And yeah, well, that's, that was my thought. And then then back them up by Moran and Orcs. Okay, I'm putting them at the top of Tier 3 then. <laughs> those guys, you know, they've got yeah, some power. Yeah, I, I, I am denied about them. And I feel like, like yes, I've gone for like the Harrod and Umbar argument that you've got half-trolls. But I do think half-trolls are a step above anything in the mortal list. Oh, yes. And that's why I've got them as separate tiers. But I would... I was umming and ahhing about Tier 2 for Mordor because I feel that they can pull a really good attrition army off. Problem is that makes Tier 2 then the biggest thing and then on average would bring everything down again. Well, that's my problem, isn't it? Like, if everything's special, nothing's special. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's do the good side. The good side has the bulk of people that just didn't fit elsewhere. So we've got Arnor. They can mix it up in combat, but they're not particularly well known for it. Rohan, uh, depends how you build your lists, um... Like, if you're all mounted cavalry, then you probably don't want to get bogged down. But, again, they're not bad at it, so they're in the middle. Thunderous Halls, Survivors of Lake Town, Aregion and Rivendell, Numenor and the Garrison of Dale. Because they're all lists that can deploy shield wall to shield wall. They can all do it happily. They can all win if you play it right. But none of them, you know, shine as being particularly, you know... Yeah, okay, fair enough. We, we've got some diverse opinions here, David. I, mm-hmm. Look, you can't argue much about Tier 3, can you, really? Yeah, it's, it's, it's the middle. Yeah. So, majority of people are in the middle. Um, I've got the leftover ones that, that jumped down. So, yep. the Shire and Fiefdoms yep. um, got in there for the same arguments you had. And they, I can see your arguments for Tier 2, but they're yep. Tier 3 for me. I've got Arnor, Thrandall's Halls, Survivors, Eragon Ere- and Rivendell. Uh, sorry, Eregion and Rivendell. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. I think it's Eregion. It's a hard... Okay. hard R and G, yep. I think. Anyway, and Minas Tirith. So I've got all those in there. I have have not included the Garrison of Dale or Numenor or yep. Rohan. I have not included them in Tier 3. I figure that those armies, if you're just in a straight shield wall to shield wall, you're probably going, oh crap, how can I re- reassess the situation? I was thinking, like particularly for Numenor and the Garrison, you've got a lot of fight for, you've got reasonably heavy armor. Like you've got the armor and shield mm. with the spears. You've got, well, Numenor has the banners. Uh, actually, good point. Garrison of Dale doesn't have the banners, so... Yeah, so I haven't... Yeah, I'm going to drop those. them. No oh, banners. You're going to officially drop them. Yeah. Okay, so you copy me. Fair enough. They're officially dropped. But Numenor, they have those two heroes. That yeah, pretty much know. what they do is they sit in combat. <laughs> I understand. I play them slightly differently. I play it as an assassination force with, okay, with yep. the guys that basically just hold ground and, and die slowly rather than pure attrition. Like, okay, it's, yes. it's I'll avoid combats with them. Yep. I've included Thorin's company. Okay. That's... At tier three. Because I feel that's the one thing Thorin Company does okay is sit in a little block in some terrain and just grind. But at the same point, is that game winning for them? Like, are they happy there? I think more so than most things. Like, what are they doing? Shooting? Moving? 
Well, that's the thing. I'm not sure what Thorin's company does. Yeah, I, I feel like Thorin's company is one of the few hero lists that's actually viable in some situations. Yes. And if you've got some terrain to anchor you, Thorin's company can... They, they synergize well enough and have enough might and they have four good heroes that they can actually set up this formation that yep. they will they will roll up equal-sized armies acceptably. Like, they're, mm-hmm. they're not... They're never really confident about it. But I've inclu- I understand why you would include them lower because... Yep. That that's a little bit controversial, but I feel like that that's they can do that okay. Yeah, and that that's tier three, isn't it? So we're we're going down to the dregs now. Tier four, I feel it's the people who, if they're in combat, they want it to be in their advantage, or else they're like, let's retreat and reset this up. Like this is not a good place to be. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna start off, David, just to miss up okay, a bit. Yep. I've got evil. I've got the trolls. Likewise, is that oh, is that all we've got? Yes. Okay. So, we're running low on army lists for evil at this point. Well, evil doesn't have a huge amount of army lists compared to good. The trolls, like, combat is their thing. That's what they do. But they're not that good at it. Yeah, so, I guess when you picture attrition, like, they get surrounded, they get dragged down. Um, They can do some damage, but it's not really... to, To line them up against an enemy wall, it's not really a winning position for them. Yeah, they either need to... Well, they're only about a 400-point army, so they either need some backup with some serious allies to help them out, so numbers, or some magic support or something. My problem is that they feel like you can, they can take one of them out pretty easily. So a hero with some friends will take one of them out. The other two will break even, but they won't get that same value. So they'll kill mm-hmm. one or two models, yep. and then the next turn, they're in the trouble. The hero and the friends go to the next one. and Yeah, so they, they never seem to grind particularly well. They're, they're, they're a tough army to play. Yeah. But combat is their thing. They're trolls. They're monsters. They can hurl. They can barge. They can do all that clever stuff. They just don't have the backup to pull it off. They just don't kill enough models. Yeah. If you if you're lucky, and set you, fire to a few. If you're against, it. say, wood elves, like defense someone three who armies, doesn't have much. Someone who doesn't have many models. Yeah, maybe even a shire army that you can run around and use your speed. You might be okay. Yeah. Pick on the flanks and yeah, and just hurl. Just avoid hurl. Knock them over as much as you can. Tough army though. Tough one. Uh, let's go to good, more interesting good. I've got a big chunk in good, and so do you. What have you got? Okay, uh, the newly demoted garrison of Dale, simply because they left their banners at home. Uh, we've got Lorien and Mirkwood. Uh, they tend to be the more lightly armoured of the elves. Yep. So you've got expensive models that really don't want to be just lining up wall to wall. Oh, no. Uh, the army of Lake Town, because they've got a whole lot of not much, really. So, the difference between the army of Lake Town and the survivors of Lake Town is the survivors have the horde with Bard leading them, don't they? Yes. Yes, and the army of Lake Town are the, the guard who aren't quite as good as the militia. Correct. Well, they start off better, but then Bard yeah. and all of his friends buff the militia Rerolls the for Bard is huge. And extra fight values and extra banners. And yeah, extra... yeah, yeah. No, they've got lots of um, Hilda, all these sort of yeah. people. Well, the army is standing there going, well, we've got a guy who runs off if you show him a large sum of money. Yes, but you get a lot of them. Like they're they're cheap. True, really but cheap. So are the um survivors. Yes, no, I agree. I agree. They're a tier lower. And what else you've got? And then I've got Elrond's household because as a cavalry mobility, shock cavalry, light cavalry, however you want to talk it, attrition's not really where they want to be. No, they no. want to be out and playing, and you know, fantastic army. But no, if if you bog them down, they mm-hmm. well, good luck. You doing don't have that. many of them. No, you don't. And they they're just elves, really. Mm-hmm. I've got those four as well. So I agree with everything you've said about that. I, It's funny, we've both got the one elves above that, and I feel like elves' attrition is not necessarily their thing. They don't really like it. They prefer to be a bit sneaky about it. So definitely definitely not Mirkwood and, and Lothorian. 
Although I've got Thrandall's. Oh, did I talk about Thrandall's halls last time? We did. Uh, we both had them we at, both three. Had at three. Just yeah. they're sort of generic, but well, they've got defense six guys and they've got bodyguard guys and they've got they 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 they're like the Rivendell in that they can hold their own. Defense six of high fight can hold your own with the banner backup. I've got in addition Numenor, Rohan, and Wanderers in the Wild. Okay, so you've dropped because I had Numenor and Rohan up at tier three. Yes, so I've got them at tier two. My thought, I said before my Numenor, my Numenor is not a grind army the way I play it. I play it like pretty well, to be honest. But my main troops, they run away and they shield. I and don't you let your heroes carry The heroes the do yep. all the work, all the work. And they, the, the troops are just about prolonging the survival. And the best way to do that is not be in combat. So in terms of attrition with Defense 5, I'm probably dying. So I'm using every opportunity to run away. No, that makes sense. So, so they... they like I, I, that's what I had for the tier four. The, the definition that if you're in combat, get out. Uh, the Rohan, I figure the same thing as well. By the time you've caught Rohan and you're in combat with them, they they don't want to do that grindy attrition stuff. If they've got a massive charge, they're happy. But I don't. I, I imagine that we don't want to really focus on the the charge advantage at this point. It's the it's the flip a coin. Who's got who's got the fight? Who's got the the charge off? So yeah. Rohan, I figure that once they're in combat, they want to move away and set up somewhere else and then do another strike. Yeah, Rohan was the lower of tier three for yeah, me. So yeah, yeah. I can it's, I can understand that. Yep. And then I've got Wanderers in the Wild because they've got Ents. Yeah, I can, I can see that. I was thinking when I picture Wanderers, I always think the real technical list, the, you know, the Wozers and the combined arms approach. And I don't picture the army just Oh, no, there. I've got them wrong. I've got that wrong, haven't I? Um, Which one were you after? What's the one with the Ents and the Wozers? I thought that was Wanderers. Hang on. We interrupt your scheduled podcast for a quick reference of the library. So the Wanderers in the Wild. We have Tom Bombadil, Goldbury, Treebeard, Guahir, Garnbury, Garn, Bilbo Baggins, the no, Took, this is it. The Great Eagle, the Ant, the Wose. Um, if you allow, like Tom oh, Bombadil, yeah. and Bombadil Goldbury, and Goldbury, yeah, you no. don't care about, like, literally don't care. The Ents having three Ents and then backed up by Wozes. As long as you protect your Wozes, combat's actually a pretty happy place for them. Mm-hmm. So. That's one of the first I've got above you. I've got a couple of them, but not many. Thorin's Company and Wanderers in the Wild. It could be down to just player ability. Like they're both hard to play armies, but we've mm-hmm. got the, I've got them slightly above most other things I've got below you. Let's go to tier five. Evil. What have you got? For evil, I have the Dark Denizens of Mirkwood. I've got the Dark Denizens of Mirkwood. They <laughs> they just can't stand up on their own. They're all bases. low defense. Yeah. You can fit like three models in for every one of theirs. You've got spears and banners. They don't. It's They're low fight across the board. So Yeah, because their giant spiders are lower fight than the other giant spiders. Yeah, so. so fight two or three for most things. Yes, the bat swarms can bring down fight, but you but can't. only if you can get the bat swarm and a large base into yep. the same enemy. And you don't have, you've got one hero, Spider Queen, who's, who's pretty good, but not an attrition piece. Correct. Yeah. So no, definitely, definitely tier five for that. For, for good, what do you have? For good... I have the Wanderers in the Wild, again, because I think of them as a very technical army, so not really attrition. Yep, and then the four uh, all-hero ones. So the Fellowship, the White Council, Thorns Company, Radagast Alliance. Again, because I figure if you're playing them, you're playing them technically. It's not a let's line up and advance. I am shocked. You are underselling Thorns Company there. I agree with the others. Fellowship has some really nice attrition pieces, Boromir and Aragorn and even Gandalf to some extent, Gimli. Yeah. Fantastic. But then you've got half four of them, hobbits. Four hobbits and Legolas are not attrition pieces. Yes. Like 
like, and you can't protect them in a standard game. Mm-hmm. You need a scenario for them. So they're, they're really tough. They they need to sit in the corner of the border or in some terrain or something like that and just hope. The White Council, uh, once again, all heroes. heroes so very powerful heroes, but very powerful. not enough of them. And you just get outnumbered. Radagas Alliance, same thing, but with monsters. So you've got very powerful monsters, but you don't have the troops to back them up. Allies will help you out with those two, but yeah, no, tier five for me. They if they're in combat, you're probably gonna you're probably gonna lose anyway. But you're probably gonna lose. Okay. Okay, let's So look. the only real point of difference there was Thorin's company. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. We we agree to disagree on that. Agreed. Sounds good. Okay, that brings us on to our second criteria when second. looking at an army. Yes, yes. And that is straight up killing power. Yes. The ability to deal lots of damage in a very short time. So, kills per turn. Essentially, yeah. So, you've got three turns, you need to break them. Can you do it? And we're talking straight up combat for this? Yes. No, okay. no missile weapons, no shooting weapons, but you can use charge bonuses and things like that. Got it. So, tier one. Yes. Let's, let's start with good for a change. Let's start with good for a change. Can I start? Can I start? By all means. I've got Erebor Reclaimed as my, my single tier one. My thought is here, dwarves are really good at killing in combat, but these dwarves have the champions of Erebor mixed in as well. So this is the, the cream of the dwarves. This has got so many options. You can make a killy force that, that's phenomenal. Yeah, because you can get various magical swords. You can get... A whole, a whole lot of high strength, a lot of axes. Yes, yep. A lot of two-handed weapons, I believe, in that list as well. Absolutely, absolutely. My thinking for Tier 1 was slightly different. I was picturing the worst-case scenario to be, you know, facing across the board, and that would be the charge of the Rohan or the charge of Alron's household. Oh, so yeah. So this is just the wall of strength 8 cavalry coming at you or the whatever... The knights have lances. They don't yes, need strength. Yes. Oh, insane. Just, yes. So, yeah, when I think single-turn damage potential, it's those two for the good side. Yeah, well, that's fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, maybe maybe I'm overrating the dwarves there. I just see that list as being particularly nasty. But yeah, I guess if we're charge. talking reliable damage yeah. output or optimum damage output. Yes. The other thing, is though, is those dwarves don't have the axes. So, you know what? I'm going to swap. I'm going to swap. I'm going to do what you did. I'm going to do my move. I'm going to... Take away Erebor Reclaimed, and I'm going to put Durin's Folk there. Okay, so the Axe Dwarves. The Axe Dwarves, because, yeah, the Erebor Reclaimed, they're all Sword Dwarves. So, if you want to go all out, surround them, pierce, Dwarf, So, Durin's Folk, four. they have the two attack Strength 4 ones with Axes? Yes, they've got the Iron Guard, and they've got the, the Tower Shields, and they, everything's got Axes. Yeah. So, no, sorry, I got the wrong ones. Well, I, I didn't. I just didn't think it through. I, I'm 
yes, I rate the cavalry charge, but in terms of a wall of dwarves, all piercing is ugh, scary. Uh, yeah. For evil, uh, for straight out damage dealing, I've got the Desolator of the North because few models can match his damage yeah, output. Fair enough, fair enough. And I've got Harad and Umbar because one of the scarier things you can see as a good player looking across the board is the wall of half-trolls. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> does damage faster except maybe the Because all the Harrod and Umbar armies are half-trolls. Yeah, I've, I've gone something totally different. This is okay, interesting. Okay, yep. I've gone for Azox Hunters. They're they do do damage fast. I'll give it to them. The Hunter Orcs. I yep. feel like point for point, having strength for two attacks on your basic troops and having a horde of them means that they are doing damage at a phenomenal rate. And they don't care what it is. They just surround it. They've got piercing weapons as well. They've got two-handed piercing things. They've got fainty across the board. They've also got two of the best heroes in the game. Yeah, no, I can see that. So yeah. I've got them as... T- like In terms of just raw killing power, there's very few armies that I could say, right, if I've got two turns to take you out, I'll have a go at it. That's an army that can have a go at it. Yep. For the good side, my thinking was, which good armies have lots of strength for? And that's the interchangeable dwarf armies. So I have four dwarf armies at tier two on the good side. Oh, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I've got, once again, a little bit of a mix, mixed bag there as well. I've got the remaining three dwarves. So I've got the Army of Thrall, the, the Iron Hills and Erebor Reclaimed uh, because they're the, the ones that have a bit more limitations. Army of Thrall has the axes. Erebor Reclaimed and Iron Hills don't, but they've got Strength 4 still and they're still they're really good. So absolutely there. I've gone for three... Pretty much cavalry armies as well. So I've got Rohan Fiefdoms and Elrond's Household because the char- getting on the end of their charge can be really nasty. Oh, yeah. They're devastating. So I've got them all. They're still people, but they can just rip you apart. So the two attacks and knock down and that sort of stuff. So they, they've, they've gone for killing power of me. No, makes sense. For the evil uh, tier two position, I've got Azog's Hunters because I agree. They've got a lot of killing power that they can dish out very mm-hmm. quickly. Yes, I've got Isengard, because again, that's a whole lot of strength for um, just lying there, waiting to kill people. And I've gone Goblin Town, because I have had games where the first turn in combat, I lose the front rank of my Gondor Shield Wall. Second turn in combat, I lose the second rank of my Gondor Shield Wall. Third turn in combat, they're mapping, they're mopping up banners and heroes. Like, I've just never seen armies roll hotter than Goblin Town, so... Yeah, I, I agree. I think... Just having a special strike on every model and having so many attacks means they win so many combats and they rip through, which, do they rip through more than something like Moria? I think they do because they're piercing for so many attacks as well. Yes, and they've got the Goblin King lying around. So that that affects how you can respond to what the Goblin player is doing. Mm. And I feel like once they're in combat, they're surrounding you. Yes. They've hit you on all sides and maybe that's to do with a scribe, maybe it's something else, but once you're in combat, you're stuffed. So... Mm. Agree on that. I've got the two you had in in session. Uh, sorry, in tier one. So I've got Harrod and Umbar, and the Desolator of the North. I, I I'm denied about the Desolator of the North, and I feel I feel like even though the potential is huge, it's still only going to be maximum three four models in combat. Yeah, I guess it's when you go in to try and kill him, and then he can barge you all strength. True. Nine. Yeah. He, look, he can get a lot, but. But the enemy can mitigate that yeah, by spreading out. Yeah, I feel no, like I see your point. You're not in control of that. Like he can kill a few a turn. So I didn't put him top tier. Oh, he's good, absolutely. Harrod number. I feel like most of the army is not the half trolls. So I was uh, a bit it biased. Depends on what. Yeah, because you can, you can, you know, it's not uncommon to see seven or eight of them. Yes. No, I agree. I look, they're good, but I feel like they're on par with uh, Azog's legions. 
Azog's Legion has really good troops, strength four, defense six, but they've got two attack models for the the berserkers, uh, and they've yes, got the also the um, the monsters, and and Azog or Bolg. So they're they're really powerful, and they're close to tier one. But because it's only one attack on their base troop, I didn't put them as much as Azog's hunters. Mm-hmm. I've got Isengard, same reason. You've got one attack on your base troops, but you've got lots of two attack models, yeah. ferals and berserkers and good stuff. Goblin Town, yeah, yeah, just just throw a bucket of dice and yeah, th- there's a reason they move five. If you get in combat with them, you're in trouble. Harry Number, I said that one. And Dark Powers of Gold, Dol Goldor with the Ringwraiths and the Hunter Orcs. I feel like um, they're not totally focused Hunter Orcs like Azorks Hunter, but they're good enough that I would put them just below that because they've got the one attack Gunderbads and they don't have as hideous Bolg and Azog. Okay, some worthy inclusions. Uh, for the good side, down to tier three. I've got just pretty much people that didn't fit in elsewhere. So I've got Survivors of Lake Town. Individually not too dangerous, but you've got enough of them that you can put down a lot of damage each turn, uh, especially since there's a few axes mixed in there. Minas Tirith, not known for their killing power, but they've got some nice heroes once you start talking about your Boromirs and your Knights of the White Tower. And again, you've got a lot of them. The Shire, because you can put a lot of axes in it. Thorin's Company, because it has Thorin, and that guy can, you know, and enough hero- enough three attack heroes to back him up. So if you need to put out the killing power, you can call all the heroic combats and off you go. Yes. I put Numenor because they have the two heroes that pretty much all they do is rack up insane kill counts very quickly. Thandral's Halls because of Thandral. Uh, the Fiefdoms because that cavalry charge off Imrahel. And the Wanderers in the Wild because I figure there's quite often some pretty nasty things that they can slip into their list once you start talking tree beards and Ents and such like. Yeah, interesting. Very interesting. Um, I've got a bunch of them the same. So, Survivors of Lake Town, uh, Minas, Minas Tirith was almost tier two to me. Yeah, almost. They're not known for the damage output, but you can build it in. But uh, like a Boromir Knight of the White Tower leading a cavalry charge is doing some serious damage. But mm. yeah, they're not known for it. They're not. They're not a war half troll. So I, I had them a tier below that. They don't have that super model in there as well. That you can just shield off. Yeah. Um, then I've got. Shire, mainly because you can get up to strength six with stupid hobbits, which is insane. Uh, Thorin's Company, I agree with you on Thorin's Company. I'm glad you rate Thorin's Company this time as well, because I feel like they they can kill. Yeah, to my mind, though, it's not attrition. It's a, this is the turn we're spending our might, oh. and we are sweeping the board. I'm calling six her like six heroic combats and mm-hmm. we'll take out six guys at the start and then we'll all go into two and take out another yeah like 1.5 guys per model and yeah. yes yes so it's I agree. Just, this is the turn where the combats drop let's do this yep. and i've also got numenor i i am denied about numenor tier four because once again they don't kill that fast the main troops but when you've got a lindell calling heroic combats yep. I, and I the can't other guy invisible and it's just yeah and the captains are fantastic i can't have them below average mm-hmm. like they 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 can kill Agreed. Evil? Have we done evil? Uh, on to evil then. So, I have the dark powers of Dalgaldur and Azazel Legion. Um, they're, they're right at the top of tier 3, bottom of tier 2 for yep, me. Yep, I have so tier 2, so fair enough. Fair enough. Tier yeah. two. Yeah. I've got Mordor. It's got, you can build killing power into it. You can go the black shields. You can go the trolls and whatever. But again, to me, it's more the it's the average evil list, which can do whatever you want. I like so it how Harrod sits in the middle. You're optimizing in Mordor, you're averaging. With Mordor, I quite often see the average lists. For Harrod and Umbar, I see the specially tooled things okay. coming to <laughs> claw my eyes out. Yep. So this is based on more of my, when I think of the army, what I see. Yep, so yep I, fair enough. 
I don't think I think I've only ever once seen an army of black shields. Mm-hmm. Um, then we've got Agma. It's not really like you can build like your birders and your um shades into it, but for me they're like they're towards the bottom of tier three just because they're sort of yeah. average at it. Yeah, agreed. Uh, then we've got the Eastern Kingdoms. Again, they're not known for their damage output, but they're just... They're your army. They're generic. They're in the middle. Yeah, look, I agree with almost all what you said there. Mordor, I kept it tier three because they don't have... Like all the ones above it, they don't have access to either such a huge number of attacks like Goblin Town or two attack models. They do have that little orc with the, the cloak, but he's uh, expensive. Stalker, yep. Yeah, and... He's a bit costly, and you never see like a whole army built around them. And I just feel like we like, did an episode on it once. We agreed yeah. it was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. So look, I don't think it's bad, but it's it's not amazing. So Mordor's Mordor's average to me on that. Agmar, I've got them. You've got orc weapons. Orcs have access to axes and things like that. They're pretty mm-hmm. good. And a lot of times you're fighting around a shade or Barrowites paralyzing, so you're doing some kills. Uh, but you're right. They they could be down a bit lower. They've also got some other options as well, some wags and things. So. And trolls, yes, they've got some trolls. But is good. Moria, Moria, I'm denied about, but I feel like because you've got the prescribed uh, knife instead of axes, if you could get axes, I'd put them up a tier. But yeah. they they grind as much as anything. They don't they don't necessarily kill them one turn, but they've got like Wag Marauders are good. Oh, I forgot about those guys. Like yeah. they've got monsters. They've got they've got all kinds yeah. of things in there. So they they were. I could have had almost all the evil armies in tier two at this point because that's what evil does. Yeah, if if you tool the army for it, then you can. Yeah, you could probably do it. You so can that, build monsters into almost any evil army. Then. Yeah, Eastern Kingdoms. Like, I'm denied about a tier lower, but I cannot justifiably have an army that can include dragon knights, cataphracts, Kamul, uh, and fell beasts below the middle because you can do some serious hitting mm-hmm. power with that list. It doesn't always do it, but it can. So I put it in the middle tier. Agreed. If we move on to tier four on the good side, uh, I have Aragion and Rivendell because sort of elves on foot are not really known for their ability to deal fast damage in combat. Yep. Likewise, we've got Lorien and Mirkwood. We have the Garrison of Dale and the Army of Lake Town. Again, because they're just not known for dealing damage in combat. And then Arnor because they're similar to Numenor. But they got slightly high defense, but that they're lacking those big punchy heroes that brought Numenor up the tier. Yeah, no, fair enough. I've got slightly different, but very similar. I've gone for the the two Dale ones, the Army of Lake Town, the Garrison of Dale, uh, both in both below Army of Lake Town. I am denied about because they do have access to axes and things like that. But I still don't find they do that many kills. They tend to do it pretty slowly. It's not a quick mm-hmm. kill army. It's it's a grindy army. Give me many turns and I'll win some combats and do some kills. Mm-hmm. Garrison of Dale, uh, they could even drop down almost one. I'm not sure about. Like they they've got one trick and uh, one trick only. But I put them in there because they're strength three humans with fight four. They can they can do that. Mm-hmm. And if I've got Numenor one above it, I can't separate them that much. Arnor grind don't do a lot of kills, but they can traps they've got enough numbers in there so it's a numbers thing i've got three out all the elf infantry actually yeah so i've got thrandall's halls eregion lothlorien um killing models is elf's weakness they they don't tend to do it they win a lot of combats but they don't tend to kill a whole lot so they can all sit there together uh thrandall's halls can potentially go pretty powerful as can uh lothlorien surprisingly where you put those guys that get buffs from being around thundral with thundral yeah 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 they can but even then, 
it's not. It's it, not it's, spectacular. It's, no, it's it's not. It's not enough to put him up there with those really killy evil armies. So it's not really the thing either. And I've also got Radagast Alliance there as well because I figure an army that's mostly monsters and Radagast on a chariot or an eagle or whatever like that can do some serious kills if it wins some combats ever. Mm-hmm. So I, I couldn't justifiably drop that down because with, with the, the sheer amount of hurls and barges and that sort of stuff, if you get on a roll, you will kill things quickly. Trouble is you never get on a roll. So I can understand that being somewhere else as well. Yep. Okay, on the evil side, I have Moria which was 50-50, whether it was Tier 3 or Tier 4. It got dropped mainly because of how I play Moria and how I see a lot of people. It's about biding time for your monsters to do damage. So your blocks of infantry aren't really there to kill people. They're there to hang around while your monsters slowly munch their way down the ranks. So you haven't played the Six Wild Marauder Moria list? No. Mm. Luckily, I faced one once, and I'm like, yeah, that's... Yeah, do but I, no, yeah. I think Wag Marauders would be the one that would quite possibly bring it up a couple, you know, because yeah. those things can do damage Three fast. attack cavalry, nasty. Nasty, nasty, nasty. Yep. yep. And then I put the trolls in because monsters can deal damage, but there's only three of them, which means they don't win the combats, which means they don't do the damage. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I'm similar. I've got the trolls and I've got the Dark Denizens of Mirkwood. Yeah. Uh, this is, Dark Denizens of Mirkwood have good strength. They've got, Spiders can kill things pretty quickly. Like, they've got strength five, essentially. They've got They're re-rolls. still fight two. Yeah, I know, but yeah, fair enough. For me, I just figured I had to have something at slot one, so... No, so I... I they they I, got left there. I actually, oh, slot five. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Okay, I yep. figure... This is, like, there's a couple things that Mer- Merc would do, and that's combat. Think of it as not so much as a grind... But if it's one-on-ones across the board spread out, they'll do okay. Because okay, they've got so two attacks on a lot a of models. A breakthrough sort of mission where everyone's... Yeah, yeah, I can see Or them. even in um, Domination. Where they've like, I think we're think- thinking about, like, the optimal situation. The cavalry getting the charge off. My Dennis's the Merc would have taken oh, one-on-one yeah. models. Like, they're not they're not getting surrounded. They're not getting no. trapped. Same with the trolls. They're, they're fighting one-on-one. How much damage can they do if they're in that situation? Trolls, probably not a huge amount. Merkwood can pull it off, but still, still, Tier 4 is not great. I guess this is the point where it comes down to individual perception. So some of these armies I think of as winning, so I think of them as being in their optimal situation, whereas the Dark Denizens, I think of them as not winning. So Yes, no, I can say... They're I, probably not in an optimal position. No, no, this is, there's no bias whatsoever. This is perfect. Yep. What have you got for, for Tier 5? Tier 5 on the good side, we're looking at the Fellowship, because like, they've got an Aragon and that, but he's spending most of his time protecting hobbits. Yes, yes. So yes. he's not really using... And Boromir, they, they're, they're using all their special rules defensively rather than offensively. They're defensive kills, aren't they? If yes. you call a heroic combat, it's so I can get it's my so, a hobbit. Yeah. Um, I got the White Council. Very powerful heroes, but there's just not enough of them, and the army bogs down, and... It's not, again, known for its damage output. And they're two or three attack heroes without a lot of cavalry either. So yes, they, they can't... There's a lot of guys on foot. Yeah. Um, and then I put Radagast Alliance because, again, this comes down to when I visualize it, if they get that turn where all the monsters win and Radagast knocks people flying, you help people, they would have incredible damage potential. But I just don't see it happening. So for me, they're, they're, they're ranked low. Yeah, I've got similar ones. Fellowship and White Council, the same... Like, I can't really do much about them. I'd love to, but mm-hmm. they're, if they're winning a game, they're doing a slow kill, killing yes. one or two models a turn and not dying. They're not killing fast. Mm-hmm. I've got the Wanderers in the Wild as a similar army. I feel like a lot of their, their 
their ends and things are defensive kills rather than offensive kills. Mm-hmm. The Woes is about surviving. And when you've got Tom Bombadil and Goldberry, you're not killing things a whole lot of feet either. So I've got them tier five. I could put them easily in tier four as well. Yes. Because they've got numbers as well. Like, they're a hard one. Like, imagine if you've got a Woes of Spam. You're going to get some kills in combat as well. And if you're up mm-hmm. against Orcs, you're going to get quite a bit. But did people play it like that? Do people play it as a horde? I hope they don't. And in this current rule set, it's hard to do because of the hero Correct. limitation. You end up with, you know, Bilbo and whatever leading their horde of voices. Yes, yes, Which yes. Which means you got to convert up some sort of like medicine man with his disappearing magic yep. or whatever. So current edition, I've got them down low. That makes sense. Third category, David. I'm excited about this one because we've our board's have been shuffled quite a bit. We are doing the ability to take a model and assassinate it. So take out a hero, take out a banner, a shade, a bumak, something you want to kill. Can you do it? So identify a target and remove it with extreme prejudice. Yes, but we're assuming you can get to the target. So this is the turn. You've set it up. You finally drew the target out. You're ready to go. You can get a couple models in. You get the chance to do so it. So there's an opening... This is your ability to take advantage of that opening. Can you, can you sort out the opening? Yes. Okay, yes. so it's not the banner mission and they've deployed four deep in a flannel X around their banner because they know it's worth two victory points. Or there's a Goblin King with 72 goblins surrounding him and can you get to him? No, it's that turn where the Goblin King's out in the open saying, come and get me. Okay, you've seen the opening. You're going to seize it. Yes, yes you are. Okay. Well, so, you're going to go with tier one, David. Tier one, good or evil? Let's go with good first, I think. Okay, when I think assassinate assassins on the good side, I'm thinking that invisible guy on a horse. <laughs> yes. So, for me, tier one is Numenor, first, foremost, and always. Uh, he can't do it anymore, but he used to be able to charge through your triple-layered shield wall to get to the guy at the back. Yes, was... yes, he did. Now he just chops his way through to get to him, but he's still invisible. He's still, f- uh, f- what is he, equivalent fight 12 or something? Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, he's... Yeah, he's... he's... And he has a friend that can get free heroic combats to move yeah, him into so position. So they can both come for you. Yes. No. 100%. And that's your only one? I've yes. got Numenor as well. That's Numenor's thing. Like, they mm-hmm. they go and assassinate. And the captains as well with, with the lances. They, I do a little try thing where I've got the Sildor, Elendil, and a captain go into a model and they kill it. 
So it's all about setting that up. Once I've set that up, it's dead. The only problem is they can't really move models, but they're pretty good at it. I've actually gone the Fellowship as well here because I feel that's the one thing they do with a combination of Gandalf, Boromir, um, Aragorn, Legolas, even Gimli. Gimli is a good killer as well. They've got the ability to take out their target. Yes, you can put any one of those heroes into it, uh, get a transfix from a Gandalf, get a few shots from Legolas, and then Aragorn heroic combat's in to join in as well. And you've got a bucket of might that if you want to remove a model, you can do that. So yep. I feel that that's... Like, the Fellowship's going to be below and down the bottom of quite a lot of it, but this is their thing. This is the one thing they can do, and you can design scenarios around it. So they've got the magic, they've got good combat heroes, they've got good shooting. I feel like they're... <laughs> that's what they do. Yeah. They can do that. Pick a turn, drop your might, kill them flat. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. And with six might on Boromir and three on Aragorn and someone... Like, Legolas can be shooting into combat and do a wound. You can yes. do what you want. Like, And Gimli's, Gimli's no Knock slouch. a guy off his horse and then go kick him while he's down. Hey, you've got the ring as well. So yes. you, you, you've, you've got a good setup there. You can do it. You talk about how good the ring is. You're evil. Evil? Uh, we start with the Desolator because if you want a model dead, he can breathe fire every turn and... He can kill it in combat if that, you know, yes, yes. if Agreed. that appears. And then I've got Agmar, because when you think assassins, you think Burrowraith. So they've got the Burrowraith, they've got the Spectres, they've got all of the spooky stuff that allows you to pick a hero, draw him in, you're in shade range, you're at Neg 1 to fights, if you're not paralyzed, then you hit him with a Birdo. Yeah, no, I, th- I think I've maybe got them a little bit low. My, my main thought on the Agmar is that um, getting the will off, you've got pretty much low will casters with a barrel white. Yes, you've got access to ring wraiths, but they're they're usually neg ring wraiths rather than high might ring wraiths. So True. the reliability of the magic, I find sometimes it falls down. And if they don't get that paralyze off, they can't do it. Correct. So I've got them. I've got them a step below, but I've got yeah. the desolation of the north. I agree with that. Like that's that's Smaug's yeah. thing as well. It's just my thinking when I think assassins, it's the barrel wraith. It's uh, no, barrel white. Yes, yes, it's what they do. Yeah, yeah, agree. <laughs> Agreed, but not in tier one. Agreed. Okay. Yeah. Sort of agreed. Agree to almost agree. I've got, I've got three more. I've got excited about this. Okay. Yes. I've got Mordor. Yes. Because you've got well Sauron, and you've got necromancers, and you've got like ring wraiths. You've got all the magic support, and good heroes and, and models to back it up. Like you've got hitting power in Mordor, and you've got the magic. They they do that. Fell beasts. Fell beasts do this. Oh, this yeah, is what they, they do. And you can get multiples of them. Three fell beasts coming at something is dead. Mm-hmm. Straight out. So Compel it out into the open and then hit it from three sides, yeah. Yeah, they, they can do that. The all ring wraith army is, is is an assassin king, just blacked up, blacked up, blacked up. You can do you can kill it. So you have so many options in Mordor. Mm-hmm. If you want to assassinate something, get Mordor out. Similarly, Eastern Kingdoms. This is gonna this is gonna shock a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But you've got Kamal. Who is an assassin? He's good at assassinating. Straight out, his magic power is okay, but you can mite it up. He's also on a fell beast, I assume. He's got some of the better assassin heroes. You've got Amdur, who can give him rerolls and attack pretty well. You've got dragon knights. You've got a pike block backing them up. So you've got hordes of attacks, and you've got the magic that so can compel something forward. You can take it out. You can up your might afterwards, so you're not afraid to spend the might. Yeah, no, so that's, that's... You, you recover might after killing them. So. You, this is what Eastern Kingdoms do in my mind. They kill the heroes. Yeah, that's pretty nasty. So, so you kill heroes, you've used up most of your stats on your, your heroes then, and then you grind. And no heroes, your heroes should beat them. So I think Eastern Kingdoms, very much an assassination force. Then I've also got the dark powers of Dol Guldur, because I figure if you've got an army with potentially nine raids and necromancer, yeah. and things like hunter orcs, 
Yeah. But you, you can't go too far wrong with that. So I think Necromancer in terms of reliability of magic is so far up there compared to Barrow Whites who have a better power. Also longer range. So I like those. My t- like This is exciting because I've got lots of tier ones. Tier two, what have you got for good? Tier two for good. I've got the Fellowship for all the reasons you listed. I thought they were just slightly below Numenor. Fair enough. Because Numenor is so good. Uh, I've then got the four dwarf lists because... The dwarves have a habit of having incredibly tough heroes with axes. They don't need fancy tricks to kill your heroes. They just put one of their heroes in and cut your hero to pieces. <laughs> Fair enough. So it's not so much assassination as more just strolling up and, you know, knifing the guy with an axe, but it gets the job done. So Any that's others? my tier two, fellowship and four dwarf lists. Oh, okay. Okay. So you got five in there. I'm very different to you here. Okay. Very yes. I've got one dwarf list there. Yep. List there. Fellowship I've already used. So, yes. I've got Erebor Reclaimed. So, this is the one with the big heroes in the it. The big Thorin. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And I think it's got... Might have Dane as well. I'm not sure. It might not. But either way, you've got Thorin, you've got Dwal, and yep. you've, got, you've got all these big heroes there. So, I've got them as that for, for sheer just might mm-hmm. as well. Because I figure you need multiple bits of might as well. Like, just one hero. I don't think it's reliable enough. Especially if we're going to get something big. I've got the White Council. Yeah, multiple multiple magic users... Good, strong heroes, if they get to your target in a turn in an optimal situation, they're taking it apart. Yeah, a couple three attack models, a couple magic yeah, users. Yep, yeah, and lots of might. They can do it against troops, not so good, mm-hmm. but a single target. They're, they're a little assassination force, and that's how you play them. If you were playing them, you'd run in, you'd kill something, and then just disappear. Yeah. Like, run away and hope to... Identify something that's key to your opponent. Kill their and leader. And remove it. A couple magic spells, bring them out, kill them, and just run away and wait till the game ends. <laughs> Like, like it's it's not a nice way of playing, but it is a way. Alrond's household I've got there for, like, you've got Alrond with Nature's Wrath to be able to, to knock things down, and you've got Rivendell Knights just hit so hard. Yeah. I'm a bit biased here because I've often seen them played with a mag- magician as well. So, like, a, a Gandalf or White. Saruman. Or yeah. a Saruman. Yeah, yeah. So, maybe I've put them a little bit high, but just for sheer powers for it, and you've got the magic support with Alrond, I thought it's okay. So, I've, I've got them up there. Maybe, maybe I'm, I should have put them below. Radagast Alliance, I'm confident up here. I think with, with Radagast and a bunch of monsters, Bayorn, all this sort of stuff, you can kill targets. Like, that's that's what they do. Yeah. So, it's another thing that they don't like killing lots of models, but a single model they'll be able to get. Yes, they can't pull them towards you very well, but I figure that they've got a turn where they've got an opening and they've, they've barged away or whatever. They've, they've got other ways of getting to you. Mm-hmm. Thranduil Halls, I've got up here. Now, this is this one I'm I'm in the about, mainly because Thranduil and Elk is so good at killing heroes. Yes. So good at killing heroes. That's that's what I do. You pull the heroic combat off, you get the Elk coming in, strength five on the knockdown with probably higher fight against almost anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some elves, Merkel Cavern things backing him up. He tends to to go at it. So I've got I've got that because I feel that Thranduil himself is an assassin. Maybe I put them too high. Maybe, maybe, just maybe. But I've had such success with that that I'm biased. Okay. No, makes sense. On the evil side, yes. for tier two, I went with anyone who could get their hands on ring wraiths because to me, that compel. It doesn't matter what else is in your list. You bring them forward, you hit them, you surround them, you kill yep, them. Agree, agree. So, Haran Number, Dark Powers, Mordor, and the Eastern Kingdom should be here, but I lost them. There they are. Yep. So, yep. four of them. Anyone who can get, yeah, the ring wraith. Yeah, so I think that you're catching up to me here. I've got, I'm gonna, I've just actually had to move it back as well. I've stuffed this up. Harrod Umber, yes, have access to multiple ring wraiths. So 
Absolutely, but also Hasharin. Yes. So and the Smoke Bombs fellow. Smoke Bombs fellow. So they've got a few options there. Oh, half trolls. Just fix them up half trolls. Yeah, that'll um, do it. Even the Corsair Reavers, like if your target's less than Fight 5, they'll rip through things as well. Or so, even Fight 5. Just put in one at a time. And yeah, exactly. So Harrod Number, uh, I've got there. I've got Azog's Legion and Azog's Hunters. In the idea that Bolg and Azog are such the big good, heroes, yeah. they're such good assassins, and um, the Legion has got the monsters as well, which are really good at it. But Bolg, someone like the fact that we made a term about it for, for this very tactic, I think is is says enough. Like I, mm. I think it's phenomenal at doing that, and and they are a a rip your heart out type of army. I've also got Angmar as well for the reasons you mentioned in Tier One. So Shade Barrow White some. Cheap ring wraiths, maybe, or not so cheap ring wraiths. Either way, um, but lots of lots of average stuff backing it up. So oftentimes it's a multiple turn attack. I find rather than just a once yeah. off, but it, it's successful. It really is. Tier three. Let's do three. Tier three. So my thinking with a lot of these is, it's you've just pretty much got a big hero and you put your big hero into their big hero and you see which way it falls. Yes. So Thorin's company and White Council they were like high three, low two. For me, because they've also got, especially the White Council has the magic to back it up. So mm-hmm. they could have easily been higher. They just sort of ended up here because Tier 2 was full. Thandral's Halls, because we can put Thandral into them. The Fiefdoms, because we've got Imrahel, Aragion and Rivendell, Lothrarian and Mirkwood, and Minas Tirith. Yep. They're not really known for their assassination, but they've got the heroes that can get it done. Yep. Yep. I, the one I got there that I was umming and about, Minas Tirith. When you've got Aragorn the King or Boromir... Yeah, Your assassination they can get it done. They can get it done. So I, I was arming and arming about them, but they don't tend to do it. They don't tend to care about the heroes. Mm-hmm. So it's more a tactics point of view. Whereas Thranduil's Halls, that's how you play it. You've got to kill those heroes with it. You've got to go for that assassination run. Ministerius doesn't really care. Like yeah. if it's if it's there, it's there. If it's not there, it's not there. It's not not their main tactic. I've got Lothlorien and Mirkwood um, as my elf list in the tier three. Yeah, because they've got lots of tricks. Sentinels and Stormcallers. Ah, uh, true, true. And lots of lots of ways to get around that. Get look. The, the main issue is their strength. I was thinking Caliborn with Elven Blade. Caliborn Galadriel. Yeah. There's there's some good good assassins mm-hmm. in that list. Thorin's company, because when you've got that much points of might, like that's your job. You get Thorin with magic sword and you throw him at it. Yes, yes. Well, I've got them lower because they don't have the magic support, but they do have a ring access as well. So true. So they they can do it and. Maybe they should be higher, but I find that because they're also good at being average, that it takes a bit of work to get there. But you've got the optimal turn. Maybe mm-hmm. they should be one higher, maybe not. Iron Hills, um, pretty standard list, just big hero against big hero type thing. You find the opportunity, you do it. Strike up if you have to. Striking's always good. Ministerius, Fiefdoms, Durin's Folk. So it's it's the old-fashioned way of killing something. You you strike up, you go out with lots of strong stuff. Yeah. It's a pretty reliable way of doing it. Put a King's Champion into it. You're happy to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Tier 3 is, is not bad at it. It's good. Yep. does that. Evil. So for the evil side, I've got Azog Hunters and Legion. Again, with the thinking that Tier 3 is just you take your big hero and you throw it at theirs and you see what happens. <gasps> They're particularly good at it. So again, high three. <laughs> um, high three. You and your high three. But yeah, it's it's the approach of it's not really assassination at that point. It's more just challenging challenging them to a duel, and one of us walks away from this. Yeah, but they're good at that, especially yep. Azog. So then Isengard on a similar thinking, you can just take a whole bunch of captains and you can drop them in, and you, they can fight the enemy one at a time, and the enemy will run out of wounds before you've you also run got out a of wizard. captains. And you've got a wizard, a whole berserkers. lot of points though. Yes, but berserkers, yeah. So again, it's the whole send that guy. Oh, they killed that guy. Send the next guy. Um, 
Goblin Town because the Goblin King is, you know, a right pain. He can charge through his own blokes and suddenly he's there and mm. suddenly you're not. And then Moria, generally their armies aren't known for um, assassination. And then you get the Beast Caller. And the Beast Caller can go, you know that wag you're fighting there, Aragorn? It is now stronger than you are. Uh, you there, um, hero fighting that random bat. Guess what? That bat is now a death monster of all doom. So, mm. yeah, I was thinking maybe four, but then I remember the Beast Caller. So, that dragged them up. To Fair three. enough. I've got a similar list. I've got Isengard. I am denied about tier two, but they just don't tend to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 the reliance on Saruman. Like, if you have Saruman, absolutely, but that's a... It's not like something like the half troll build for Harrod where you see it a fair bit. It's, it's you see it for someone who's oftentimes making a fair balanced army that's not concerned about or power. A lot of new players use it because it, it means you need less models. Yeah, yeah, true. So but, uh, maybe that's a bias as well. Moria, I've uh, can do assassination runs, can do it quite well. Mm-hmm. But once again, the tier three sort of stuff, they're doing it through normal yeah. means. They're lacking the compel to you know. Pull yeah, people yeah. Out. The, oh, the, they've got a transfix, but it's hard to get off transfix yes. as well. So it's not really a magic army to do it. Mm-hmm. So you, you're relying on just brute force, and striking up's not a good option for Moria. So it's it's brute force. It's your monsters and things. Agreed. Uh, Dark denizens and Mirkwood. This is going to be controversial as well. I feel that this is in an optimal situation if they get their thing off. Bat swarm, spiders, spider queen can do assassinations. Yeah. This comes down to how you perceive the opening. Because we've said they've got an opening, but that, like, if they're standing in the middle of an empty field, by all means, two bats in the back, Spider Queen in the front, uh, we get the paralyzed with those other spiders. An optimal situation in that, yes, the Dark Denizens are one of the best at, you know, killing heroes. But to set that up, to get the guy standing in the field, they've got no compels to drag him out. Um, they're on huge bases, so if he's got even a handful of friends, it's... Yep, yeah, fair enough, but yeah. My so. thought is, if I can get two models in, I can do it. Even one. Spider Queen's pretty good. Yes. Spider Queen can do it. So, mm-hmm. my thought is, I've got a couple ways of doing it. I can do Spider Queen. Mm-hmm. I can do Spider Queen and Friend. Bat Swarm is fantastic, but Spider Queen's like good enough on, yep. on her own. Also, the Paralyze. Like, once you get Paralyzed, you're gone. And they've mm. got cheap access to Paralyze, more so than the Barrow Whites, and can keep going all game. Mm-hmm. Is it reliable? No. Mm-hmm. Can you shoot into combat? Yes. If you get it off, will you assassinate? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what they do. Oh, like, yeah. Their like, potential is extreme. It's just... I look at the armies and I figure that if there's something they can do, let's put them up a bit. And this is, this is for me, let's, this is probably one of the highest dark denizens are going to be. Okay, yep. Like, this is, they can do it. I'm pretty confident that if, I, if this is my job, mm-hmm. I can have a go at it. I might lose half my army doing it, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to get that kill. Okay. So, for Tier 4 for good, uh, my thinking with a lot of these are their plan for assassination is to shoot at it and hope that it dies. Which is not reliable at all. It's it's fantastic when it happens. We're looking at the survivors, we're looking at the Shire, we're looking at Rohan, um, we're looking at Dale, and then we've got a few others. So, Elrond's household I put down here because I was thinking... Because they've got no compels, they've got nothing to bring the enemy out, they're going to have to whittle down whoever's with the guy mm-hmm. with their shooting first or just shoot the fellow. Yep. And then, you know, like if, again, if he's standing in an open field and you come at him from all sides, he's yeah. dead. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, for a similar thought, I've got the Wanderers in the Wild and Ragged-Ass Alliance because they're massive bases and even Radagast doesn't have the compel. 
So for me, Transfix isn't an assassination tool. It's uh, let's blunt his damage output to actually get the kill you want that compel. Yeah, look, fair enough. Fair enough. I think Radigas can do it on his own, quite frankly. Two-handed weapon with a charge. Yeah, of like six again, attacks. I forgot about the um, chariot thing he rides. Which yeah. I, I was thinking of him coming at somebody with his little hedgehog and going, ha ha! No, no, no. Oh, look, <laughs> it's... <laughs> This is the beauty of having two people. Yeah. We, can, we can share opinions on this. I've got a similar list, not entirely right. I've got uh, a dwarf army, army of Thraw there. This, okay, is, this yeah. is the dwarves that I don't think do assassination. Like Which they, heroes do they have? They have very expensive heroes, or they have the budget um, Balan, Thor, and Dwarven. Oh, okay, yep, yep, so they've yep. got good heroes. But so no King's Champion? No. Oh, okay, never mind. No, the Grimhammer's <laughs> one. They're often, they're not sort of so concerned with killing heroes. They're more... Let's get ahead on troops, and then we'll kill the hero once we've got nothing left. Okay, yes. Um, and same for most of these. Eregion and Rivendell, similar idea. That that it's almost it's too much effort to kill a big target, so so let's not. They mm-hmm. got the high fight value, but and they got two handed weapons if they want to. Rohan, same thing. Army of Lake Town, same same. Well, Army of Lake Town, that's a bit high for Army of Lake Town, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, no. Bye bye. Mm-hmm. Army of Lake Town, you go down. Uh, Survivors of Lake Town I've got because you've got still Bard and, and yep. Hilda and these sort of ones, so you can go at it with a fair bit of reliability. Um, and Wanders in the Wild as well. I've got there. Once once you get get Ents, you, you're okay at it. Like, if you've got mm-hmm. two to three monsters. Yeah. Once you can... If you can convince the target to fight an Ent, then yeah. you're in a good spot. Ents can kill things. Like, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're pretty scary. So, mm-hmm. yep, I've got that. Uh, we've done that. Have we done evil? No. Uh, evil, I've got the Dark Denizens, just because, while I agree their potential for assassination is huge, I just don't think it's reliable enough to rate them higher than the fall. Fair enough. We've got a different definition of assassination, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, oh, no, no, I've got mine You've got well. number four? I've got two. I've got Goblin okay. Town. You make a good point about the Goblin King being able to run through his own guys. I've never seen that really happen. I don't see them do that very often. They tend to... Yeah, it tends tend to, to come things. up, but... Yeah. Maybe because they're already dead from the yeah, hordes of goblins. Be it. I figure I find goblin towns almost just go after lots of troops and just get the number advantage, and then just yep. the heroes will die just by dying. That's so a fair point. I, I didn't put them in there because I don't see them as being really an assassination army. Mm-hmm. And if they they want to, once again, like it's pretty hard to get slow moving guys into where you want them to be with the one monster. Mm-hmm. So I yeah, I forgot so much about the the, the stomping on guys that that could put them up a tier. I've got the trolls as well for similar reasons in that they can do it, but the stars have to align and you've got to get the hurls into the combat. Three the... models. And they, they, they've got these special attacks to kill heroes that are no good. Yeah. So the best you're going to get is if your guy, is if your other two trolls manage to hurl to knock down the other people in the fight. So it's just your troll yes. fighting guys on the ground. And look, you can do it then, but yeah. it's, it's. But you got to win, but you got to win all three combats and get the hells and get the have your trolls alive at that point. Yep, like and I have the and have the geometry to get the hells. Yeah, yeah. So I just yeah. Look, I've, I haven't put them tier five because I don't think I can at that point because they they even one on one they can kill like a monster can kill anything. But yeah, not not that great. And tier five, I've probably done a similar thing to you. I've got the ones that like just you just really wouldn't do assassination unless it's by a fluky means. Yeah. So army of Lake Town and Arnor. Neither of which have the bulky heroes that, like, you can't even match the enemy hero for hero and just hope at that point. 
So you're relying on your shooting and you're not really known for it unless you've got like the all ranger build and yeah, it's just, yeah. I've done a similar idea and I, I've, I haven't rated shooting as much because I assume there's going to be in the ways. Like once people know you're shooting at the heroes, it, yeah, it's, got, it's hard to get to them. It's, yes. it's not particularly reliable. I've got Lake Town, Army of Lake Town and Arnor as well, but I've got two more. I've got Garrison of Dale. Um, yep. Yes, it's got good shooting, but it's like elf shooting, and it's mm-hmm. once again like as soon as you if someone starts shooting at your hero, you go, "Oh, there's a nice wall here. Take cover. I'm behind the wall, mm-hmm. or, or whatever yep. you want to your banner or your hornblower or whatever they're assassinating. Shire as well, just because they're they're slow. Yes. So getting their guys to the right spot is very hard to do. Once they go in, they're not going in probably with a huge amount of numbers, or if they are, they've killed everything else. And shooting once again not reliable, low strength. Mm-hmm. Agreed. It is that sort of one or two turns as they close when you just unleash everything at them and hope to knock them off their horse. The nice thing about the game at the moment, though, is with, with might, everyone can do it. Yes. Everyone can do it straight out. And Shire, lots of axes and a strike up. Yeah. Can pull something off. It's just not really their bag. Yeah. Yep. Very, oh, very, very good. And then I've got the trolls at five. You got for the trolls. The reasons you had them at four. Ah, uh, yes. I forgot about that because I just didn't have anything. Yep. Yeah, poor trolls. Okay, let's let's go to the next one. So the next criteria we have on our list is the ability to take and hold objectives, to duck and weave, to move around the board, to be where you need to be when you need to be there. So that could include straight line speed, agility, survivability once you get there. So Jeremy, tier one, what are we looking at? Okay, now I have gone for armies that can basically do all cav and and choose to quite often for this because Rohan and Elrond's household if they want to be somewhere, they are somewhere. So Rohan, absolutely bodyguard mounted. Uh, you've got you can go anywhere you want. Rohan's often a mix of infantry and cavalry, but still you got enough movement. Alron's household is all cavalry. You can easily throw a guy out, and because they've got a bow, they can sit there and still operate and capture objectives and run through and move around. So I figure they are the tier one. This is what they want to do. Tier one, if they pull an objective mission, they are over the moon about it. And this is what I feel. Um, Taking the objectives, not an issue. They can get there. Holding them. Cavalry don't like to hold objectives. My thought is that they run off the objectives. They run on. They run off. They run on. They keep moving. They keep charging. So I put them tier one um, as long as they keep moving. If they just decide to camp, no. Okay. My thinking for tier one, I had Rohan standing alone. Because while I agree, Rohan and Alron's household are both very good at the objective game. I think Rohan are just that bit better at it. Because... 
No, no. Well, the elves have the high courage, which sort of offsets the bodyguard. Rohan just has so many more numbers that they can put onto the field that they can... They, they're not just contesting all the objectives. They can put the numbers on them to take the objectives. Mm. In a breakthrough, you've got more numbers to get off the field. And if it comes to it, you can take the magic banner of extra might and you can just, again, stay mobile for so much longer. Yeah, fair enough. Fair call. Fair call. Disagree, but fair call. I've got evil. Evil, you say? I may be a bit biased because I like this army, but as long as Legion... Hear me out. Don't, don't, the don't. Legion, you say? Azog's Legion. You mean those, like, Defense 6 guys who, like, slug around in a, you know, tight square? Yes, yes. Okay, those guys, yep. Yes. Because, you know, hear me out. Hear me out. The heroes can be mounted. Okay. No, that's not the real reason. Um, berserkers. Move 8 Berserkers. Wait, Two attacks. Do they courage. have the Fearless Wag? Uh, maybe. Well, I can't, I can't remember guys. if Never that's mind. the option. Anyway, irrelevant. I don't care about the heroes for this one. The Berserkers. This is... this is. The more I play this list, the more Berserkers I add in. It's just more Berserkers, more Berserkers, more Berserkers. They are value. They are move eight. They are two attacks. They have courage great. So they can go get an objective. They can, they can capture the objectives. They can hold the objectives. They can get there. They've got the speed. They're good. Oh, I forgot about the Berserkers. Oh, gonna have to now, Berserkers are getting backed up by Ogres. Who are moving, yes, and can go through rivers because they're monsters and clear things off. So they are fantastic at objective grabbing. And our boards have a lot of rivers, yes. Oh, yeah, they love that. And then if that's not fast enough, throw some warbats in. They're pretty cheap. They can get where they want to be. They can go move. Like they, oh, it's, it's a great list. And I often have bold going with the fast things as well. But you can do it with ogres. You can... Even some of the trolls are pretty good at doing this. Like, think about the troll brute getting towards an objective, just kicking everything off it. Kill, 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 kill. Yeah? It doesn't stop moving for, for getting into combat. So you've got some serious objective. You've got everything. You've got the grabbing. You've got the, the run-through. You can do a reconnoiter by jumping over the lines with your bats. You can you can do a lot of things. Movement is the friends of Azog's Legion. So it's moving fast and it's hitting hard. Yes, yes, yes. So I have two choices for the first tier. I have Azog's Hunters as one of them because those cavalry that can charge without line of sight. To my mind, ducking and weaving is what they are built mm, for. True. So if you've got an objective in amongst scatter terrain, they can charge you, you can't charge them. Clearing them out of there is going to be a right pain. You've uh, also got one that can go through difficult terrain. Yeah, you've got that guy as well. Fimble. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, my, other, my other first pick was actually Isengard um, mm. because they have two things. Firstly, they have Berserkers, which very high courage, very high defense, Two attacks, high fight. You can send them off on their own, and they don't care. Yeah, that's true. They're, you can put them on an objective, they will hold it, they'll kill anyone who tries to take it from them. Some of the best flank, flankers there are. Yes. And they also have those move eight Yurikai. So they can true. get there first, and their backup will hold it. Mm. Mm. So it's pretty much a two-part Azog's Legion Berserker. Yeah, which, fair enough, fair enough. But mine's yeah. better. Uh, yeah, I... Probably in hindsight would Grim bump is a, Azog's Legion. a great objective grabber. Yes, true, because he can start off on the other side of the board. Yep, so he can already start on them and, and he's just And annoying. when people ask him what he's doing, he can claim that he's, you know, um, watching it for the um, king. Yes, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's, he's gra- I love sitting on an objective um, in front of archers and crossbowmen. Yep, and, and just, he just waves his arms. Waves his arms saying, what the hell are you doing? And, and oh, in front of crossbows is amazing. Yep, so, seen any good movies lately? Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good fun. Uh, for tier two, I've got for evil, tier two evil. Tier two evil. Are we doing evil first or are we doing good uh, first? Good was first. But we Sorry, go. my mistake. Tier two good. Mm-hmm. There's a procedure. You've got to follow the procedure. I've got, firstly, Minas Tirith. A solid choice. Minas Tirith. The forever average list I think they can do objective captured, mainly because you've got bodyguard troops that can be going on horses. Mm-hmm. The mounted Citadel Guard, yes. Citadel Guard are good. And you've got Mounted Baragond, who's yes. in everything ever. A bodyguard hero on a horse. Yes. So you can send him out to an objective on the flank. He auto-passes his courage test, and he provides a stand fast. Yep, yep. No, it's fantastic. He, he just gets what he wants to be. And they're a fast list, and the knights can punch through things if you need to do some killing to get to there. Uh, if you've got a Boromir or a Faramir or someone else, they can fight their way to the objectives as well. So you've got a bit of the, the trifecta, and I, they don't mind sitting on the objective. They're, they're pretty good at it. So Ministerith, absolutely. Radagast Alliance. This is pretty much one of the Radagast Alliance strengths. There's a couple of strengths there. You've got Radagast on Eagle, if you feel like it, who can get there wherever he wants to be and knock people down and do all kinds of fun stuff. You've got Eagles. Eagles are great at going and grabbing objectives. They're great at staying movement moving. Um, Eagles are a tough, tough, tough army to use. I haven't won many games of them. But when they do win, they stay mobile and they just move it. So for a domination, they actually like it because they go on an objective, then they go on a different objective. Then they're on a different objective and the objectives are all 12 inches apart. And they don't have to get bogged down fighting over a central location. Correct. So they just keep moving off objectives and they just keep the person guessing. And the, the opponent will eventually start spreading out to the objectives because they'll need to capture the five objectives. No worry what happens if we run out of time and the eagles are on them because you can put them on a few objectives to start with. Mm-hmm. Then you go throw all your eagles and Radagast to one objective. Basically hurl. So it's it's cross hurl. You know that the move where you throw everything into the same pile and just knock everyone over? Yep. So you just knock everyone over. You get two kills, one kill, hardly any kills. And then you leave. And you leg it. <laughs> And you go somewhere else and you do the same thing, rinse and repeat. Because they cannot do prolonged combats, but they can do this. And if it's a reconnoiter, they are fantastic at it. If it's that new mission where you have to run and find the objective, you know, where you have to look at all the... Oh, yeah, and you dig it up and you run off with it. You dig it up and run off with it. They are fantastic at that because Radagast can go get on foot, pick it up, and then give it to an eagle and just run. Yep. And you've got the speed. You can choose which objective gets searched last, so you can make sure that's one of your ones. Yep, exactly. Yeah, you can (laughs) sprint forward... Yeah, before the enemy gets there, choose the ones in their their face and then duck back to your own and then play the running around game and basically just die or just, just run around, just, just yep. annoy It's a solid choice. I ranked them slightly lower on my list just because the low model count means that even though they can get to the objectives and contest them, trying to actually clear the enemy off them, it, it can be tricky. You've you are got, you've so got to start racking the... You're going to start getting the kills somewhere and getting only two kills at a time. It's going to be hard to clear the Gondor or the Goblin Town off. My thought is, for this army, you're playing this army, you've you've gone for Radagast Alliance, you thought, yeah, this is my army, this is what I want to do. I've got a mixture of eagles, I've got Radagast, I've maybe got a Tariel Exile or something like that, mm-hmm. a, a Bayon, anything, whatever you want. This is the like one scenario you want to play. Like You want to draw that one where you go dig up the objective. True. I was sort of thinking more of the older missions. Yeah. But yes. There are a few of the new ones that Domination, definitely benefit. You want to draw this. You do not want to draw any battle line ones ever. Agreed. Or camp in the middle or, or camp in the middle or yep, yep none or of even those. Even move to the middle. No, it's no, just not enough. You can't of you. stay in the middle. So you, you need these these ones you jump around and 
and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, yeah so, I think they're above average at it. I think yeah. if once you've got Eagles as your core troops, you're yeah. doing pretty well. So my two choices for this one were Minas Tirith, because, again, bodyguard on horses is amazing, and they've got the numbers. They can contest pretty well every objective at the same time. And Alron's household, because they're fast, they hit hard, they're wherever they want to be. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, have we done evil? We haven't. Not done, yet. No, I'll, I'll do evil. Tier two evil. There'll be a theme here. Mm-hmm. The theme will be. Yep. Cavalry. Yes. Backed up by something really nasty. Really nasty. You and say. maybe multiple things that are really nasty. Fell beasts. Fell beasts. Harrod and Umbar. Horned or armored? Uh, I actually like horned over armored. Okay. Um, armored, I found, hasn't really helped me at all. Whereas horned. Um, the extra strength, the extra You can knock the... down monsters. Ooh, nice, yes. So if you want to go kill, say, a strength six troll, you can confidently do it. There's there's strength six monsters around. I think eagles are strength six. Okay. So, so... you can do your hurl an eagle or knock down nice, an eagle. Nice, they're, nice. They're, that's actually pretty good. The horned is worth it. The other one, I haven't seen yep. it. So you've got cavalry backed up by horned fell beast. Yes, quite possibly. Probably dark marshal and horned fell beast. It's Harrod and Umbar and Mordor. Um, Mortar, I'm thinking Black Numenorean um, the cavalry. cavalry. Yep. The cavalry ones backed up with a fell beast. Fell beast helps them clear the objective. They stood on the objective. They're they're pretty good about that. You can also move other things on if you want to. The courage is not fantastic, but everything else is pretty good. And if you've got a ring wraith hovering around, there's your stand fast. There's your stand fast. So you've got that um, exactly the same tactic with Harrod and Umbar, but using either the Mahood, which camel riders are fantastic because the the impact hits. Yes, you yes. do. You're doing wounds before you even make combat. And the um, there's heaps of cavalry choices in that one actually. Yeah. There's the the Harrod Raiders, Harrod, and the Seven Guard. Seven Guard. Yeah, I don't think they have the Black Numenorean Riders though. They've just got the infantry. They might need to ally them in. I can't yeah, remember, which but is yeah. fine. Like, but not for this. For, not for, for this, this. But yeah, Fell Beasts. Once again, good cavalry. Done. Okay, for mine, I went with some of the more obscure things. So this is lists that have. Something built into it which just screams objective capture. So that's the Azog's Legion because um, you reminded me they have Berserkers. Yes. And those things capture objectives like it's going out of fashion. We have Moria because it has the Wag Marauders, which you send one of those an objective and it'll clear off whoever's guarding it. Yeah, fair enough. And it has bats, which the ability, it's 12-inch fly. It's a, oh, the objective's behind this building. No mm. problems. Yep. It's mine. And the third one in this tier is Goblin Town uh, for two reasons. Firstly, they've got the numbers that they can contest every objective on the board. And secondly, they've got the scribe. So they can contest every objective on the board from every direction. So if you leave two bodyguard troops on your home objective, suddenly, oh, there's seven or eight goblins behind us. Next turn, there's seven or eight more. So for me, Goblin Town are their power when it comes to capturing objectives. Oh, interesting, interesting. We've got some disagreements there, but I definitely don't have them in Tier 2. I'll get to them when I get to them. But you've you've justified that pretty well, so it's surprising that you're still wrong. Mm-hmm. I've gone for, for good at Tier 3. I've got quite a few here, but yes. I'm looking at your pile, and you've probably got more. I've got Tier 3. Uh, tier Objective capture is something that everyone in the game can do. Yes. Like, there's not a single army that you go and play that you just go... How can I ever walk up and stand next to something? Mm-hmm. Like if you can't, like, wa- oh, it's, it's so many inches away. Go my campfire, move. Yeah, if you, if you can't do that, you can't play the game. Really, let's let's face it. it like when you leave your tape measure at home, you realize yeah. you cannot advance upon the objective. So my tier three, unlike others, this is ones that that 
they're probably doing a little bit of a cheer when they get get the objective mission. They're going, yeah, I, I can do this. This is my my thing. I can do it. Numenor. Numenor, I, I've said before, I don't play them as a really a combat army. They're more of a... It's one of those sort of weird combat avoidance armies where they want to win in combat, but they want to avoid the majority of combats. So they pick the combats they like. Um, objective captures tend to do that. They split the enemy up. Captains, Isildur, Elendil... Basic warriors, they're all good at capturing objectives, but the captains especially. Captains love doing that, and I often send out two captains just to go capture objectives. Yep. They'll do it on their own. Lance. And once the enemy horses. splits up, you can get multiple heroes into one for the heroic combats. And Yeah, yeah. no, they, they do it really well. Like he, when, you, when you've got the luxury of using heroes on horse of Lance to capture objectives, you're doing pretty well, and that's, that's how they function. Thorin's company. So I've got some dwarf lists. Mm-hmm. Thorin's company I've included as a dwarf list. They're slow, but they can march and they've got bucket loads of might. Mm-hmm. And they can split up into smaller groups. Uh, but that burns through your might faster when you start marching. It does, but it's one of those lists as well that, that this is probably what they want to do. They want to get on objectives because it splits the enemy up. So they can go with their with their company, go take an objective, clear it off, leave one dwarf behind and go capture another objective. So they, they can play this way. This is one of the few ways they can actually win a game. It's when it's that domination type thing where they the enemy split up, they can have a go at them and, and pick a little bit. So I've got them in. In addition, I've got Erebor Reclaimed and also the Iron Hills because Goat Riders. Okay, yes. It is strange that a full half of the dwarf list now have cavalry. Oh, it's, it's bizarre, isn't it? It's so strange. But mm-hmm. yeah, that that's, that's, is what it is. The, the Goat Riders... Are fantastic. They're like when you've got a defense six cavalry model with essentially a war spear and dwarf stats, you, you're going pretty yeah, well. You don't say no. A bit slower than the other stuff, but but fantastic. So and and some of them you can throw a Dane on a boar as well if you want. Mm-hmm. But heroes aren't the. I guess sometimes they say heroes are. Sometimes they're not. Um, it depends on the hero. You, you don't mind in this dwarf army to cavalry models, and if they d- get dismounted, who cares? You're still dwarfs. You're still pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got elves. Elves like this type of mission. So, Eregion, Rivendell, uh, Thranduil's Halls, and Lothorian Mirkwood. They've some of them have cavalry. I think all of them except for the Rivendell one, but the heroes can can get the horses for that one. They they all got the they have all got the um, woodland creature. So, oftentimes there's objectives in forests. If you get to choose to place them, put them in a forest or near a forest, and just walk through the forest. Elves elves like this sort of moving around type of game. So they yeah. they like objective capture yeah. stuff. With the higher shoot values, they suffer less from yes. moving yeah, and shooting. Yeah, yeah. So. Yep, yep. No, they, they're in their element. They're happy to do that. I've also added a couple more. Fiefdoms, in that fiefdoms are often very cavalry heavy, and they've got really good cavalry. Heavy cavalry, some of the best in the game, and they've got that Imrahul 12-inch bubble. So they, yes, don't, yes. they don't mind fighting over a, a wide... If Imrahul stands between two objectives, he can encourage both of them. You can essentially capture like three objectives that are as if you deploy them in the triangle, yeah, and then drop Imrahil in the middle. Even if they're in a straight line, Imrahil in the middle, yeah, the, good point. The knights on the side, it's it's actually surprisingly effective, and you don't need a lot to capture flank objectives. Wanderers in the wild. This one I thought about. I thought Wanderers in the wild like this idea because Wozes love sitting on objectives. Yes. they got blowpipes, so they don't mind being and far they're away. Invisible. They're invisible. They've got the elven cloak, so they can snipe things off. You put two or three woes on an objective, which you can easily do because they're cheap, mm-hmm. and that, they love doing that while your ends do most of the work. You've also got eagles, and you've got Bombadil and Goldberry, who are possibly the best objective sitters yeah, in the game. It's, it's 
downright hard to shift a bombardier off an objective. Yeah, it's, if he wants to be there, he's It's there. one of the tougher things to do. Absolutely. Now, I know some tournaments don't allow this, but we're going to assume that we're using the full list in this case. So, yeah, that's my tier three. Makes sense. Big tier. For my tier three, I was thinking that, as we said earlier, pretty much every model in the game is a model when it stands next to an objective. Uh, some of them still only count as one, but that's fine. So... Everybody in my list went into tier three unless there was a reason to either raise them above or drop them below. Okay. So, Do you want to just uh, maybe okay talk about them by groups? Okay. So at the start, we've got the fiefdoms and Numenor because yep. they've got models. Sure. They Easy. can hold objectives. I've got the dwarf list. So Durin's folk, All them, Iron Hills, Erebor, Army of Thor's in there somewhere. Yep. Uh, they're dwarves. They advance. They hold the objective. Problem solved. No Thorin's company. Uh, no. Sure. I dropped no them down. We'll discuss them when we get to them. Absolutely. I have the Shire. I have... Um, they're slow. They're fragile. But you've got so many of them. You can just pile them forward. Yep, Everybody's got a shooting attack. It's, you know... I've got the Elves for the reasons stated. I've got the three sort of survivory um, garrison army of Lake Town. And then I've got the Wanderers and Radagast Alliance. So, they can all capture objectives, but the strength balance, the weaknesses, and they all just sort of ended up in the middle. Yeah, no, no, no. That's f- and look, this is how... We, we talked about the start. Like, we don't mind making tier three and the middle ones big because that's... Yeah. This is... It's a measure of center. So, having yeah. everything around the center is fine. Yeah. Absolutely fine. They can all do it. Just none of them excel in my mind. Yep. And I've, I've justified a few later on about dropping down for, for different reasons. Yeah. And I think I've probably put a premium on speed more than you have. Mm-hmm. Um. In my evil, I've got Eastern Kingdoms. They're almost tier two because I've got a similar idea with the Fell Beast and the Cavalry and the, the Drum. Oh, yes, the Drum. The Drum is really good, but Eastern Cataphracts don't tend to move things off objectives as well as Lance Armored Cavalry. Mm-hmm. So you don't have that. You do have things like Dragon Knights, so they could easily be tier two, but I've just put them down just a little bit because otherwise, I, Eastern Kings are hard to use, and I don't want to talk about them as being like the be all and end all. Um, and they're, they're in good company. There's some good armies in this mm-hmm. this middle group. Isengard. So I've got Isengard. You already had them, didn't you? You had uh, them yeah, tier I had two. Them, I had them high. Because yep. oh, you they, had they've very got the high. move eight and the berserkers in my mind. What are you talking about? Yep, absolutely. Great army for it. Can all do it. Azox Hunters. Um, I don't put as much premium on the hiding with the the Wag Riders and that sort of stuff. Um, I've, I'm actually going to put that in a different category. The okay, premium yes. for that. So just a bit of a foreshadowing there. But uh, they're good. But nothing's bad in this one. Dark Powers of Dolgor do the same thing. Similar to the Azor Hunters, you've got the Wag Riders in there. Yep. Do it well. Moria. Um, my my biggest concern about Moria is the lower courage on their objective grabbers. True. So once you get yes. there, you're going to need a hero to babysit them or a couple guys. Yeah. Because everything's got pretty much low courage. So are you there at the end of the game? Probably not. Can you do Reconnoiter? Absolutely. Can you go dig up an objective? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Why not? But yeah, that's that's my problem there. Dark Denizens of Mirkwood. Once again, it's... Can they win fights? All this sort of stuff. They might not need to. Spiders, this is pretty much the only way spiders win is to go around and capture pick individual ones. Yeah. Pick up isolated models. They've got the the movement abilities that are really good. The only reason they're not higher is just because they, they've got, they've got the bat. The bats are lower courage. So can they stay on objectives? Can they stay on objectives overall? I don't think so. Okay, yes. I, I, don't, I think they're a... They're, they can get objectives. They can do a last-minute dart, but will they be alive? I'm not sure. They're just not... They're great as allies, but just not good on their own. No, makes sense. So, if my tier three, 
Again, this is anyone who I didn't see a good reason to move them out of tier 3. So they can all capture objectives. So Harad and Umbar, you can you can give them their mix of cavalry. You can take your flying monsters, whatever. Uh, Dark Powers of Dol Guldur, um, again, fairly solid infantry army. Mm-hmm. A few specialist things with high courage. Dark Denizens of Mirkwood, you can... We agree on this one. Yeah. I was I was so nervous putting in tier three. No, Ooh. I'm like this is this is the one. They can spread out. They can they can come from the shadows. They can duck and weave. They can they can be the thing that goes bump in the night. Yes, fair enough. Uh, Eastern kingdoms, they're just good and solid. They can take some cavalry, and Mordor has access to everything, so they can they can contest this. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, I'm gonna talk a bit more now because I've got stuff left over, and you've got a handful. Yep. In tier four for good. I've gone for the armies that are probably more horde armies, but they're not cavalry-based horde armies. So they're ones that if they if they can't go for objectives, they can get stuck. They can get boxed in. They can get someone runs the objective first and and pushes and then them away. Stuck clearing them off. Yeah. Yeah. So so I've gone for army of thrall because they don't have really any movement tricks. Like these all march, but that's like mm-hmm. it's a big resource to march with these if they're not say Thorin's company. So that's why Thorin's company is up a pip. Uh, Durin's folk as well. Same mm-hmm. idea. So two dwarf armies. I've got the Lake Town armies. So survivors of Lake Town, Army of Lake Town, and Garrison of Dale. So all our, our Lake Town based, yeah. infantry. Uh, the, you, once they're on objectives, they're hard to move because there's a lot of them. But it, the key point is, can you get there? Mm-hmm. Can you go? And in one of those movement scenarios, you have to go find something in the middle or whatever. You, you, you're trudging along, you're walking after them, and someone's already picked it up with their cavalry and headed off. And then I've got Arnor as well for similar reasons. They're, they're just not that fast. Okay. So, for my tier four for good, I have Thorin's company. I dropped them down here because there's only 13 of them. 14 if you take a burglar for good luck. 15 if you bring a wizard sort of thing. But they just don't have the numbers in my mind to contest multiple objectives. Mm-hmm. You were saying this benefits them because it convinces the enemy to split. But in my mind, it also splits Thorin's company, which is a bigger weakness than it is a strength. Yeah, no, fair enough. I, I, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking that the enemy splits and Thorin's company stays pretty much supported together. Yeah. Maybe dropping off one or two dwarfs, but even then... I guess, like, right if stuff. the enemy splits five ways and you split two, it's an advantage, but the enemy in a domination only has to hold three of them. Yeah, right, so, yeah. So they just push their whole army at you and, and leave a couple guys back. Yeah, yeah. no, fair enough. Fair and point. then I have Arnor, because Arnor... A, they're low courage, so that makes it hard to go running after objectives. But B, you want to be centered around uh, Malbeth the Seer, and you can't do that when you're splitting up after multiple objectives. We agree on that one. They're both tier four. Yep. Mm-hmm. And for evil, I've got... This is where we disagree. I've got... Oh, let's do the easy one first. I've got Agmar in that you've got Wargs, but they're low courage. They can get there. Everything else wants to hang around the shade. Like, it's, yes. it's one of those... Everything it's like comes Melbourne. forward. It's, yeah. You want to stay centered around your key piece. And if you're not, you, you, you're making an army that's tricky to play. So you, by all means, don't take the shade. Like I, I actually like that army, but mm-hmm. it's not easy to play. So they're not great for it. They prefer, I don't know what they prefer really. If it's over that. They prefer this big ball of just run forward. So start in the middle, stay in the middle is their cup of tea. Yeah. it's Where you can paralyze heroes early on. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Both ways. I've got Goblin Town much lower than you. I've got mm-hmm. them tier four. One movement, that's obvious. Like yeah. they're, they're slower than pretty much everything bar hobbits. So they they don't get around. Um, in terms of staying on objectives, their courage is their, their weakness. Mm-hmm. So 
can you rely on them to stay there? Probably not. Uh-huh. And, 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 and. And? And you just basically box them out. That's, yeah. that's the thing. The, I, I understand the scribe's point of view, but that's also at the side. If it's one of those run, dig up an objectives, um, you're in trouble. There's nothing to jump over lines. There's no bats or anything to do that. There is the Goblin King who can't do everything. He yep. can do a lot, but he's he's easily managed. He's only movement six, uh-huh. and you're not going to waste his movement for marches. I guess this is a difference of approach between us because you've rated speed a lot more highly. I've rated numbers a lot more highly because in my mind, you can't box out a goblin horde beca- depending on terrain, of course, because if you yeah. put your army here, I can wrap around, I can come from the other side. To wall off multiple objectives is actually very difficult unless you're fighting on a real dense old Skiliath board. Or, yep. You know. Yeah. And look, we can, we can also look at things like... Um, like there's the storm the camp mission yeah. as well, and but the courage is a good point as well. Yeah. So Goblin Town is relying on either not breaking because you killed them fast enough, which is tricky to do, or just putting enough goblins on that hopefully something passes. Yeah, no, that's right. And look, we said before every single one of these lists can do it. Yes. Like this is it. Um, Goblin Town. I've said tier four because I'd prefer to be doing it with all the other lists. True. Mainly because if the Goblin Town are out of position, you know, one of those ones where you get yeah. told where you deploy, yeah, it's not so good for them. Yeah. So that that's my biggest issue there. Because I don't play Goblin Town, I'm thinking about these as an opponent. So as an opponent, trying to keep a Goblin Town army off objectives is almost impossible because there's just so many of them coming at you from so many different directions. That- True, but this is like they multiple fronts can stuff them up a little bit as well. Because mm-hmm. like a fast cavalry-based army can knock out a few and then disappear, and also you won't true. catch them. Yes. So th- there are there are drawbacks, yes. And and once you get to start monsters hurling at you or shooting, people start to machine yeah. gun you down. There's there's lots of things that with Goblin Town, and once once you break as a Goblin Town army, you're in trouble. Yes, because nothing's got good courage. Mm-hmm. Like the Goblin King's like courage three mm-hmm. and two will or something. So he he runs away quite a bit. Yeah, are we up to? Number uh, five? Tier five, good. Okay, we're up to tier five, good. Good. Happy with that. I've got three in this one. I've gone for Ooh, a fair Three bit. of them. Yeah, three of them. I've gone for the Shire mm-hmm. for similar reasons to the Goblin Town in that, yes, you've got the numbers. Yes, once they get there, they're there. But with the slowest movement in the game. Yeah. and You've got better courage but no scribe. You've got some cavalry but not much. Yeah. Their shooting doesn't function if they're on the move. Mm-hmm. And they can be machine gunned down if they're trying to run out objectives. So they've got to do this really slow waddle and have mm-hmm. the fire support essentially. Yeah. And the the a canny opponent can find so many different ways of doing that. You, Shire running at you is yes. or running to things is not good. Yes. If you've got more shooting than a Shire army, you will just take it apart. Yeah. They they need Shire needs to be sitting there with you coming at them. Yes. And then they get their way. Objective mm-hmm. missions. It's rarely the case. You're normally yeah. You're going out to capture them. I don't, as a Shire player, mm-hmm. and I have played them, I would... Remember that game we played where I had to run at the objective and you stopped me with a Mumak and killed like 60 uh, yes, in a yes, turn? Yes, yes, I remember that one. Yeah, it's that sort of experiences I get where it's, yeah. you, you, bad things happen when you capture objectives of Shire. Yes. It's hard to do. Uh-huh. The times I've had to try it, um, pretty much I deploy the archers in an area where they can cover three of the objectives and then I sneak my militia towards those objectives. Yeah, without so, a doubt. And you can do it. And you can mm-hmm. march if you want to, or you can slowly walk forward. Because can... the idea is, if the enemy tries to wall me off from those objectives, I shoot at them with my archers. 
If not, I can get my wedge of militia onto them. And once the wedge of militia is onto them, the only way to get them off is to kill them. Yes. Which is where it then becomes a, oh, I've got to kill how many militia? Oh, absolutely. And look, they can do it. And so can all these other armies. White Council, once again, movement is not their friend. Yes. Uh, and there's not a lot of them. Mm. So they're, they're not winning any races unless you spend all their might. Mm-hmm. And then they've got nothing to do once they're there. They can, unlike Thorin's company, I find that they don't have that real sort of combat synergy. They're just sort of a bunch they're of... just there. Yeah, th- this this list is a tough list. It really is. It's probably one of the worst lists. We'll see how it goes. Fellowship. Same thing. You brought hobbits with you. You've got the advantage. You've got Aragorn marching everywhere. Yes. So if it's a race, you can you can win the race. But mm-hmm. once again, you're leaving hobbits behind. Mm-hmm. You can't really and split them up. to hold multiple objectives... Or even to break through, the enemy can put a warband or two in front of you and then the rest of theirs go around. And Best case scenario is if you drop Mary and Pippin and maybe Frodo or Sam off on an objective and the others just go and beat enough guys. Yeah, Frodo disappears and hopes he doesn't you know, have a fit of madness or something. Yeah, but you need a serious bottleneck to get all that happening. Yeah, like it's, it's, yeah it's definitely, mm-hmm. honestly, most things you play the Fellowship, you're looking, oh, I don't really want to play it. Assassination ones, I can see you... You know that mission where you can just kill the hero in the middle? Like, that's the one the Fellowship would probably want to go for. Yep, yep, yep. Like, you set up up all nine guys opposite their hero. Yep. You can pal him in. You hit him from all sides. Yep. And just game over. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much the only thing they'll do well. Contest of whatever's, yeah. So, that's my good. Okay, for the good, I've got the White Council and the Fellowship. Simply because, as we said earlier, every model is one model when you're capturing objectives. True. You've got nine or somewhat less for the White Council. You just don't have the numbers. For no, it you can't do everything. Yeah, and I've I've got the exception of things like Radagast Alliance because that's what they do. That's that's their thing. Mm-hmm. They're better at it model for model, but in my mind, there's just yeah. Like, you know, you've got I've them got them in, in the middle because yes, they're good at it per model, but you still don't have yep. many of them. No, 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 fair enough. I think they're both valid points except for yours. Mm-hmm. Um, then for evil, I have that. I think the keen list has already worked out. The trolls. Poor yeah. trolls. Poor trolls. Three in a campfire. It's just not enough. No, it's it's start in the middle, stay in the middle. They're, they can do they it. They can do that one. They need the campfire. They need everything going. Go go hunting. No, no, mm-hmm. no, no good for them. Split up, cover more ground. And how the mighty have fallen. The desolator of the north, after being at the top for the most categories. Someone was telling me his base is big enough that you can sometimes get in between like three objectives. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> and contest all three to minimize the opponent's crushing victory. That that actually is not a bad idea, but you can only be at one place at one time. Yep. Um, most of the games end at about 25%. Yes. So, so the will still they have you. still models to outnumber you and get on objectives. And if they're clever, they've left their bodyguard yep. troops or there's someone else on the objectives and... Mm-hmm. Thrown yeah. wave after wave of models dying on you. Mm-hmm. It's like that time we calculated uh, whether Fatty Bulger could beat Sauron if there was enough Fatty Bulgers. Yes. And the only way Sauron could pull it off is if it the game ends maybe at break and you keep rolling that three plus yep. to give him enough turns to hunt down all of the mm. hobbits. Yeah, it just just takes way too long. And and yes, Smell can keep moving and go for it, but it's just not going to happen really. Smells of such a big um. Like swing in the tournament, like sometimes you play Smaug and you go you come up against him, and it's like this is the kill count mission. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you go, okay, I've lost this game. Yes. And then other times you're looking and you go, this is trivially easy. 
I played Smaug in a domination at a tournament. Yep. And it was easy. I just mm-hmm. threw wave after wave of my models at him. Yes. P- picked them up by buckets and then ended the game and went, ooh, I've got three objectives. You've got one. Mm-hmm. There we are. Yes. That's it. So Smug might get leader kill, so that's two to three. You'll win. Yeah. Yeah, and I might we might have been like I might have I wouldn't be contesting. I was contesting his objective, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. You would be. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, it, it's mm-hmm. poor Smug. Mm-hmm. So good at some other things, not so good at this one. What have you got, David? Uh same as you. I've got the trolls and the Desolator of the North because even if you put them together, that's still only four models. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. You you do need models. So mm-hmm. it's the ones we rated high, they're the good reliable mm-hmm. good reliable cheap models. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. I like the good job. Good job. Okay. Fifth category, David. The fifth category already. This is my fi- my favorite category. I think I like I like avoiding. Is I like shooting at range. I think it's good fun to put the pressure on the opponent. So this is about the ability of the army to avoid combat to win the game. Essentially, so it's going to have a heavy focus on shooting, but also on maneuverability. Because okay. you've got to if you're shooting from a standstill, you know a near is effective. You're not going to get as many turns as if you're shooting from a a part where the opponent can never catch you, and you've got an infinite amount of turns. Mm-hmm. Unless your shooting's powerful enough that you don't need an infinite amount of yeah, turns. If you've enough. got the straight raw power to just wipe the enemy off the board, then you know, you can figure it out later. Yeah, fair enough. No, that that's a very good call. Okay, so Dave, we'll start with you. We'll start with the good, because I feel like the good is gonna be very crowded up top in this this segment. They have typically better shooting overall. Okay, so if you're thinking avoidance and you're thinking the good side, for first top tier, I have Rohan. Since uh, if if the Rohan player is doing it right, you should never actually be able to catch them. They're faster than you. They've got more bows than you. They are death at range. 100% agree. Even their infantry have got throwing weapons all over the place. It's just... Also joining them in the top tier. Less top, but still top. Still top. <laughs> Elrond's household, for a similar reason. They're fast. They're shooty death. Yes, yes. All Rivendell Knights, if they want to avoid you, you're going to have a hard time catching them. Mm-hmm. Arnor, because they can do the full ranger build, and if they want, they can do the full mounted ranger build where they all have might, and once again, good luck catching them, unless you're Rohan. Fair enough, another pure 100% shooting army. And the final one for the top tier, less top than the others, but still rather top, is Thandral's Halls, because once again, that full ranger list, um, I think the only time I've managed to beat a ranger list at range was when I had my full Rohan list, which, as I said, they're both top tier, but Rohan is just that 
bit more top. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's very close to my top tier, which is probably not unexpected for that. I've got. I agree with you on the Rohan. I agree with you on Elrond's household. I agree with you on Thranduil's halls. I feel like an all Mirkwood elf army is going to be, and they've got elven cloaks as well, and they can go through the woods at speed. So they they are pretty good at avoiding. It depends on the board. Once you get to a full Mirkwood elf army, though, chances are not all of them are in cover. So. Oh, very true, but some of them can just move at full speed while the others shoot. And there's so many of them that they're going to be coming from all directions. I think and then they can high. start hiding behind themselves sometimes, and yes. that gets messy. Yes, <laughs> that is a bit messy. Uh, I've got, in addition to that, I don't have Arnor. No Arnor. No Arnor. My thought with Arnor is two things. Not so fast. Um, I know you can do all amounts of ranges, but who does that really? The majority of their troops are basic... Uh, not elves, they're basic uh, rangers. So Still, fight four, shoot three. Yeah, but doesn't doesn't have the strength of the other ones in terms of the bow, although Rohan has the throwing spears. They, their bows are pretty strong as well. But instead, I've got, I think, a terrible oversight by you, David. Lothlorien and Mirkwood. This one, think about throwing weapons. So you can have 100% shooting weapons in your army. You've also got the magicians in the Stormcaller that can push models away from you. It can knock models down, which slows them down. This is, and they've also got sentinels as well, so they can move models around and push them away. So this is an army that, if they want to avoid, they can avoid with the best of them. True, they are very powerful at it, but I just think Arnor, for the sheer number of bows they can put on the table, that they don't need to move, they don't need the tricks, they just stand there and look at you funny and you die. No, I think you're definitely underrating Lothlorien Mirkwood. Such a good avoidance army, definitely top tier in my mind. What's your second tier, David? Second tier or evil? Uh, oh, okay, let's go to the evil top tier. Okay, top tier for evil. I have the Desolator of the North. Mm. Because he's shoot two with yes. his bow of flaming death, which means he can move six inches a turn and fire his bow hitting on threes. Range 18 sets everybody in a two-inch pulse on fire. That's strength 10 hits, and if you survive strength 10 hits, you're looking at strength nine hits. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Fair- Look, his shooting cannot be denied. It's, it is fantastic. I agree with you on that. But in terms of avoidance, I don't have him top tier because I feel like you know where he's going. He's got such a big base. If he's shooting, he's moving at six inches a turn. You can catch that. Like most guys can move six inches. I guess it's a point of you can catch him, but like he can get where he wants to be. He can get there when he wants to be there because you know yeah. he can burn out anyone who gets in his way. I think way. you're underestimating how hard it is to move that base. Possible. I it, guess it's a massive base that basically you, you essentially pick it up and move it one base away. Yeah. So you can predict where he's going to go, and if you clog it up with single models or terrain or whatever, suddenly it becomes very difficult to move around. So I don't know if he's going to get that many turns of shooting. My other thought when I was assigning this was, if you deploy your shooting army, and you're against the Smaug, chances are you're not going to be out shooting him. You're going to have to try and close, unless you've brought Girion and Bard, both with their mm, wind lances. Yeah, true. Um, so... When the Rohan army or the Alrond's household army has to pretty much drop their bows and leg it towards you, in that mind, that makes me think that you are doing a better job at avoiding than they were. Yeah, I I wonder if if we did, it would be an interesting exercise to try out, say something like a Thrandall's Hall's pure elf shooty army list, like the Mm -hmm. pure rangers versus a Desolator of the North. If the Thrandall's Hall's spread out, so they're, if, they're, if they're, say, let's go two and a half inches away from all the models. Yep, so you can only hit one at a turn. You only hit one a turn, and you're throwing strength three bows at him with elven cloaks, potentially. Um, and then his weak scale might come into it. Yeah, I, I don't know that it's a foregone conclusion. I, at that point, I think he wants to get into combat, and I think he'll give up on the shooting pretty quickly at 
No, fair point. Yeah, so I look, I can understand. I totally understand your argument. I just I think the maneuverability is not there. He, even though he can move twelve, he can't shoot if he's moving twelve at all. It's not like a throwing weapon. Um, so I've I've got him high, but I don't think he's matching those pure avoidance armies. I don't think you take the Deathslayer of the Nork to play avoidance. I think you get him in combat. Yeah, reasonable points all around. I, I just I, think for the evil side, he is the best with his. His weapon is too powerful for me to put him anywhere but top tier. Even if that's not how you would end up playing him, I just think his potential to do damage at range is so severe that he takes the top tier whether he deserves to be there okay, or not. Fair. Oh, look, I agree he's <laughs> top on the evil. I agree with that statement. I just don't think he's top tier. But anyway, mm-hmm. let's move on to second tier for, for good. Okay, for good... Um, my thinking behind this is, if you're in third place, it means you can shoot, you can do it well. These are guys that shoot better, but just couldn't quite, you know, match the top tier. So we have the Garrison of Dale. Unlike some of the other lists, they're stuck at a third bows, but those are a third elven bows, and they hit on threes, and they have shooting heroes. Yes. So they can duke it out with the best of them. Yeah, it's funny how the Garrison of Dale has become a shooting army. It doesn't seem like how they would fight, but... I guess. The only thing we ever saw them do in the movie is take pot shots into the sky. So true, true. It's like they shoot and they die. That's kind of you know all but we. I saw. I don't get why they're as good at elves at it. But anyway, that's that's another argument. Neither. But no. Oh okay. Well. Yep. No, no. Fair enough. Um, based on the idea that being as good as elves makes you good at shooting, we have Aregion, Rivendell, Lothlorien, and Mirkwood. Because they are elves and therefore as good as elves at shooting. Tacking into the top list, or we all, or the the second tier place, we also have the Survivors of Lake Town because they've got a lot of bows on the table. They've got shooting heroes, and they've got that person who buffs nearby archers. We have the Shire again for the sheer number of ranged weapons they can throw down, and finally the Wanderers in the Wild because avoidance is kind of what they do. They have lots of woozers and a couple of ents just to convince you that you don't actually want to catch them. Yep, fair enough. Fair fair point. Yes. Uh, so well, you said Mirkwood. What did you mean by Mirkwood? Oh, yeah. No, I've got you. Lothlorien and Mirkwood. Yes, I understand. Yep. Uh, so I it's the up. four elven lists that only really become two once you They're write two. them down. Yes. No, it confused me for a little bit. You got me. Okay. Um, I'm pretty close to that. Obviously, I've already talked about Lothlorien and Mirkwood. I use them in my top tier. Uh, Arnor is coming in this tier for me. I know you use them in the top tier. I've I've put them in here. I think they're second tier. I've got pretty much very similar list to you. I've got... You tell me if you've got them or not, of course. Yep. Uh, Eregion and Rivendell. They were there. Yes, absolutely. Um, they were a tough call for me. Um, I feel like their movement's not great. They do have the the flexibility of Gildor's elves, so the move eight our guys that can have throwing weapons and bows. So that that sort of just kicked it up for me. The very basic ones are good shooting, but probably by themselves wouldn't be enough in my mind to go into tier two. But once you put the Gildor's unit in there, I think they're okay. I've got the Garrison of Dale. Um, after playing them as a shooting army, it was phenomenal. I saw you destroy a Shire army through shooting. I just machine gunned them down, yeah. Absolutely, that was fun. Was that yours? No, that was Danny's. That was Danny's, okay. okay. Uh, I have I have included the Wanderers in the Wild. Um, I didn't initially have them in top tier, but I think... Well, second s- tier. Sorry, sorry, second tier. Didn't initially have them in the second tier, but you're right. When you can have essentially an all-shooting army that has some incredible, uh, almost artillery strength shooting with the, the rocks on the ends... And you can just pepper people. It's short range, so you can avoid it if you're staying away from it. But just the sheer numbers of models you can get if you want to, 
the the fact that you've got ants means that this is an army that that can do avoidance pretty well. It can avoid combat. That that's our definition. It can avoid combat and win a game. And with the elven cloaks on the wozers, you can't really shoot at them. So even if you're on an open board, you can put them behind the ants, and you can still close in. Close yeah, enough you're potentially to get your... having a shooting battle between yourselves and ants, which doesn't end well. They kill one or two models a turn, and you don't do anything. To and them. then your wozers catch up, hiding behind the ants. And yes, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So that's that's a scary list. I've got the Shire. You can't avoid the Shire. It can have once again every model can shoot. Not great, but you've got mm-hmm. like so many models that that you can definitely stay at range. And if you're defense five, that even the strength one throwing rocks, there's enough of them that they can cause some serious damage. Oh, well, especially if uh, you've played against Shire armies. I've played against Shire armies. We played with them. When you run into that line, if you end up, say, seven inches away and you get cop essentially two turns of throwing stones, you're lucky to make it. You have to stay out, get within that, and hope they don't like peel back a layer and then throw at you. Yeah, Because they are, they are scary to play against, and they're ones that... Uh, for a lot of these avoidance armies, it's basically stick your head down, march in their face, and hope. Uh-huh, but it's always embarrassing having to burn might to you know catch hobbits. It it is it is absolutely. But I agree. you have to do you it. You have to do it. You have to. You can't get in a shooting match with you unless you're the garrison of Dale, and then they'll just machine gun them down. But with that exception, yeah, <laughs> yes, you, yes. Oh, I think, I think like, yeah. I've taken apart Elven armies with them because yes. you line up their archers, they line up theirs, and while arrows are coming back and forth. You sneak three or four warbands of militia within eight inches of the elves and pepper them apart. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Um, so the, the movement's not great, but the shooting's phenomenal. I've got Survivors of Lake Town up here in the second tier as well. Did you have Survivors um, of Lake Town? I believe I had. Yep, there they are. Oh, perfect. Oh, we both have them. And the argument here is a horde army with some good shooting heroes. Bard and uh, what's the new one that just came out? Percy. Yes, Percy, doesn't he give poison bowstrings or whatever? So the something, re-roll ones to hit or something yeah, like something, that? Yeah, something that's that's okay. But, One moment, but, I will consult the Book of Armaments. Yeah, so the friendly militia within six can re-roll ones to hit. So, yes, to, and to hit is better than to wound, I think. So once you get the hits... Yeah, because you, you get more to hit rolls than you get to wound rolls. Yes, absolutely. So that that's fantastic. Bard is phenomenal, and the ability to have a black arrow... On your great bow is fantastic. You can take the windlands if you want, but I actually think the great bow's better. Oh yeah, it's it's great it's as great. the name would suggest. <laughs> it is great. So that's my tier two. Lots of them, very crowded tier two. Uh, your tier two evil. Uh, in evil, I have Haradunamba, um, because it can do either the stationary shooting or it can do the dancing and avoidance. Because it has the crossbowman in the corsair list, and it has. The Watchers of Kana, the um, Harad Raiders, the Mumak. If you want to talk mobile shooting, mm. you put the three plus hit archers in the top of the Howdar. They're moving at full speed. They're hitting on threes. They are death incarnate. And they can do 50% bows. Yep. Or throwing weapons if you want the Corsairs. You can have everyone with missile weapons if you want. Yes. It's, it's another one of those armies. And you've got, you've got crossbow options. You've got, um, you've got all kinds of options. It's, it's a really scary list. Um, and what's your other one? Um, lastly, this is sort of low second, but they were better than the people that made it into third, and that's Isengard, simply because they've got the crossbows and similar sort of thinking to the Desolator of the North. Even if you can catch them, it's forcing you to engage them. So it's the shooting is playing a strong, integral part of how that crossbow build works. Yep. And quite often they can kill you before you get to them because... No, that's fair enough. That's, that's some absolutely nasty fair enough. stuff. So my, my differences here, 
I've got the Desolator of the North here for the reasons we talked about before. So, obviously, I agree that he's really powerful, but just not Tier 1, in my opinion. I've got Harry and Umbar here. They they were almost Tier 1 in my mind. Almost, almost, almost. But they're, they're one of these ones that they feel like the bridesmaid in every single category. Like, they're, they're so good at everything, but just not quite there to be the best. And, uh, the, like, the Corsair list is a fantastic avoidance duty list. Is it as good as Lothlorien Mirkwood? No, just not. Mm-hmm. Just down. And it's always the idea of if you're taking this specialized troop, you're not taking that one. And Yeah, yeah. And I thought about all the different builds you could take. And you could take a fast cavalry Rohan type build if you want to. But it's not as good as shooting at Rohan, as Rohan. Because it's only got half bows got instead half of bows. all bows. Yeah, so it's not as good as that. The Corsair list is not quite as good as Lothlorien Mirkwood for the throwing weapon. But it does have a Mumak. The, the Mumak build is fantastic. But once again, it's you're not heavy on models at that point. You're pretty much an elite army. Yes, you've got good shooting, but I don't think you're avoiding at that point. If you've got a Mumak, you're, you're playing no, combat. It does sometimes play avoidance because they all hide in terrain, and so it's yeah. left just sort of moving around trying to line up the shots for the archers. But True, but that's not its choice to play avoidance, so I don't know True. that I rate that as for it. Even just the standard Harrod army and with the couple... What's the elite shoot guys that they have there? Is that the um, Watchers? You can either take Watchers, they hit yep. on threes with two attacks, or you can just upgrade your regular guys for two points each to hit on threes. And you can have 50%. So even just the standard infantry army is pretty good at shooting and avoiding just by walking away, but it's so close. So close, you've got so many options for shooting. If you want to play avoidance with an evil army, you can't go far wrong with Harrod. But Oh, agreed. Far Harrod with all the blowpipes, you could do that one. That's, that's, yeah. that's a week of woes, though. You can't do it. Mm-hmm. That's a combat list. And uh, I did not have Isengard. Did not have Isengard. My thought, once again, I think I penalised them on the movement. Yes, you've got Wag Riders who are pretty impotent in shooting, really. True. And the- Wait, I did not. I did meet a guy once. He said he got a kill with a throwing weapon on a Wag Rider. Oh, fantastic. I have played Dunland Avoidance with them. Okay, yes. Um, with lots of Ruffian Bowmen, so super cheap Bowmen. That's right. They're in the list. Yeah, so you can do it, but once again, they're not... They're, they're not, they weren't amazing at it. Like, I feel like they're a yeah. tier below Harrod and Umbar in my mind, but mm-hmm. I understand your arguments as well. Yeah. Understand, even though they're wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm right a lot, it seems. Tier 3. Good. Tier 3 for the good. These are the armies that have solid shooting, but they're not really known for it. So we have Numenor. You can pack a third bows into them. They hit decently. Nothing wrong there. Army of Lake Town. You can get a lot of them. They're just generic sort of archers. Minas Tirith. You can go Rangers if you want. You can go the high defense guys. You can take some Archer heroes. And then the Fiefdoms, Fiefdoms, they've got Blackroot Val Archers, which are amazing. But it's it's not really what the army is doing. It's they are supporting the army. So in my mind, these are all lists that can play solid amounts of shooting, but you don't picture them and think, yes, I am here to shoot at people. Yep, fair enough. I've got, once again, a similar list because we've got the similar categories here. Um, mine's a bit more sparse here. I've gone for... My, my, the definition in my mind was that if they had to play avoidance, would they be happy doing it? So if you got if you got to the table and you thought, the only way I can win this game is avoidance, would you be happy to do that? Or would you be thinking this is the longest of long shots? So I've chosen three armies that I think if they had to play avoidance, they would, they would do it. And they would say, okay, we've got a good chance of winning this game. So Minas Tirith, Jack of All Trades... They, they can build an avoidance army list. Once you've got mounted Citadel Guard, you've got Citadel Guard oh, yeah, Bowmen, you've got... Bodyguard and Longbows on a horse. Yes, yeah, yeah, you can do that. You've got you've got some good bow heroes. Faramir is a nice bow hero. You can throw rangers in. Mm-hmm. You've got good choices. You don't have any way to build it above a third, but that's okay. 
because you've got good combat troops that can tank while the others move around and mm-hmm. dance. Army of Lake Town, I agree with this one as well, just for the numbers. So, and and I don't think they're a combat list. Like they're not very good at combat. They're not very good at shooting, really. But 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 they're better at shooting than they are at combat. Cheap cheap archers that are effective. Like that's mm-hmm. that's almost the shy type stuff, but only a third. I've got Army of Thrall here. A dwarf list. A dwarf list in avoidance. Do dwarves even have ranged weapons? Yes. Yes. This is Wait, the Grim have... Hammer list. Okay. So it's not that guy with the axe in his head and he pulls it no, out for one shot. No, no. It is, it is the pure Grim Hammer list. And I've played this list and it is essentially an avoidance list, but it's a close range avoidance list. It's, I get within three, four, five inches of you and then we, I, I scare you off with a horde of throwing weapons. So it's the Rohan Foot Royal Guard. It's the yeah, close it's, into knife range and then knife them. Yep, and you've got defense six, so it's like the Royal Guard. So you, you're tough there. You've got your fight four across the board. But it's like like if you took Royal Guard, but 100% Royal Guard. Nice. Like, think of it yep. that way. That's how the Grimhammers play, essentially. And they are they don't necessarily want to go into combats unless they uh, have the number advantage because they don't have the spear support. And you, you can give them the spear support if you want the list, but it does reduce their avoidance. So... I think I've played them and, and won a tournament, a big tournament, as an avoidance list. And I was happy to play avoidance with them. It was actually really good fun. And they could do combat when they had to. But it was, I, out of all the dwarves lists, because you've got 100% missile weapon, if you want, or very close to it. Like, you might throw some spears in or some heroes in or whatever. But close to 100% missile weapon. And throwing weapons operate pretty well on the move. So they do help with avoidance. So I've got them high up. Um, obviously not a number high up, but... Mid-range, tier three, I'm happy with that. I guess, again, it's the mental perception of, yes, throwing weapons. Like, you don't have to be sitting 24 inches back with your elven longbows. Throwing weapons are still an avoidance play style. Yeah. And, yeah, you can close into somebody's face before deciding to avoid them. It's pretty much it. You run forward, they get all scared, they they pull out their shield wall, and then you dance around them. And just Mm -hmm. keep moving to their flanks, keep moving to their flanks at all times. Almost like the Hobbit rush. You you get there, you stop, and you give them a volley. Yes. <laughs> Char- no, stop. Steady. What have you got for Tier 3 Evil? Tier 3 Evil? Uh, we're opening this with Mordor because Ooh, yes. they've got access to shooting if they want it. They can take the Orc Trackers. They can take that mini elephant with, again, pack full of archers up top. True. Uh, the, you've got Urukai in there. You've got some siege engines if you really want them. You've got some specters to, you know, help you help the dance. They've got the tools. They can build it if they want it. Um, we have Azog Hunters. They can fit a fair few bows into their list from memory. 50%, yes. They're not bad at shooting. And I believe they do have a bow hero somewhere who has, like, his sword bow. I don't think he's ever hit anyone with yeah, it. Yeah, Nazog is, is, in theory, a good hero. In reality, I've never done that. Bog's also a good shooting hero, believe it or not. Yes. Didn't one of the other heroes have a bow as well? Uh, Fimble does. Yes. That's the one that doesn't have it on the model, so we always forget. Mm-hmm. That's the one. But you know, they, they because they can do 50% and have bow heroes, they can actually do a surprising amount. And they're a, they're an interesting avoidance army in that if you get to them, suddenly you get whopped with so many attacks mm-hmm. that it's it's a real choice about whether you stop and shoot them and get outshot or whether you come at them and, and mm-hmm. they do what they want. And then on the bottom of Tier 3, I have the Eastern Kingdoms. Um Mainly because they've got the human archers, so they can sort of tack in there. You can play the cavalry in them, and they're mainly better at it than my tier four guys. So they sort of managed to nudge their way up. No, into no, tier fair three. enough, fair enough. My once again, my tier three is pretty sparse. These are the ones that I believe can win the game in avoidance. I've got Isengard. Um, 
Urukai scouts are actually thinking pretty good at avoidance. Ah, uh, yes. They've yes. got the four plus. They've got shoot. the move eight guys as well. They've got move eight guys, and they, you get a lot of them. If you want to play a full Mordor Urukai, oh, not an Isengard Urukai list with scouts, you get quite a lot of models. Um, you've also got some shoot, other shooting options. You've got the crossbow hero. You've got crossbows. You've got a uh, ballista if you really want. You've got um, you've got all kinds of things. Just run a bomb team at them. Bomb so team, watch yeah. them avoid you. Yeah, no, the bomb team. I was actually thinking bomb team as well. Yeah. Um, but also the Dunland is okay at avoidance. Like it can do it, and it's probably its only real tactic because it's not great at combat either. So I thought its tactic was compel one guy forward to kill him, compel the next guy forward to kill him. Yeah, and use use Grimer <laughs> as your shield wall. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you sit him between terrain, and everyone goes behind him and hides and takes silly pot shots. Yes, you're 100 percent right with that. So that's that's my tier three. Very very sparse. So I've got a lot at the tail end. Tail end. Let's go tier four. So these are the ones that. Might be able to win a game for avoidance, but uh, it's it's a long shot, really, isn't it? For tier four, for good, I deployed my standard tactic of going, dwarves aren't known for their shooting, but I know at least one of these dwarf armies has crossbows. I think one of the other ones has rangers, so I've dunked the dwarves in here at tier four. Dwarves have decent shooting, but they're really slow. Yes. So they don't, they don't like to move and shoot, really. They more, they use shooting that if, if you don't, come at them, they'll just stand and shoot. But yeah. it's not their primary tactic, really, is it? it it's more, oh, we can't be bothered crossing this board. Let's just let's just camp here for the night and hopefully they'll come to us sort of shooting. Yeah, because they, they almost prefer to be in combat, but the shooting can do a fair bit. Now, they can't outshoot the superior shooting army. So an all-shooting army, they'll have to run at yeah. them. I haven't actually um, gone into much detail looking at that new um, siege engine they got, though. Isn't that meant to be an anti-shooting... Yes, weapon. yes, yes it is. Gets free heroic shots and you like draw a line across the board that you can't shoot over. Or... Yeah, it, you're right, it is. But that, that army's a really tricky one. And the Iron Hills and Erebor are claimed and everything is so expensive that uh, you just run at it at that point. Like you've spent a lot of your resources on this anti-shooting stuff. You're not and it's do a, a siege weapon so you can catch it if you... Yeah, yeah it, it's... You're right. It, if, if you're doing a shoot-off against elves and you're determined to shoot off that thing will really, really help you out. But I don't know that like it's still an avoidance army. Like Against the non-shooting army, I don't think you're actually playing avoidance. You're just playing a, a stationary sit-there army and hope they come at you. And mm-hmm. um, At that point, you're spending a lot of resources on a siege engine, which is not great at shooting yeah. unless it's a siege. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, tier four. Oh, no, you've done yeah, tier No, four. that was, that was tier, tier four. four. My tier four. I've got... Three of the dwarves, all the ones bar Army of Thraw. So Erebor reclaimed Durance Folk's Iron Hills for the same arguments. Uh, they can win a game of shooting, but it's not their primary It's not tactic. what they're known for. If you design a dwarf army for shooting, you're probably doing something interesting and you probably play against a lot of players who don't have any shooting at all. Mm-hmm. So if you go up against, say, a, a Moria or a Mortar army or something with no shooting, by all means, go for it. But you want to have shooting superiority. I've got the Fellowship here in that we've, when you we have Legolas... And you've got Aragorn with a bow, potentially. Mm-hmm. Like, like once again, it is possible. You're not killing a lot, but you are picking on heroes. You've got Gandalf with the blinding light. Mm-hmm. So you're probably not getting shot at back. You've got negligible shooting weapons, mm-hmm. the Hobbits, but I don't even really care about those. Um, Gimli's got a throwing weapon. You've got a, a bit of shooting. You can do avoidance here, but it's going to be a very slow, slow avoidance list. Yeah. To my mind, if the Fellowship is playing avoidance, it's, it's in a losing position. Partly because you've, you're trying to avoid with hobbits. True. So you're, you're stuck with Aragorn burning his free might to you know, make them keep up. And since you're 
avoiding the enemy, you're allowing them to choose which part of the board you're fighting in. Yeah, so you enough. don't get all those terrain advantages that are so crucial to how the Fellowship fights. Mm, fair enough, fair enough. I, th- I think they've got some potential there. I feel like it's the whole list where you use all Legolas' yep. might to kill out their leader, and then you just run away for the rest of the game. I guess the other build is the Three Hunters. But again, I've played them when they're avoiding. It's because they've realized, oh no, we've wandered into a Gondor horde during domination. What do we do? We avoid. To me, it's it's the damage mitigation, not the yeah. army tactic. No, fair enough. Fair enough. I'm still going to put them in tier two because I feel like you can survive on that. Not not well, but but I guess guess as much as the others. Well, maybe not as much as dwarfs. I don't know. Maybe a low tier two for me. Tier four, sorry. Low tier four. I've got fiefdoms and Numenor. Um, in this tier, in that you've got very basic human shootings. Yes, you've got a little bit of tricks here and there in the fiefdoms, but your shooting is 100% support. It's not there. And a lot of times, like, I, I'll take take the complement of archers in these armies, but I don't plan to use them. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's only if there's an opportunistic target, a, a monster to kill the fiefdoms, or for Numenor, if they're not engaging me, I could just pepper shots at them to draw them into me. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. With most of the human armies, again, I'll take a third archers just because quite often there is a point of the board and you're like, I will. Set, I want to be here. So now that I'm here, what do I do? I'll shoot at them while I wait yeah, for them. Exactly. It's that. It's not an avoidance list. It's a, it's a waiting list almost. It's You're going to come mm-hmm. at me and I've got something to do while, while you're doing that. Agreed. Uh, tier 4 evil. Tier 4 evil? These are the lists that have some shooting. They're just not really great at it. So Agmar... You can pack bows into there if you want, but they're orc bows, so... Yes. It's, it's not great. Is it However, wag rider bows as well you've got? Possibly, but yeah. again, they're orcs. Uh, the reason why you'll probably see shooting in Angmar is because they play the death ball around the shade, and so if the enemy doesn't want to come near the shade, you need some way to reach out and get to the enemy. Yes, agreed. Uh, Mora, because they're goblin archers. Even the um, Marauders, they're still goblins doing the shooting. So, but you can take an awful lot of goblins. The one exception to that is the prowlers, of course, which are good at shooting. Ah, yes, of course. And they've got throwing weapons and potentially bows as well. They have a. That's right. Unreleased does um, prowlers with bows. Yes. Yes. Completely forgot about that. You can give your prowlers bows. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Not, not so they're probably option. upper. Fourth yeah. Tier, no, I then. agree with you. Um, you. You don't want to do it, but if you have to, and against the non-shooting army, you could actually mm-hmm. do some damage with shooting. Again, I do take bows in the goblin horde. Um. Mainly because every now and then you come against somebody who didn't bring bows, and then your shooting is suddenly infinitely more powerful than theirs. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Even if you're tier four, if the other person's tier five... You're go, still winning. You're still ahead. Yes, go for it. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Uh, next up, we have Azog's Legion and the Dark Powers of Dol Guldur. I believe they do have access to bowmen, but again, it's not really what they're known for. Okay, so the Dark Powers of Dol Guldur have access to the Hunter Orc bowmen, but don't get the bonuses. So they're five. There are orc shots. The yep. third of them. Yep. N- natural orcs. Azog's legions. Now this is a bit of a tricky one. You've got one missile weapon. Yep. In that you've got a troll catapult, which is a good shooting weapon. But yeah. It's it's pretty close range. Well, no, no, it's not close range. You can go anywhere. It does give some threats. It's very expensive though. Oh yes. But you've also got the bats, which are, are not bad at range. They can be I a bit. I do annoying. like those bats. They can do some damage. They can also knock things down and be annoying. So I can see well, why it could put be them there. more character assassination. Than, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's very much the opportunistic target, yes. isn't it? It's go go at the leader, try and knock him down and annoy him, or banners or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, fair enough. Uh, and you've already used that mortal, haven't you? And then, hang on, I'm just trying to remember which list I put these guys in. 
Uh, I think that would have been the next one down. Never mind. Never <laughs> mind. Never mind. Okay. So I'm going... Basically, I'm using Eastern Kingdoms and Mordor here in Tier 4. You used them in Tier 3, am I correct? Uh, correct. Correct. So I've put them basically as essentially a low Tier 3, but a Tier 4 in that they've got a trivial amount of shooting, but once again, if you're ahead of someone else in the tiers, you can do it. I don't think either of these armies are usually designed that way. The Mordor's got the advantage in that you can go the um, the ring wraith that stops the shooting. Uh, yes, so yes. if you really wanted to design a list, you might be able to kick it up to tier three, but I don't think it would be an optimal list. And then you can take some stalkers to, you know, with their elven cloaks to sneak yeah, around. And yeah, you can take some specters to push things around. And you could you could do a very pseudo-y elf list, but I, I think it would be a, a At that case. point, you play elves. Yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not quite there. Eastern Kingdoms, you can once again go a third human bows, but you're giving up on some of the best combat heroes in the game and, and some good tanky troops. Um, yes, you can put bows on your pike guys at the moment. Hopefully that changes at the moment. But yeah, I still don't think they're a shooty list. I've got Moria here and I agree with you. I think with the Prowlers, with the number of archers, you can play either break even with a tier four or get ahead of a tier tier five in avoidance. So you can definitely do that. It's it's the kind of army you always take some bows just because you might use them. Yeah, it's, it's not a bad thing to have them with you. Mm. Okay, tier five, the tier five good side. So leading tier five, I have the fellowship for the reasons previously mentioned. I think if they're playing avoidance, they're in a losing position. No, you made your argument very clear. We have Thorin's company. Uh, they have a-, a bow. I think they've got a guy with a slingshot. They might have a rock in there somewhere. The if you take slingshot's Bilbo. actually surprisingly good. It is, but there's only one of it. Yeah, correct. Uh, next up, we have Radagast Alliance. Oh, did they have much shooting? Did they have a throw stone in there? Or uh, Wait, no. Bjorn, does no, he still have... No. They, they got, took it off him. They took it off him. He's no okay. more bow on. So, Games Workshop has spoken. No shooting for Radagast Alliance. Yeah, because they even have the tower that can't take a bow. Oh, yeah, good point. I believe. So, the they main, get two shooting heroes without bows. Maybe that's changed. She might be only one profile now. So, maybe maybe she can take a bow now. Okay. And lastly, we have the White Council. They brought a couple of thrown weapons with them, but that's about it. You can go Saruman the White. He's very good at avoidance, but again, there's only one of him, and he's quite expensive for an avoidance You can put in the piece. White Council, can't you? You might be able to. Yeah, actually, yeah, he might be in the text elsewhere. I think, I think he is. But I just think there's not enough of them. Once they start avoiding, it means they've given up control of the field. They've given the momentum of the game to the other player. Yes, yes. And look, yeah, I probably should include those of the fellowship. But anyway, uh, can you go to... Oh, no, I'll go for my good as well, just to follow that up. I pretty much agree with you. I had the fellowship one above. I've got the white cancel here. They're probably pretty close to the fellowship, but just... What are you doing with them, really? Thorin's company might get a lucky kill here or there, but they're definitely not playing avoidance. If they're avoiding, it's because they want to get into a better combat position. It's not to try and make mm-hmm. the game go long and win with two shots or three shots. Radagast Alliance as well. Shooting, if there is any, it's negligible. Um, I think they can get barred, actually. Is it Radagast Alliance? I think there's one of the lists that can have, have barred in there. But no, his alliance seems to change every time you look at it. So yeah, it, it's 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 not an overly firm alliance. Let's let's actually find out exactly what's in there. Radagast Alliance. This army may include Radagast the Brown, Radagast the Brown, Riding Great Eagle, Bayorn, Guahir, and Great Eagles. No, that appears to be it. Okay, so, so it has, no Tariel, no Bard. So I'm thinking of the one before that. So no, definitely down the bottom. Definitely down the bottom. I agree with myself. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I, I think in the, the, the now defunct Desolation of Smaug book, he had a bard. Bard wasn't in a Lake Town list at that point. He was just a like a sort of wanderer. Yep, that was Bard the Bargeman or something rather than the... <laughs> I think it was Bard the Bowman. But yeah, you're right. And I think there was... At that point, they specifically said Outcast Tariel. So you couldn't have a bow and Tariel. So, yeah... But anyway, that, that's that's yeah, that's so that's not. Point is, wounds. their only real ranged attack is pick models up and throw them at your enemy, yeah, yeah. which is something. But no, no, you got to do that in combat. Uh, so we've done the good, evil, evil. I have the dark denizens of Mirkwood. They have some shooting, but it's not particularly deadly unless you follow it up with combat. What shooting do they have? It's just the bat. The spiders. Oh, the spiders have a paralyzed. Yes, yes, but it it really requires you to follow that up in combat. Yes, yes. Uh, we have the trolls. Um, they might have throw stones. They might not. No one cares. No one's ever used it. I don't don't know that they do these ones. And we have Goblin Town with their one thrown goblin. <laughs> yes, true. Fair enough. Fair, uh, look, I'm very similar. I've got those three, but I've also included three that you had higher. I've got Agmar, Dark Powers of Dolgol Door, which is probably a bit harsh on them, and Azog's Legion in that I feel like these guys have a trivial amount of shooting that they're not really going to win a shooting battle against anyone unless they're also tier 5. So mm-hmm. I don't think Azlux Legion's going to outshoot anyone. Dark Powers of Dolgoldor, I can't imagine you building a shooting build of that when you've got a bunch of combat ring wraiths and Gundabad orcs and hunter orcs and things. I just can't see it happening. And then Angmar, it's it's a combat ball. It just runs into combat. It's not an avoidance arm. You'd be playing avoidance of Angmar. I'm not sure what you're doing, quite frankly. It's also very good at combat. Like, you've got... You've got, you've got a shade. You've got a shade. You've got a Gulliver. You've got mm-hmm. Birder. You've got Spectres and things. You can do a Spectre and Orc list, but yeah, it's it's such a... You're being very nice to your opponents if you're doing that. I guess my thinking was they were better at it than the other Tier 5s. No, no, fair Thereby enough. Thereby they snuck into Tier 4. No, and that's, that's mm-hmm. absolutely fine. And it's going to help us and average out overall, I believe. Okay, so we'll come back with the sixth group, isn't it? So the sixth criteria that we are analysing is engagement speed. So this could be the enemy is running from your magnificence and you're trying to chase them down. They could have stolen an objective. They're running off with it. They could just have a whole lot more shooting than you. So you've got to leg it across the board as fast as you can without taking too much in the way of casualties. Yeah, they're trying to avoid you. You're trying to close the distance. Absolutely. So for whatever reason, you're chasing them. And this is about not just being able to catch a single model, but to actually 
get the bulk of their army or the bulk of whatever's important that they have and to, you want. To not be able to engage with just a trivial amount. Like, if you catch them, can you do some damage and threaten them? Yes. Or are you just going to charge with something trivial and they'll just take it out really easily? Mm-hmm. So it's not just a, a, hey, I brought my one guy with horse. Let him deal with it. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Okay, I'm going to start off here. I'm going to start with my tier one good. And I've no surprises here, really. These ones appear at the top quite a bit for us. I've got Rohan. Because a solid inclusion, like like not only do you often have Rohan, the speed of Rohan alone, but often they they run around with a Saruman or a Gandalf or mm-hmm. something like that who can really help with compels, and they can put an incredibly large number of cavalry on the board as well. So yes, yeah, heaps. They can actually send half the guys one way and half the guys the other, where a lot of other cavalry armies don't have the numbers to be able to, Absol- to split their force uh, like that. Hundred percent. So that they're, they're up there. Even the Foot Rohan has a good engagement speed because of the heroic marches and the reusable might. Yep. So, and the banner of Go Faster. And Yeah, absolutely. So I think Rohan's definitely tier one for my mind. And also Elrond's household. I think that's pretty much their thing. They Trying to outrun Rivendell Knights, a whole army of them, is, is scary. They can hit you with bowfire. They can engage you. They can, mm-hmm. they can hunt people down. That's what they do. Yeah, I think if it comes to the point where you're trying to avoid... Alron's household, they've got you on the back foot, straight up. Yeah, yeah. If you're running away from them, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. You're trying to trying to catch them oftentimes and they're they're hard to catch. Oh yes. So I guess both these lists, if played right, won't see combat, but that's not because they cannot catch the enemy. That's because the enemy cannot catch them. True, true. And and there is a time limit to games often, so that's why like these armies could stay away. One way to beat them is to just wall off the whole board and just push your army, stretch the whole board through. But yep. then if they break through, you're in trouble because they'll just go over your other side and yeah. run away. You can lock arms and cross the board singing, but yeah, then they just come in hard. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and something like the Elrond's household, get a nature's wrap, knock you all down, jump Ooh, over yeah. you. Expert riders, they just head off. <laughs> just think. <laughs> just knock down the shield wall, come in, pass your jump test, just leap straight over it. It's like, oh, what? <laughs> just, just act casual. Nothing happened, right? Yeah, it's scary stuff. Okay, is, what's your tier one? My tier one is well. It appears that we agree on this. We agree. That's unusual. so. I also have Rohan and Alron's household. Yeah. Do you have anything for evil that can match those two? No. No. Neither just, do I. Nope. Straight out. So tier one, we've got them alone. They they are the speed armies. Really, they're the ones that you you're not afraid to play all cavalry. Agreed. Like, other armies can play all cavalry, but it's a surprise to see it. You look at them and go, really? No infantry? Those two, you look at them and go, yes, that is how, you know. Yeah, it's their preferred build, straight mm-hmm. out. Like, yes, Rohan, you can do you can do a bit, bunch of things with Rohan, but you are not uncomfortable doing all cav. Correct. It, it's it's their default mode. It's yeah. When you think Rohan, you think the charge of the Rohirrim. Yeah, or in our game, the avoidance of the Rohirrim. Yes. Because <laughs> avoiding, they're much better at than charging. Mm-hmm. Okay, tier two, I've got uh, for good, Minas Tirith. I've got them for, the. they've got a good amount of cavalry, and I can't go past, their mounted heroes are some of the best. So you've got things like Boromir floating around, you've got Faramir, you've got Beragon for a cheap hero, you've got the Minas Tirith knights are dirt cheap and very effective. I feel that they can close dif- distance, and they're oftentimes an army that has, even the combat infantry one has a few knights that can go chase down things, and they're pretty good at it. They're, they're tough when they get in, because they're not easy to kill. So they charge in, and they'll pin down an enemy. So I've got Minas Tirith at Tier 2. I've got Radagast Alliance at Tier 2, mainly because eagles, that's what they do. So this is their dream. If they have to hunt oh, yes. down... If the enemy scatters, 
that is what Eagles want. Yes, they yes. want to see a couple of guys here, a couple of guys there. And Radigast on a chariot or on an eagle leading it, he's more than happy. Even on a horse, he's more than happy to chase down um, mm. some models and, and engage them. And the only problem is that they're not well. They're not up the top. Is that there's only a limited number of them. So if everyone's legging it, they're not going to catch Agreed. everyone. Agreed. So. But they can give a good show at it, actually. Yeah, they can barge a few people. They can throw one person on another Hurl person. Hurl them backwards and keep going and yes. knock them over. They've got they've got a lot. Of, this is their element. This is what they do well. They don't do a lot well, but this is what they do well. Mm-hmm. I've got Thrandall's Halls. Now, this is probably a bit of a bias for my own one. But when you've got Merkwood Cavalry and, and a hero on an elk, you're doing pretty well. Maybe they're a little bit high, but I feel like the, you can play a cavalry continue to that that's as strong as a lot of things. So... I that's how I'll play them. And then same with the Ministerial. I feel like that's a relatively even one there. And I've also got Fiefdoms because they have some of the best cavalry models in the game. So they're chasing down. They've got two types at the moment. So you've got the Knights of Dol Amroth, which are fantastic, especially when they've got Imrahil backing them up. And you've also got the surprisingly good Riders of the Dead who can chase down things that are very hard to take down once they get to you and they get knocked down as well. Okay, for my second tier, I've got a few similarities. Now I've got a few, you know, differences. First up, Minas Tirith. I agree. Mm. Powerful build. Um, once you put Boromir on a horse, he's catching whatever he wants to catch. Yes. Um, I also think the number of infantry they can put on a board will help them catch things. Because as we've said, if you need to wall off the board against an all-cav force, the Gondor infantry have enough staying power that your contingent has a chance of surviving while it waits for the rest of the army to catch up. Yeah, I haven't put heavy favour on that. I, I feel like, yes, numbers are an option, but I feel like... Um, I, I imagine that you're ch- you're literally chasing, and then like every, like having numbers of, of like a horde chasing after yeah. yelling is not going to help you. I don't know. It's um because if you've only got a handful of guys, you get the Benny Hill thing where he goes that way, so we go after yeah, him, true. so he comes back. But if you've got enough where you can split up to cover more ground, it'll actually allow yeah, you no, to catch no, them. You make a good point. I just haven't haven't really biased okay. that way. That makes sense. Yep. Next, you got Radagast Alliance because of eagles. Yes. And keeping the idea that eagles allow you to catch things, I've put the Wanderers of the Wild in. Because if we can say Eagles alone can pretty much get them up to this tier, then to my mind, any other list that also has Eagles should also be able to compete. No, so I don't think it's just Eagles at this tier. I think it's the Radagast that's that's doing it for me. Because um, he's, his mount options are phenomenal, uh, mainly the Chariot and the Eagle. So I figure once you put that, it puts it in that tier. But I, Eagles are good and Guahi is really good. So I, I can see that argument as well. And you've still got the Borah, so... <laughs> He's on a horse. Yes, true, 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 true. No, 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 I can't, I can't disagree with that too much. Um, my evil. I've gone for. You have evil at tier two. I do have evil at tier two. I've got a. Fair, That's good to see. I've got a fair bit of evil out there. Surprisingly, mm-hmm. I've got Mordor. Um, Mordor has got some really good cavalry. Black Numenorean cavalry. Uh, what are they called? The are uh, they just called Black Numenorean cav or Black Knights? Morgul Knights? Morgul Knights. Morgul Knights are fantastic. Wag Riders are great at catching things. Backed up by Fell Beasts, you, you've got a good chasing contingent. Oh, yes. So that's that's good. It's similar vein, Harrod and Umbar. You've got ring rapes, often mounted ring rapes. Uh, Mulmaks are, are no slouch at running things down. But then you've got cavalry to mop them up. You've got camels, which are really oh, good yes. at engaging. So you've got some really good options in Harrod and Umbar for the, the chase down force. You don't want to see camels chasing you down because they, they might kill you before they even fought a combat with you. Scary stuff. I've got Azox Hunters. Once again, a hunter list. They can go very WAG heavy, and they've got some of the best WAG heroes around in Azog and, and Bolg. So these guys don't mind chasing things down. And they can chase you through cover, just because. 
Yeah, or one or Fimble can. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, so they're they're really good at it. Azog's Legion, mostly an infantry list, but you've got the movement eight berserkers, you've got the bats, you've got movement eight trolls. The mm. troll brute's a surprise candidate here in that he can just keep going consistent six inches by stomping things over. So there are things that can catch it. Troll Brute, maybe not, but the Bats, definitely. The Berserkers, two attack models that can move eight are pretty scary. You don't want them chasing oh, yes. you down. And I finally got, once again, and probably another surprise for people, Eastern Kingdoms. My thought is Drum, Cataphracts, Superheroes. So yeah, you've got Kamul and Felbeast. You've got Amdur and the, the Dragon Knights and the Captains on a horse, which can chase things down. Do they get horses now? Yes, armored horses. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, so you've got this list. The way the way it works, the best in my opinion, is the all mounted heroes. So put all your heroes mounted, get a Kamul on Fell Beast, and then back them up with some cataphracts. Even the, the the fight four cataphracts, a war drum if you can afford it, and then some some just some infantry to hold up gaps really, and to, to give you some spears so they can chase. Your tier th- tier two, David. Okay, some of these are very similar. So I've got Azog's Legion. Even though it looks like a heavy infantry list, it moves fast if you give it the right tools. So if you give it the move eight berserkers, move eight trolls, it's it'll catch. Yes. Harad and Umbar, because they can do everything and they do it very well. Um Agreed. Huge amount of cavalry, huge amount of, you know, special toys to play with. Azog's hunters, because Falwags and Falwag Riders. Uh Isengard, because they have the move eight. Uh, they also have the berserkers, so you can send them one way while your move eight flushes people out, and they're tough enough. They can hold to stop somebody breaking through while the rest of your army catches up, is my thinking. Mm-hmm. And you can put wag riders in there as well if you want them. And lastly, I've gone Goblin Town, because not only have they, have they got a wall from one side of the board to the other that's eight deep, but they can come on at any point of the board they want. So you think you're about to break through? No, I am going to place these goblins here, you know, right where you're trying to get off the board. You're hiding in that corner of the board? Well, I'm there as well. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. That's gonna, there's going to be some controversy in this one, I think, because we've got some difference of opinions. That's fair enough. We'll get to them in a moment, but you've justified all your arguments, of course. Um, my tier three good. Yes. The Jeremy patented tier three good, which is, of course, going to be correct. I've got Lothlorien and Mirkwood. I think when you've got uh, things like uh, the Sentinels, they're good at catching. You've got surprisingly good cavalry with the Lothlorien. I think they're move 12 cavalry. And you've got move through woods across the board. They're pretty good at catching. I've got Numenor because you've got fantastically fast heroes that can do heroic combats and things that are pretty good. So Alindor chasing you down is a pretty scary one. He's almost Boromir-like at chasing down. I have Eregion and Rivendell. Now, this one I, I'm denied about whether I put it in Tier 3, but I've definitely put it in there because they've got some really good mounted heroes. You've got the Twins, but you've also got that Move 8 Wood Elf contingent with Gildor in there. So they can chase down as well. And then I've included two Dwarves, which are a little bit of a surprise, but both of them because you can get significant amounts of Goat Cavalry. So Iron Hills and Erebor Reclaimed. Uh, the goats are pretty good. You've also got chariots and things. It's, it's only move eight, but with the combined of marches, having a, having goat riders, they're, they're going to be tough cavalry to take down. They can chase down a lot of things. I've got them in mid-tier, tier three. You're good, David. Once again, this is more of a difference of approach. For me, tier three is they can do it. Um, they can chase people. Um, they can do it happily. 
there's just there's no real reason for me to move them out of tier three. So I have the army of Lake Town and the survivors because they've just got they move six blokes and they can leg it six inches across the board. They're not bad at it. Is okay. my thinking. Oh, you know, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, similar thought for Arnor, uh, Lorien and Mirkwood. They have some actually quite good things. They would be at the top of this list. Weren't quite tier two, mm-hmm. but you know they are very good. So definitely high three. Once again, you're underselling Lorien and Mirkwood. They are a fantastic list. The Fiefdoms, they can pack cavalry in, but they're just not quite tier two. Uh, they are tier two, definitely tier two. Numenor, uh, they don't get cavalry except for their heroes. Then again, their heroes are probably tough enough that they could ride off by themselves and do it. So they, they actually, that's surprisingly good tactic. You take a three heroes on horses, chasing and one of them's down, invisible, and one of them's calling heroic combats. Mm-hmm. They can do a fair amount. Can he still disappear while he's on a horse? Not anymore. I don't believe so. You used to be able to do. So you have to dismount to do that. Honestly, you don't need it. Mm-hmm. You got strikes if you really want it. You got high fight though if you really want it. Most of the time, just go kill things. You got lances. Yeah, no, fair point. It's good. Fair point. Um, moving along, Garrison Dale, Thunderous Holes, Aregion and Rivendell. Rivendell, again, very high tier three because they have access to the move eight. Um, Thunderous Holes, again, you can pack the cavalry in, but I just thought they weren't quite as good as my tier two guys. And tier three for me should be where most of them are because it's the middle tier. No, fair. No, no, no uh, I started doing that at the start and I've definitely, I've noticed, I commented to you off air that I've started moving towards having a heavy bottom tier in that I feel like I, I need to justify separation here and I'll, maybe the two spots wasn't separating them enough for me so maybe a bit of a change so you had a, a big lot there I had not as many in there uh, my evil I've only got two here I've got the denizens of Mirkwood they are fast super fast the problem is that they have to have optimal conditions to go and get engaged spider queen's great at combat bats are great at combat spiders are all great at combat but if they're chasing down multiple targets they're oftentimes going to get beaten back. They've got low fight. They'll lose the fights, and then they're not much not much chop. Very low defense as well. Yeah, so they could be taken out pretty easily. That kept them from being tier two. So it, no problems chasing down things. You'll get to them. It's just what you do Can you once stop you them? get there. Probably not. That's the, that's my issue there. And I've got Moria here, mainly because Moria has access to some really nasty fast stuff. You've got the, the um, what are they called? The fire guys? The little Balrogs? Um, dwellers in the Dark. Dwellers in the Dark are, are good and fast. You've got Bat Swarms, which are fast as well for pinning. Bat Swarms, well, Merkel, Denizens of Merkel have got the same thing again. That's probably why they're there. Wag Marauders are some of the best cavalry in the game. They can they can hunt down things. So You've got, you've got giant spiders in Mario as well. Giant spiders are good as well, yeah. So, so they're the got, fight for ones. Yeah, you, you've got a good mixture. Once again, they're in Dark Denizens of Merkel. I see them on par of that. And I thought Dark Denizens had the other giant spiders. They got both. Oh, very nice. Yeah, Dark Denizens can have... They can have a warband of just the two Merkwood spiders, f- six Felwags, or they can have ten of basically any okay, of the beasts. So it requires the larger warband size. But yes, you can but you it. can put all the disordered bats in there, assorted spiders in there, Felwags, all that sort of fun stuff. Your evil. My evil for tier three? I have Moria for... The previously mentioned reasons, a lot of fast stuff in there, um, marauders, cave drakes even, those things have surprising amount of maneuverability built into them. I have Mordor, because you can build the cavalry into that, you can take the Mogul knights, you can take the warg riders, you can take the orc trackers on warg. We have the eastern kingdoms, they've got fell beasts, they've got knights, what, what more do you want when you're catching people? The Dark Denizens, again, because 
you can pack a whole lot of wugs into that. You can pack a whole lot of spiders. You'll get there. What you'll do when you get there is another problem. Yeah, but the big bases hurt as well, don't they? You'll make it. And then I have the Dark Powers of Dol Eldur. Yep. Which, if I remember rightly, are the infantry. No, they can, they have they have hunter orcs, which can take wags as a, as a war gear upgrade. So you can get some. Uh, they might even have fell wags. I'm not sure about that, mm-hmm. but they they do have some speed in them. Mm-hmm. And going by your argument about numbers, they can also do numbers as well. Okay, so they're sitting there in the middle then. Yeah, no, no, that that's from your tiering. We've definitely got a different criteria in this one, but for your tier, that makes total sense. My good tier four, the exciting tier four, part here. Yes. tier four. I always feel like I have to justify these guys. The fellowship. This is because Aragorn has as many heroic marches as he wants. Gandalf has as many compels. Uh, what's what's the is compel the good version of it? I would have to check, but yeah, it's um, command or something. Command I, or compel? Yeah, I think it's command, the, mm-hmm. the good one. So you can pull things up there. They're tier four because they can only do it for a few guys. So chasing down a few models, they are fantastic at it. They can do it. Chasing down an army, no chance. Mm-hmm. But they can do some chasing. So I've got the specialized chases here. Arnor, pretty standard infantry, not so good at chasing, but you do have range of the north and you've got the elf horse guys, which are pretty good as well. So you've got some some nice cavalry hidden in with your mainly slow infantry. Wanderers in the wild, mostly slow infantry and some roses with a spat- smattering of amazing eagles. So once again, can, can I guess specialize. it depends how eagle heavy they go. Yeah, yeah true, 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 true. And look, I, I, I realize there's a big discrepancy between them and Radagast Alliance in mine, and I apologize. Sorry, Wanderers in the Wild. And I've got White Council as well, mainly for the magic. So, I mainly in high... They've got some... Here, I've got the people who have some ability to, to stop things running away. So, I, I'm thinking more in this tier, can you get at a single objective grabber? Someone's got the, the prize, can you go fish it off them? So they pick a target at a time. They catch that they target. Can do that. They if pick their next target. At tier four, they target. can't catch a whole army, but they can pick a single target up and go get them and get them reasonably well. So that's that's my tier four. Okay, uh, my tier four for the well, the good side. It really pained me to do this because I've been talking about how much I think numbers helps in this case, but there is one exception to that, and that is the Shire. <laughs> because at move four, with very low reserves of might, I think, yes, your numbers will allow you to catch them eventually because you'll take up the whole board to do it, but you'll just take far too long about it, which means they've done whatever it is they intended to do before you get there. And even if they just turn around and shoot at you, you're in a bit of trouble because you're dying yes. like flies. So the Shire gets the, handles the whole avoidance thing by bringing enough shooting that doesn't have to catch somebody. As soon as the mission says you must catch somebody, they're wandering around on their stubby little legs and they're hoping you've allied in some extra might. Yeah, even their marches is not great. They can go seven inches, which is slightly further. At, at this point in time, you really hope you're allied. Because let's face it, you're going to have an ally over Shire list. Anything above 500 points is going to have an allied contingent. Well, it has to. Because yeah, because you run out of guys. If you've Radagast to say, if, sorry, if you've allied with something like Radagast Alliance, you're laughing. Yes, because you send the eagles to do it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But other than that, no, I hope you've brought an Aragon to you know bump your yeah, move up to yeah, seven. Yes, <laughs> seven. And then the other four are, of course, the assorted dwarf lists. Um, some of them have, you know, some cavalry, but it's still it's an elite cavalry at that point, and. 
you're not really... Yeah. Yeah, you, no, you're I just understand. not mixing it up at the same level as some of the others. I understand. I just imagine those dwarf armies. I couldn't resist taking cavalry heavy dwarves. And if you took it as support... But are not. they still dwarf army at that point, or has it become a goat army? It's. I think it's a goat army, absolutely. Yeah. Goat so heroes? it's not really a dwarf army at that point. Hey, come on, come on. <laughs> Rohan army's not really a Rohan army because it's got horses. Yeah, but like you look at the Rohan and go, yeah, those are Rohan. You look at the dwarf army and you don't say, oh, dwarves. You say, look, goats. Check out the participants in the first Iron Hill scenario. It's got 24 goat riders, Dane, a captain, and then a couple of ballistas, and that's it. Yeah, that's a goat army. <laughs> it's a dwarf army. It's the Iron Hills Arrive army. It's a good army. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. That was what, tier four for good? So my tier four evil, I'm going for Smaug. You don't do this very well unless it's a single model. A single model, I, I can't 100% rely on you to get. Mm-hmm. An army, if you if you score a Reconnoiter against Smaug, you are laughing. You mm-hmm. are you, evil yes. laugh. You just spread out and <laughs> run, and you can't do anything about it. it can catch a few guys, yeah. as long as you're not too stupid and bunch of guys together. Yeah. And it's the size of the base means the flying monster guard, you can make it so there's nowhere for him to land. Yes. And so to get to the target, he has to go through. Every single guy you pretty put much in his has way. to use the spells as well, and and then he's not breathing, f- yeah. breathing fire at you, and yeah, and, but you could also use monster attacks and do something. But it's it's hard work; it's not easy to get at a target if you it's, want to. You charge an inch, you barge him back three, you go the extra two inches into the next guy. Yep. So every turn you're getting about three or four inches. It's just and and ho- hope they haven't put themselves inside some terrain where you can't get to them. Yes. Yep. And then I've got dark powers of Dolgal Door. Trivial amount of fast stuff with the Wags. I don't know that they really have a focus there. I feel that they're probably more an infantry army, but I could be wrong. And I've got Isengard. I realize Isengard has the move 8 or a Kai, but if they're chasing you down, once again, they're not the most threatening thing because they've got only the one attack. Um, the Wag Riders are pretty good at chasing things down. and They're Saruman's still strength okay. 4, fight 4. Yeah, they're probably, uh, they're probably harsh. Probably harsh in Tier 4, but I'm going to leave them in Tier 4 anyway. Okay. My Tier 4 is... Um, well, it's got some similarities. I do have the Desolator of the North here. Oh, yes. Because uh, just he's not catching entire armies because there's only one of him. Yes, yes. Uh, and then I've got Agmar because it fights as the Death Ball, which means if the enemy splits in half, your Death Ball can't chase both halves, which to my mind is a well, it's a critical problem if you're trying to chase people down. No, the Agmar does not like chasing things around. My, I've got a very heavy bottom tier for, for this group for the good. I've basically got anything that doesn't have any extra speed or any ability to grab things. So it's just going on the infantry. So you put the infantry in the middle. I put them right down the bottom in this. With different approaches, absolutely. I've gone for the two dwarves, uh, the leftovers. So Army of Thraw and Durance Folk. Just standard movement dwarves. You can march of all these armies, but that's, that's not ideal. Thorin's Company. Yes, you can march for days. But once again, you're not going to catch a whole army and you might catch a single target. I've gone for the three Lake Town ones, so Survivors of Lake Town, Army of Lake Town, Garrison of Dale, because they've got really nothing in terms of speed. Maybe Bard on a horse or a Gandalf if they want to for some of them. Maybe the Gandalf one's a little bit harsh, but usually not that much. And then I've got the Shire as well, for the reasons you mentioned before, in that this is the nightmare for the Shire. I have to chase something. Mm-hmm. Agreed. For my Tier 5, I'm thinking armies that just... They just don't do this. So... The Fellowship is not going to catch an army. It's going to be caught by an army. Because if they split up, that is worst case scenario for the Fellowship. 
In fact, I'll just read all of them. Fellowship, White Council, Thorin's Company. Yep. Because nope, all you. of these have to fight as a unit. As soon as they split up to chase people down, or the Fellowship, if they just... Even if they move in a straight line, they're all different speeds. They're going to end up strung out across the board. Fair enough. They're just not doing it. Yep. Yeah, fair enough. And I, I've got, for evil, I've got more than you, I think. I've got Angmar, for the reasons you mentioned before. They're a ball that hopes to go forward, and um, they're easily avoided. You might not win the game avoiding them, but if you can, do it. Mm-hmm. Goblin Town, because, yes, they can be everywhere, but they're still easy to avoid. And this is, this is the, like, I find Goblin Town really tough to beat, unless you've got an avoidance army. If you've got an avoidance army, you can pretty much avoid them the whole game, whittle them down through shooting, and and then they, they break. And we'll get to that soon. Then I've got trolls. What did the trolls do well? Not much. There's three of them. There's three of them. And a campfire. And they've really got no movement abilities. You leave the campfire to guard your board edge. One goes forwards, one goes left, one goes right. Might be slightly interesting if they had better movement, but they're still rubbish movement as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my tier five for them is the trolls. Uh, for all the reasons listed for the other hero armies, but more so, because there is only three of them. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Now, final criteria is the end game. Now, in the end game, if you get to the point where one or more forces are broken and you're trying to make sure the game ends at a time when you're ahead on points, it's how much control your army has over that. Now, that control could be courage because you can stay around courage quite well. It could be the ability to not kill the opponent. So just say you need some turns to get onto all the objectives. You need to hold them up and you need to stop them. One way to do that is non-lethal strikes. It's also having the models to be able to do things and models that are operational in the end game as well. So can your model influence multiple areas? Does it have a spell and can it go defend this area? So it's it's we're assuming that we've got a decent position in the end game. So you've got enough models to be able to do things. How well does your army fare? Are they very happy to be in the end game? Or once they're broken, are they really worried? So, the lines have collapsed, both armies are broken. Are you worried by this? Or is this all part of your plan? So, David, let's start with you. Let's go for your, uh, let's go for your evil, tier one. Okay. Tier one for evil, I've gone probably a controversial choice, but the Desolator of the North. My idea is, since he's a one-model army, if you have an endgame, it means the Desolator is still alive. If he's still alive, then he is still operating at peak effectiveness. This means the enemy is broken. They're in their endgame. They've obviously done whatever it was that they 
were trying to do to kill him, and he's still there. This from this point on, depending on the mission, the, the, there's nothing they can actually do to you. Fair enough. I just feel like he doesn't have all the control in the end game. Once you get to that end game and you're trying to stop the person being on all the objectives for domination or trying to manipulate when the game ends, he doesn't have a lot of options there. He's got some. True. I guess to me though, that wasn't a problem with the end game. That was a problem with Smog and domination. Yeah, um, no, fair enough. But in my mind, the end game does not trouble him in the slightest. In fact, he likes it because it means the enemy is not operating at optimum strength while he still is. Yeah, I still don't think Endgame increases his ability to, to like, go to the... means there's less enemies clogging up yeah, his movement. Yeah, yeah, true, 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 true. No, fair enough, as, as Tier 1. Um, I've gone through probably, once again, a slightly different criteria in that mm-hmm. I'm, I really do value the, the being able to... Okay, how many turns we need to do this sort of stuff? Like, he's still not going to help out in some of, the, some of the schemes and things. Well, I guess his barge isn't really non-lethal because it's Strength 9, but he can still hurl models, picking True. direction. He can, he can go for the soft underarm bowl, picking a direction where there's nothing in the way. Yeah, no, you're um, right. You're right. He can he can mitigate the damage quite a bit. He's got so. he's got the magic. Yeah, um, he's, he's terrifying. So sometimes I won't charge him, and then he'll get to breathe fire at people. Yep. The other option, like sometimes in the end game, you're wanting to stop enemies running away. I don't think he's that good at that because you can pin one and then they all run away and end the game or. No, that is a reasonable point. Yeah, so look, I I, I understand why I put him at tier one. Like the, your argument that he is he he likes it because he's got less enemies to fight. And he fights is very strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I obviously consider it slightly differently there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got nothing in the evil, so let's go straight onto your good, David. Okay, uh, the good at tier one is actually getting quite bloated because the end game is where good wants to be. Pretty much, it's it's. It's what they're specialized for, you could say. Yeah, they, they do love being... Like, if both people are broken, it's usually advantage to good. Yes. So, first up, we have the old favorites, Elrond's household, because they're all elves, so they all have amazing courage. They have Elrond, who has amazing courage. Furthermore, with less models on the board, they're still operating at full mobility. In fact, they're probably operating at even greater mobility. Yeah, they've all got shields as well, so... Yeah. If you do need to fight defensively, you can just, you know. Not on horse, you can't. Unfortunate, but yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, but the option enough. is there. Yeah, no, look, elves high up. You can't really argue yeah. too much with that. Second up is Rohan. Because if they're there and they're in the end game, not only do they have bodyguards, not only do they have outriders with their infinite range on standfasts, they have the banner of extra might. The banner of extra might generates the more might, the more turns you have. Therefore, yeah. the more turns you have, the more might you get. Yeah, but I know whenever I'm playing against Rohan, that's the first thing to die. Actually, no. It's the first thing to fail its courage test every time you break. <laughs> yeah, but assuming he hasn't legged it with my banner, because he's done that twice now, it's most annoying, <laughs> you've got a banner. Even if not, assume you probably have Urkenbrand. See, I didn't have Urkenbrand. If I'd had Urkenbrand, oh, yeah, he would have he held his ground. Yeah, no, I, I, that's a good argument in okay. itself. Then we have two dwarf armies that have a man that is not only fearless, well, a dwarf that is not only fearless, but he makes everyone within 12 fearless because he's like Imrahel, but shorter. Yeah, there you've got Dane, and we're talking about Dane's fearless and can do stand fast, essentially, so it's it's scary. I think he makes, this within 12 inches, everyone within passes. Within 12, yeah, so they even ignore terror at that point. Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's, it's ludicrously good, yes. We then have the White Council, because if the White Council has gotten to endgame, they're loving it because it means they're still alive and it means the enemy is now broken, which that means they can use their courage debuffs. They can use their free will. They can use their spells of power. They can... It's yeah. when they're actually in with a chance. 
Well, that's absolutely right. Heroes do like being in the end game. They they've got the good and they're all very high courage. Yes, yes, absolutely. And they have got Saruman with his um, hero stand fast. Yes, yes, agreed, agreed on that one. That's that's fair call. Do you have any others? Finally, the Fellowship because they have an Aragon, which is amazing in end game. And again, it's it's when a hero army can actually stand a chance because it means they've done the legwork, they've gotten it to the end, they're ready to spring their trap. Yep, uh, agree agree on almost all those counts. I've got uh, the two dwarfs for Dane, so Iron Hills, Erebor reclaimed. Not only for Dane, but because they can, they've got numbers. They can shield. They can, if they want to, say just pin heroes. They can go just charge the heroes and let the other team run away. They can go charge everyone and lock them down with their shields. Like they've got so many shields there, and you don't have to worry about yourself failing courage tests unless they pin Dane and then you. But then when you move 12 inches, it's not an issue anyway. So Yes. So they're just playing good. Mm-hmm. I've got the Fellowship and the White Council here for the same reasons you did, in that that is our only way to have a chance. If they can make it to the end game, if the opponent's broken, even if they're broken, like Fellowship doesn't care because they've got Frodo around. Oh, White yeah, Council, they've got the army special. Yeah, role. White Council's it's, they're good courage all around as well, so they don't really care. And they when you've got a scattered force, they're in their element. I did just bump up Rohan then for the Urkenbrand argument. Um, two plus courage on hero. Like I, my, I had, I had uh, Rohan slightly down because their heroes, their courage by itself is not great. But once you put Urkenbrand in, assuming you've got him around, they they become phenomenal. And don't underestimate Hummer as well. Oh no, no bodyguard heroes. I yeah. just, I agree, bodyguard heroes. But once again, you've got to be bodyguarding someone, and then they and run then away. They run off, yeah. Plus two courage, and if you hold back your will, you, you've got that. You've got lots of shields on almost everyone, so you can do the shielding, and you've got infantry. So. And there are Lord of the Rings lists, so they can rock up with full hammers or full stars. Oh, at or... the moment, yeah, they can get whatever they want. Yes, yeah, no, that's very true. My notable exception is Elrond's household, and I feel like I don't have them up there because. They one the shielding is not that effective when you're on a horse because you can't do the shielding. True, you've true. got to be an infantry to do that. And once you're an infantry, you're you're just a normal alpha army with not many models. Two, because there's so little of them, they're not too hard to pin. Yes, they've got very strong avoidance. I just didn't see them as very top, top, top. They often spread out because of the way they run, so they might not get the stand fast from the heroes. And yeah, I I can see why you put them up there. I just don't have them up there as high, and partly that's because the non-lethal strikes aren't really there. They can't. True. I guess if it's your turn, if it's if you get the priority, then you've probably got the speed you could disengage if you wanted to. True. Or, or you, you could dismount and shield. Yeah. yeah, you know, agreed. And if they're charging you, then one of the weaknesses of the army is it doesn't actually kill anything unless it's charging. So Yeah, no, that's right. So you don't want to be there. It doesn't have a huge amount of might either. So in the end game, it's often out of resources. So it's that is true. It's it's hoping yeah. it gets to the end game when it's not broken. If it's not broken, it's dominant. Yes. If it's broken, you've actually got a chance to take it down. Mm-hmm. But then again, it is testing on Alvin Courage. So oh, without a doubt, no, mm-hmm. Alvin, good courage across the board is is really good. Really. Good. Oh yes. Okay. Uh, your evil tier two. Uh, evil for tier two. Um, we're opening with Isengard. Uh, for two main reasons. Uh, Berserkers. Because you're not shifting those guys off objectives. I don't care what you've got. It's just not happening yeah. unless, I know, you've got Invisible Bloke Agreed. from Numenor. Uh, and they've got Saruman. Yep. Solid courage, solid standfast. And shamans. Shamans as well. Which brings us to Mordor, mm-hmm. because they have shamans. They have, uh, what are they called? Budget ring race. Yeah, if ring you race want, great. If you want somebody to make your orcs stick around, just drop a 65-point f- ring race in the list. 
Courage is done. Also, they've got the um, Harbinger of Evil and Drain Courage and other Which things that help you in the end game. Which of the opponent's end game, yes. Yes. Except for Dane. Yeah, except for Dane. They just got to try and kill him. At least he's not defense nine in his fearless form. I'm going to I'm going to give away. I've got those two as well. Yep. Do you have any others in tier two? I added Azog's Legion simply because it has also Berserkers. Again, yes, very true, tough. True. And it has the Fearless Troll. Yep. Which, if you can get Fearless into an end game, you know, you're loving it. And it's got Azog, who has the Fearless Wag, I believe. Uh, Azog, or is that the other Azog? Or is I that think Bolg? He, I th- No, Azog can... I'm not sure if he has the wag in this list. I think he does. I think he does. Oh, well, we'll figure it out later. Yeah, I, I, I think they've pretty much made it so that if you, you get that, you get all the options for it. Yes, Fearless Wag. Um, I don't have them up there in that, yes, the Berserkers are really good at that. I'll give you that. But they don't have a whole lot of other things. Like, So I haven't I haven't put them up there in Tier 2. I guess it depends how heavy you've gone in the Berserkers. In they, the they've got non-lethal troops in their basic troops, so the basic troops run away pretty quickly. They do have a mm-hmm. little bit of buff to Courage. The Berserkers are good, but they're not long, non-lethal. Like you, You're fighting with them. And two attacks, they're probably killing things when you don't want them to. Reasonable or, point. Or running away from objectives. They're good, but I just mm-hmm. I I would probably put them maybe three and a half rather than four. No, sorry, rather than two. Uh, two and a half, sorry. Um, for good. I might start off with good. I'm going to kick off with good. Okay. Um, and you could tell me you've got them. I've got Elrond's household, which you already had. Yes. And I've added the other elf lists. So I've gone for Lothlorien, Mirkwood. Correct. Um, Eregion and Rivendell. Also correct. And Thrandall's halls. Uh, I think I have. Yep, there it is. Yep. Uh, once again, the argument that elf courage. Elves love to be in the end game. They just they just work really well in the end game. So I've got all the elf lists here. I figure that they they all operate really good. Maybe not peak compared to the others. There are the, you do get the annoying double ones here and there. Or but something. most elven heroes also have a lot of will. They they do. They they they're really good. Most of them have some non lethal strike options. Uh, Especially the rings lists. Yeah. So they they're just really good. They could I could have put them all in tier one, but then at that point half the lists are in tier one. So and then it's no longer tier one. <laughs> yeah. It become yes. So I got this now. The the non elf lists. I've got one human list. Yes. That human list is Minas Tirith. A solid choice. Uh, they've got so much bodyguard options, and they're good bodyguard options. You got you fountain guard, guard, guard. Yep. Fantastic Citadel guard cavalry if you want them. Mm-hmm. They've got fantastic heroes. They've got lots of heroes. Yes. So oftentimes they're there because of that. And most of them have shields. So they're going doing non-lethal strikes. Um, because they're Lord of the Rings list, you can be silly and give them staffs or... Um, hammers, hammers or, or flails. Yes. Flails got to count as non-lethal. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. So they, they've got some really good options there. Uh, uh, fantastic. They love the end game. They really do. They don't care. Mm-hmm. I've got two dwarf lists. Yes. The Army of Thror. This one has some really, really good courage troops. So you've got Thror himself, who's got like a 12-inch stand fast. You've got an army that basically every guy is non-lethal. Mm-hmm. So they've all got either a shield. You might have some without shield, but you're silly if you do, really. Or Grimhammers, who can do the bash. In bash, yes. So everyone's non-lethal. You've got dwarf courage with dwarf heroes. Unless you knock them over and they drown. True. True, true, true. So that they are they are really good at manipulating the end game and getting to where they want to go. Um, and they have to be, because they're pretty slow. So they, they need to use that time fantastically and if you make a mistake you're in trouble i've got thorin's company in that they've got so much resources that they 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 like it they're a hero list they're not as reliable and courage as some of the other hero lists they do have some bodyguard uh so that that's their main weakness that everyone's taking courage tests and you might fail a few but they've just got so many resources and things that like most hero lists they like the end game agreed um i've got thorin's company in second as well because if you've made it to end game with a hero army then that's where you want to be. 
Yes, absolutely. A- any difference? What are you missing out of that list? Because I'd already used one of the Elven ones, so I had Minas Tirith, Thorin's Company, Thandal Tolls, Aregion, Lothlorien, and I tacked in Radagast Alliance. Okay. Because it has Radagast in it, and that's a lot of courage. It's fast moving, assuming yep. he's got one of his various mounts, and the rest of the army is pretty high courage as well. So, yeah, they're probably an honourable mention for me in that. Um, a little bit like my Desolator of Smaug, oftentimes your numbers are so low that you can't manipulate enough areas. And mm-hmm. if, if Radagast gets pinned and your, your eagles are down to taking courage tests, they will fail the occasional one and it'll be devastating if they do. Yeah, that is true. Like it's it's a big model that runs away. And yes, it doesn't happen very often, but when it does, oh, but it's a nightmare. I'm thinking of it similar to the all-hero armies. When your model count is that low to start off with, you're hanging in there for the end game. It's where... It's where you want to be because it's it's where your army can win. Oh, true, but it's just not as much might as the other ones. Correct. So no, look, I, I they could easily mm-hmm. be in tier two. I agree, I agree with that. But I've put them in tier three, so too bad. I'm going to go to my evil. I'm just moving forward, and we, I'll let you take tier four, the lead for it. Once again, just keep track of which ones you don't have or you do have. I've got tier three or four. Tier three now. Sorry, okay, tier, tier three. three. Tier three. Yeah, we'll do that. I've got. The Desolator of the North here. So you've already used the Desolator of the North. Yes. Um, my main thing is that he's only one model that can only really be in one spot at a time. That's the biggest weakness mm-hmm. for it. Everything else is fantastic, agreed. Mm-hmm. But it does limit you in some of the scenarios in the end game. I've got Azog's Legions here, which I believe you've used already as well. Uh, yes, I have. Once again, they, they don't mind being in there, but they've got enough troops that do that they can, you can mm-hmm. lose a lot of them, especially their heroes. They've got Courage 4 Orc heroes, which is okay, but when they start disappearing, you really notice. So, Berserkers are good. Troll Brute is, he's not in every list, and he's there, but he's also, he's probably, honestly, been killed beforehand. If people really go at him, as they should, he's probably died. He's only fight four. I've got some new ones. So, I've gone for evil that has good courage here, so that they can match with the good side. So, Moria and Eastern Kingdoms both have access to shamans, essentially. Mm-hmm. So they've got Fury. Moria oftentimes relies on the shamans, so I've put them in here. They they can sometimes I've seen people take two shamans, so they they've usually mm-hmm. got redundancy. Eastern Kingdoms has decent courage on its own. Yeah. So I've I've put them both in the middle range. They've also got non lethal strikes if they want to. They've got some good movement yeah, stuff. There's a lot of shields in those armies. They can do a lot in the end game. It's not necessarily their favorite thing, but they're okay there. Harrod and Umbar. Once again, not as many shields. The Corsairs have some. The Mahud have some. The Mahud have trouble in the end, end game because they've got to do that special make the heroes charge. If someone stops their heroes without a charge, they all run away. I thought they'd change that. Maybe they put it back. I'm not sure. We'll have to look into it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, their courage is not amazing. Like That's the one weakness of things like half-trolls and Mahud. Yes, yep. agreed. So it's, it's, not, it's not great there. But they do have access to Wraiths, which are fantastic at Courage. So I couldn't put them lower than Tier 3 when you have Wraiths who can transfix things. They can stop heroes doing stand fast. They can do all kinds of fun they have, things. They also have the um, guy who hands out large sums of money. Yes, he's really good in the end game. Yeah, he loves the end game. So if you take a... You could design a list for the end game with Harren Number. It might not be the best, but... One ring, a couple of ring wraith, and the golden king. And the golden king, yeah, yeah. No, you've got you've got an end game special army corner case, but quite good. I've got Angmar in that things like the barrow whites and ring wraiths are fantastic for courage tests, and you've got non lethal troops. You're slow, so you're not getting to everything. You've got lots of numbers. Unfortunately, your shades legging it. Yes, that's my concern here. Is that you've got some very unreliable heroes. Yeah, that dropped them to tier four for me because it's such a core of the army and. 
by Endgame, it's probably gone. Yeah, and I guess if you get if you get Angmar to Endgame, you're loving it because you finally can get him to run away. So that's that's concerning if they do that. Trying to find a way to keep the shade there's hard. I've got Dark Powers of Dol Guldur here in that you've got lots of high courage wraiths around. Basically, that's it. So the, the combat wraiths are going to stick around pretty much whenever they want to. You've got some non-lethal troops in the Gundabad Orcs. An army that has that many wraiths and the Necromancer potentially, I can't really put lower than three in terms of endgame stuff because if you go the Necromancer and Wraith Heavy, that's their element. They're a hero list. Yes. So that's that's my tier three evil. Yours? Oh, uh, no. Is that, yeah, no. That's... Yeah, tier three evil. Is that tier three? Yes, it is tier three. Yes. I'm very Because you didn't have a tier one. Yes, correct. So I'm looking at Haradan Ambar and the Eastern Kingdoms because they're the human lists with the human courage. Yep. They've got access to the wraiths and all that sort of stuff and the horns. I've got... Azog's Hunters, because it has Azog, and he has amazing courage, and if he's kicking around in the end game, he's just mopping up anything that gets in his way. The rest of his list, though, is really kind of fragile. They hate so courage, yes, it's pretty much what can Azog do, which is why they weren't higher. Yep, but, fair enough. And he's got his fearless bike. And then the Dark Powers for the aforementioned reasons. They're just solid um, with the amount of courage that they can pack into their heroes. Yep. Agreed, agreed. Uh, for good, I had you already used Radagast Alliance. Uh, correct. So then I've got uh, two human lists, Fiefdoms and Numenor, who have good courage. Definitely, like, current tier three is good for this. Mm-hmm. Um, they have access to non-lethal strikes. They, they, they operate fine in the endgame. They're absolutely happy to be in the endgame as a tier three list should be. Then I've got Durance folks as well, which, if anything, might be a bit low for them. But if you've got the Shield Bearer, it might kick you up to tier two. But a standard endurance folk list is is very good in the end game. Lots of non-lethal strikes. They do have lethal strikes. It's some of the things like the Iron Guard and the um, who are, who are really good models, and the the Bowmen don't have access to a non-lethal strike. So that they don't have the auto passing. They don't have the non-lethal strikes across the board. Could you give the Bowmen hammers? Technically, you could. Yes, because you know they're dwarves. Dwarves use hammers. Yeah, it's steamy, just like all <laughs> pirates have axes. Yep, no, agreed, fair enough. Um, I've got them tier three. Mm-hmm. Someone has to be tier three. Yes, agreed. Your differences? So let's see. Start off with the human list. So I've got the Fiefdoms and Numenor. Uh, dwarf list, I've got the Army of Thor, Endurance Folk. A few more human lists. I've got the Lake Town, Dale, and more Lake Town. Again, because they've got human courage, they've got human heroes. You can pack a Gandalf or such like into them if you want I've got a vague memory the Bard might have a cool stand fast, but Yeah, no, you're right. And once again, I've probably underestimated them. Um, then we have the Shire. You can pack some very nice courage in there once you start stacking horns on top of paladins, on top of other horns. But their troops are so fragile and they're so slow. If they're not where you want them to be, by the time the end game gets there, they're not getting there. So yeah. that's why they're not higher despite their quite nice courage. And then I've gone the Wanderers in the Wild because from memory... They've they've got some decent heroes, and again, like if you've survived to the end game, it probably means you got a couple of events ready to stomp on some things. Yep. So you've gone through almost all your list there with the good. Uh, you've convinced me on the survivors of Lake Town. They have access to Bard and Gandalf. They can't be sitting in tier four. Nope. Too bad. They're they're going up to tier three. If anything, they should be climbing up another one. But they can stay in tier tier three. That's fine. Uh, yeah, good list. I've still got some left. You've got a couple left for evil. I've got Azox Hunters in tier four. I've I played Azox Hunters a lot. They are a phenomenal army. They are so good. I sweat 
when I get to end game and I'm broken. Because the troops start running on They you. disappear. I can't capture objectives because there's nothing that's that reliable. Mm. I can't. I can't control what I want to do. Everything's got lethal strikes. Mm-hmm. So I just keep killing at full capacity. I have very little control over the turn. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I it's, guess I was almost counting that as a good point, the ability to keep killing even when you get Oh, without a doubt. But oftentimes that's... Like, you also want to be able to throttle back if that, you know... You, you want to have control. Yes. You don't have control. They just mm-hmm. keep doing what they do. But the added thing is that they're running away randomly all over the board. Yes. It's so easy to pin their heroes mm-hmm. and stop their stand fast. It really is. So they're tier four for me. I've got trolls tier four as well in that they've got non-lethal attacks. If they're around in the end game, they're probably doing okay. Yep. But they're still courage is not great. Like it's yeah. okay. They're either courage four with one will or courage three with more will. Yeah, but they've probably used up their will at that point to survive by then. So they're just not that reliable. Um, and unlike the other hero list, you've still only got three of them. So mm-hmm. yeah, they're, they're having a tough time anyway. They're, they're very much an alliance army. Yeah. So, my tier four for evil, I've got Moria. You had them higher because they had the Shaman. Yep. But the Shaman doesn't work on all their specialized stuff. True. So, your Drakes are running, your Bats are running, your your Trolls are running, all that sort of stuff. Not just, your Dwellers in the Dark and your Balrogs. No, admittedly, but the Bats are the one that really killed me with that. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, no, get you're right. Back you're right. here. Um, they do have the 12 inch Standfast uh, Goblin. But he has a habit of getting himself killed, so yeah, they do. They do have a bat shaman, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair so, enough. So they're good, but all their key pieces have a habit of leaking it. And then Agmar for the same reason. Even though you can pack in the wraith and whatever, your shade runs off, and the shade is so central to the army that it just takes the heart out of it. Yeah, this is interesting. I've been more generous to those than you have. That's that's interesting. Um, in the in my tier four, I've got way more in tier four for good. So mm-hmm. I've got. I've got all the leftovers at the moment. Everything that's left, I've got Shire. The courage is okay, but there's there's very little control there, and and they can fit a lot of non-lethal in there. You got hammers, yeah, you, you got have staves. A of, yes, yeah. Um, you can choose not to use your axes, so your hobbits fight at strength two rather than strength six. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just someone's got to be tier four, I think. Mm-hmm. Arnor because the base courage of two. So yes, they've got some good heroes to stop that, but pin them and they're in a bit of trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, ga- the Garrison of Dale, Army of Lake Town, just because there's nothing special. So their courage is just human average courage. So I've put them in tier four. And Wanderers in the Wild have some really good courage, but don't have a lot of non-lethal strikes around. You, if you're down to Ents, you're probably doing okay. But I, I once again, I just don't think they've got a huge amount of special. It's not their... Th- they, these armies would prefer to avoid the end game, I think. So that's why they're tier four in my mind. Um. I've only got one in Tier 4, because when you think of the good side, Endgame was meant to always be their strong point. They were meant to be the ones with the higher courage and the big heroes and the that would stand grimly in the face of defeat and whatever. So generally, when you're talking about low courage and good side, what everyone will say is, what about Arnor? Arnor are the guys who get stuck, you know, yeah, yep. getting chased by spectres or getting eaten by It's Yeah, Arnor's the... um. Yep. It's just not what they do. Yeah, fair enough. And then for evil, I've got two Dark Denizens of Mirkwood because they really don't have access to very good courage at all. They've they, got one hero. They've got lots of lethal strikes. Um, and the hero's probably burnt its will out already, summoning Mormo. Congratulations for getting to Endgame. You've done very well. Here's a sticker. Yes. And then Goblin Town because this is the Goblin Town weakness. They hate Endgame in that even the Goblin King doesn't like Endgame. He's... He's immune to, to combat almost until he gets the end game and he runs away. Agreed. I'd say if you're facing Goblin Town, 
your one real chance is break them. Break them fast. Do whatever you need to do. Just get them broken because yes. otherwise they'll take you apart. Yep, absolutely. Pin their heroes. Don't pin the Goblin King. Just run away from him and let him run away because Courage 3 with a couple points of will, he's probably going to run away. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have the Trolls in Tier 5 just because, as we've been saying, there's, they're low courage. They're just... They got all the weaknesses that the Desolator of the North had with there only being one of him, or in this case, three of them, but he, they've got none of the advantages. Interesting thing about the Trolls, I talked about the Courage before, but I'm going to make make a point here about why they should be Tier 4 rather than Tier 5. How many models have you killed if you've broken the Trolls? Let's see. There's three of them. So Correct. half is one and a half. We round up to two. Yes. So break point is two. We must exceed break. So if we kill three of them... We've broken the army, correct. which means the campfire runs off, correct? Yes. Got it. So my the argument there is you can't break them unless you've killed them all. No, so that, is, that is a reasonable point, actually. So, yeah, because if you break them, is there still... There's no Ill Met by Moonlight. Uh, there was one of those ones where you... St- Maybe there I is. I think in one of the variants of Ill Met by Moonlight, a really old one you started broken or something There's a rule like in the rule book that if you destroy the army, you automatically win. It overrides all the. Conditions. I know you automatically get the points for breaking if you wipe them out. No, you um, get no. Because it, it was in the FAQ. Um, course, how it works is you calculate break at the start of the turn. So the idea is, if you wiped out an army, they wouldn't have been broken when the game ended because they wouldn't count as broken until the start of the next turn. But they FAQ'd it to say, no, if you wipe them out and the game ends. Or even if you don't wipe them out, if you reduce them to they would be broken and then the game ends, they still count as broken. Because, But then that wouldn't help if there was a one model army because you would still have to kill both of them. There is a sudden death rule in the end of the points match scenarios which reads as follows. Sudden death. In addition to the victory conditions listed in the battles, if one player's force is completely wiped out, his opponent automatically wins. What sort of diff do you get? Like... It, like, if I score 10 points and get wiped out to your three, is that a 3-10 win to you? Uh, it sounds like it. So, I would still get seven points of differential, but you would get the three the three points for winning? Or? I think most people just play it as the, the maximum win. Okay. Cause but I, it doesn't I, say maximum win. It just says you've won, but you still haven't scored objectives. So. Yeah, but the... the there's no, there's no major win in the written in the scenarios. Okay, That's so it is just win loss. It's just win loss. Like the the mm-hmm. points are a way of generating that. They're saying that this overrides that. So if you if you kill someone outright, you automatically win. It's up to tournament organizers organizers to specify what that is. If they're using differential, they're going to have to say what it is. A sudden death win is worth a minor victory, or it's worth a whatever. It's worth a one point victory or something yeah. like that. Because I got a major defeat that was actually a victory, <laughs> so like I don't know that would. I, I don't like it. I think it's 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 a yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I, I there are corner cases where it's useful, but it sort of stops some of the missions and like you can just see one of those ones where the game ends at you know a, a on a random roll, and you've just got like one model each left going. I wonder if the game is going to end or if one of us. Yeah, it gives something like Smaug the ability to win domination scenarios and things like that if it just wipes them out and doesn't capture any objectives. But it also means people can beat Smaug in kill count missions. That No, that is true. That is true. And the, the yes. Yeah, no, that's true. But in the end, it's... Yeah, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But that's a, that's a rule there. Okay, I think we've done all our things, so let's have a quick break.
Well, thank you so much for being involved so long in this episode. This has been probably our our longest in total if you count the two parts. I think it's it's been a huge episode, a huge I would undertaking. Say the most dedicated, you know, well thought out research has definitely gone into without a doubt. this information to you. Oh, I'm one hundred percent so proud of this research that we've done here and totally non arbitrary scores that we've used to calculate it. We've got even more arbitrary scores that we've used to help our, our rankings. We talked about our seven criteria for an army, but we know that some are more important than others, don't we, David? Oh, of course. So we went through all 12 scenarios from the generals pack, and we've gone and ranked basically what parts are more important. So for something like domination, we've said that everything's important, but objectives and endgame are more important, because this is a scenario where you need to be able to capture objectives, and you need to be able to manipulate the endgame to make sure you're holding the objectives at the end. So that's, that's an example of that. Now, we've gone through, and I won't go through all the details in this, but basically we've decided that kill power is the most important thing. It's relevant in most scenarios. It's nearly always useful. If the opponent's on an objective, you kill them, they're no longer on an objective. Removing models is huge. If you can, if you can have more models than your opponent because you've killed a whole bunch, you're in, mm-hmm. you're in very good stead. So kill power, very important. I agree with that. Then we've got an equal amount of importance to attrition and engagement. So being able to get to your opponent and being able to, once you've engaged your opponent, be able to... To soak up the losses. Yeah, too. absolutely. Which makes sense again. It's all combat. Because we've said that killing power is important, so the ability to resist that killing power... But also to be able to get into a position where you can kill yes. is important as well. Mm-hmm. Then we have, in the middle, assassinate. So it's it's always pretty useful. There's uh, nearly always at least one, sometimes up to three points available for killing the right model. It's often not the main thing, but it's always something. So And, and it, look, it helps you anyway. If you kill heroes, you're doing pretty well in a scenario. So uh, not as important as kill power, but pretty close. Then we start to move on to the ones that we think are not as often as important. They are sometimes. Sometimes they're key. Avoidance. The shooting shooting uh, domination and being able to, to avoid is pretty good, but there are some scenarios where it doesn't actually help you because mm. you need to get to a certain point and stay at a certain point. So the wander on from the edges and camp in the middle is the obvious um, one in that case because if you allow the enemy to take the middle uncontested, then it's going to be a real rough time shifting them. So yeah, you might not be able to afford to spend those turns shooting. Yeah, so avoidance is a bit lighter. And then we have the, the last two. Objectives, sometimes it's very relevant, sometimes it's not at all. So the ability to go grab things, a lot of, oftentimes everyone's just going to be in the middle and everyone can do that. So that's not that important, but other times it's incredibly important, like a reconnoiter or a domination. And then we've got the end game because oftentimes you can't control it. It's just at 50% game might end. Um, other times it's when you have to do certain things at the end of the game and make sure you've got a certain object, it suddenly becomes very important. I guess the interesting point here is we've calculated this for all 12 missions it's very rare that you'd take an army to a 12-mission event. True. So, I guess this is the true balance. If you were if you were going to the ideal 12, you know, round yes, you know, absolutely. showdown. We might have to publish a spreadsheet so people can throw their own numbers in if they want as well. Yeah, to, to optimize for their For local their own event. events, yes, and start reading. And we've only used a three-point scale here, being a one. We're going the golf score, so the lower is better. One being very important, two being average, three being of little importance. Mm-hmm. Now, we have a ranking and our tiers. It's it's very very so interesting. How you, how how have we divided the rankings? So, are we going good first, then evil, or 
Lord of the Rings list than Hobbit? No, or? I'm going everything together. Everything together. Everything together. We will later on give you some stats about uh, averages for, for certain armies and things because uh, people have their opinion whether Lord of the Rings or Hobbit lists are better. But we'll go through and we'll, we'll start from the bottom and work up. Now, the tiers are not... They don't sort of fit into a number very easily. They're, they're quite close um, because everything can do some things a little bit well. There's nothing with a perfect five or uh, a perfect one. Especially not once we put them through the waiting. Once the we put them in the waiting. <laughs> you know, look, to get a perfect one, they'll have to get one on everything. And you've, you've already heard that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And to get a five on everything, they'll have to get a five on everything. So we don't have that. But I'm going to go very rough tiers based on um, the, the normal curve, essentially, the standard distribution. I've got that set up. I've just got a color coding that, that helps me out with that just from a visual point of view. And I can t- I'm going to go from lowest to highest. That, so, seems, that seems fair. So what's in about tier five? About tier five. So we've these got are the worst lists in Middle Earth. By far the worst mm-hmm. is the Trolls. Shock. Horror. Shock horror. Nobody no. saw that coming. No, they didn't. <laughs> so our trolls are our lowest. We've oh, almost trying to get to the five. They they need to be allied with something. Mm-hmm. Now, put them with Goblin Town and suddenly you cover a lot of their weaknesses. So they they can be good. They're good models. They're just not an army on their own. Agreed. Then we have the Dark Denizens of Mirkwood. Again, strong ally maybe. If you If you need the technical support. Call these guys. Yes. But don't expect them to do it on their own. Amazing allies on their own. You, you, If you can win games with them on their own, you're doing very well. Or you're using that tactic where you make a donut around the edge of the board and the enemy can't move on. Yep. And on the borderline, so probably put them in tier five, but they, they, they're almost nudging on tier four. We've got the White Council. Yeah, no, I can see them as tier five. Just... They're, they're, they're most likely in tier five with the others. They're, they're really trying to struggle onto the tier three, tier, sorry, tier four, but they're, they're, they're in the tier five. Yeah. They're the go-to list when you say which of the good lists are unplayable. Most people would say, ooh, if it, if, if, if it had to be one of them, it would be White Council. Mm, absolutely. So only because we're doing basically a standard distribution type type model, very close, but it's not quite right. But um, basically that's, there's not a lot in tier one and five. So three, oh, as it should be. I'm comfortable with three being in tier five. Tier four, there are a lot in tier four. So what we've got here, and I'm going to go from from the lowest rank to the highest rank here. In front of the White Council, bordering up, pushing them to tier five, we've got the Army of Lake Town. Mm-hmm. So they've got they got a new decent model bragger coming in, but it's not not great. They they can win. Like at this point, you can take these armies and win games. Yes, but y- you might you you'll have a hard time with it. They're not going to be automatic, and some of them some of them are really good at some scenarios, but not good at others. So you so get it'll depend on your mission blend. Depend on the mission blend, absolutely. So army of Lake Town, then fellowship. So fellowship, very good at some things, but not a lot. Thorin's company, tough to use, can do a lot of things, not so well. Garrison of Dale. Ooh, that's a surprise. Yeah. I've, I've seen them win tournaments. Those guys can punch hard. Yeah, but that was because I got shooting missions. True. Like, if, if you get small shooting missions, small tournament. Yes, that too. Not so where good. You did, where most people didn't have banners at that points level. Yes, yes. Arnor surprises me. Ouch. Yeah. That, they were one of the great powers of Middle Earth for a while there. They, what happened? Well, people started avoiding them. Okay, yeah, I guess. So, to tier, tier 4 are all very competitive armies. Oh, well, most of them are competitive. 
Uh, then we've got Goblin Town, which surprised me as well. I was expecting them to be a good deal higher. Yep. Once again, it could be to do with our rankings. They're, they're ones that, like the Arnor... Oh, sorry, I missed one. But like the Arnor, they are so good at certain things, but not quite as good at others. Okay. So then we've got... Uh, in between them, sorry, splitting them up is Radagast Alliance, which is funny having these guys. I would say these guys are much harder to use than the others, but it's probably because they can do certain corner case things well. I guess it also depends on how we how we optimize the build for them. Yeah, because absolutely. Because we were saying that some of the things that if you take, you know, enough eagles, you can yes. pull it off. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, interesting. They're, they're stuck in tier four. Shire tier four, interesting as well. Also one of the great power lists. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, isn't it, how it's all what come happened? up? happened? I don't know. <laughs> Wanderers in the wild above the Shire. Nah. The, I've seen Wanderers in the wild win tournaments. Yeah, they're, like they're good. But are they Shire good? Apparently, they're better. Apparently. (laughs) The (laughs) maths does not lie. I think it does. Um, Then we've got Angmar. This is the one that's like Goblin Town here. So, they're they're really... This is borderline tier three sort of stuff. Like, this is the outliers of tier three now. These ones could be either way. They're they're upper tier four or lower tier tier three. Mm -hmm. Angmar, I can see that. They are are a good good list. Uh, Moria. Interesting. Moria in three? No, makes sense. There. Borderline four. These, these are borderline. There's three. Okay, yep. So borderline three and four between them, but you could put them in either. Probably I could have seen three. them as one of the generic sort of yeah, I think staple armies. So By this time, in terms of numbers, you're probably in tier three, but you are borderline. And yep. Survivors of Lake Town, which is interesting. They are scary to face. There's a lot of them, and those heroes pack a wallop. Yes. They, they, look, they're, they're a really good list, but they're also very fragile. So I've taken them down with like a monster heavy list and just hurled them, and they just watched them fall apart. So True, true. They, they, they're basic humans. They've got good synergy, but they once their heroes get in the wrong spots, or you, you're stuck with basic militia. Mm-hmm. Or they leave their Gandalf with free mice at home. Or yeah, yeah. Well, the other thing is like, the lists above them are all pretty good. That too, yes. There's a lot of good lists above this. Like, the, the, the game—it's like most of the lists in the game are competitive. There are some really good lists. Uh, we've got okay, so now we're basically in the average of average ones. Uh, we've got Dark Powers of Dol Guldor. Okay, yes. So good evil troops with some good rafe support, combat rafes, and the Necromancer, Army of Thor. Yes. Grim Hammers, Dwarf Spearmen, Solid Heroes, Thor and Durin's folk. Mm-hmm. Durin's folk are really good, but once again, the movement hurts them a little bit. Uh, fiefdoms, good army with fiefdoms. But, uh, shooting's not great, but they they can do pretty much other things pretty well. Mm-hmm. You don't see them a whole lot because they're, they're a bit of a corner case one. hard to get the and models. And hard to collect, yeah. Yeah. Eregion and Rivendell right in the middle, which I think is fair. They're not, what, we get more questions about Eregion and Rivendell than any other army. Because they're elite enough that they're tricky to play, but they're not so elite that the models can just do whatever they want. Yes, yes. You've got to have some skill in using them, but they, they're, they're good all-round troops. Yes. Lothlorien and Mirkwood, just slightly ahead of those. Makes sense. They're, they they're got more of the tricky stuff. Less of the resilience. Yes. More tricks, less resilience, about even. Numenor, surprisingly. Yeah, like, they've been they've been in there from the start. I can see them hanging around the middle. I, I, I'm biased. Like, I'm one of the people voting. I think they're a really good army in that you've got some of the best heroes in Middle-earth and, and reliable troops. Yeah. Uh I think it's their heroes that are keeping them up there. Like without a doubt, without a doubt, uh-huh. without a doubt, reliable troops. I'm like, not saying they're great. If troops. you put some cavalry in there or some like, oh, that would be insane. But oh yeah, no, that'd be fantastic. So good. Mm-hmm. Eastern kingdoms. 
This is one of the ones that people don't like. I'm, I've realized I've hardly ever mentioned Khan when I'm talking about this, which the, the Khan cavalry are actually really nice. Yeah, and the chariots and the... Chariots are know. okay. Hero chariots are good. Yes. Normal chariots I wouldn't bother with. Mm-hmm. But the, the cavalry, the Khan cavalry is pretty good. Um, they're, they're stuck in the middle as well. And then we've got a couple borderline tier three, tier twos. So Mordor, Azox Hunters, borderline, borderline. They're both just... Well, Mordor's solid. Like, yes. It's got some good stuff in there. It's got some less good stuff, but Mordor's a solid list. And the Hunters, just the damage potential early on. Mm. Just, yeah, yeah, no, no I can see that they're both very I'm actually strong. surprised that Azox Hunters aren't higher. Because I, I feel... like, Did we give them low resilience? Or I think so. Uh, their attrition was average. Yeah, because attrition's quite frequently quite important. important. Kill power's very high. And I agree with that. And mm-hmm. if you get the kills ahead, you dominate with them. They're, they're one of those armies that either wins big or loses big. Agreed. They 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 can be scary to face or they can be... You can just laugh at them and they all die. Uh-huh. Sort of like the survivors of Lake Town, in all honesty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on the Right on the bottom of, of Tier 2, we've got Azog's Legion. So a, a hair above Azog's Hunters. Okay. That that would have been the new Berserkers and the new Trolls. Berserkers, and the, Trolls. And the Bats. Gundabad Orcs, Bats. Very good list. Azog mm-hmm. Bolg in there. Some of the best evil heroes. Really good list. You've got Minas Tirith above Azog's Legion. As it should be. <laughs> Fair enough. Thranduil's Halls, overachieving mm-hmm. at nine. That's uh, That's got a bit of everything. It's one of those big lists. Yes. So you can go all shooting or you can go a very reliable combat list or a cavalry list. Yes. So that really helps it out. Iron Hills Dwarves. Mm-hmm. These are the ones with just the basic Dane hero and, and everything else. They, they look solid to me. We've got Erebor Reclaim. So this is the Iron Hills with the With the super champions. champions. And you, you give up the chariots and the blister, essentially. Maybe not the chariots. I'm not, no, I think you do give up the chariots. Um, Isengard, old favorite. Yeah, they're a strong choice. They've got the tools to do pretty much whatever they want. Yep. And their base guys are strength four. And at the very, very top, borderline tier one, we've got... The Desolator of the North. Couldn't quite make Tier 1. So close. I feel like just the, the one model syndrome was enough. Yeah. I guess that does make sense because I think we've seen him place, but I don't, think we've ever, I don't think we have ever seen him win something outright. It's a kind of model that if you play through five scenarios, you could comfortably win four of them, and then the last one you'd have no chance. Yeah. It's when you go, oh... I have to win by a wipeout, which we now know is a thing. Can yes. I catch every single one of these models? It's, yeah, it's Sauron versus Fatty Bulger. How long can you keep rolling a three plus exactly. for the game to keep going? Yep, very true. And tier one, David, here we go. We've got the bottom of tier one. So this mm-hmm. is borderline still, tier two. It's a prestigious position. But but it's it's above the Desolator of the North. Yes. Harrod and Umbar. Yeah. No, I can see that. Tier one, but bottom tier one. They've got the half trolls. They've got the reavers. Yes, they've yes, got yes, the yes. mahood. They've got a <laughs> lot of things. What they don't have is, oh well, they've actually pre- they're just reliable. African guard, cavalry. End game was their lowest score, so that's the only yes. thing that we we don't think. But even then, they've got the golden king. So if, if you yeah. put him in, yeah, no, you're no, loving no, it. I, I agree, tier one. <laughs> and then we've gone for Alron's household as. Second place. Second place, yes. Not bad. Well, he is the Herald, so he's got to, you know, well, in the Lawmaster, he's got he's to be talking about somebody. And the best. Army list. in Middle-earth. Scientific method. Yes, mathematically proven. Yep, 100% accurate. Rohan. 
Yeah, I think we just confirmed the accuracy of our assessment. Um. I actually agree with that. I would, I would legitimately put them top. Legitimately. Yes. Now, I know a lot of people don't agree with us. Because I still see posts on forums and on Facebook and all this sort of stuff saying, how can we make Rohan better? They're bad. Is that when it says, like, somebody shared a memory from, like, eight years ago? No, they're still current. It's like, well, maybe we can make Sons of Earl maybe f- 10 points each. Or we could maybe make Urkenbrand yeah, instead of plus two courage. Give him plus seven courage. But Let's we looked at this mathematically. There's nothing that they don't do exceedingly well. They move. They shoot. They fight. You know, they protect, they attack, they do... No, 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 that's not right. We said that they were below average in attrition and assassination. Yeah, but they still do it, you know, okay-ish. But they're they're so good at things like kill power, objective, avoidance, engagement, endgame. They can do everything else that... Ah, no. Um, We need to take those specialised archers. Then they can assassinate people. Yes, yes, they could. So that's that's our rankings. That's what they are. Now, we're going to come back... Very quickly. A and few then we, interesting stats. Some, just some stats here and there. Once again, this is our ranking. It's two people. Um, if you disagree, by all means disagree. It's it's our experience. We've played all these lists barring one or two. I haven't played a lot of the newer ones. I haven't played a lot of the new Hobbit ones, but I've played against most of them. The, same with me. I've either played against them or with them all because that's part of the challenge that, that we've had as a group is to try and try them all out. And some of them, I think, are up higher because I've personally probably overachieved with them. Mm-hmm. Things like Eastern Kingdoms, I actually really like the list. I think it's really strong. It's one of my better performing lists. And Numenor as well. They're both ones that we've put as Tier 3, but I consider them very strong. Likewise. Um it could just be because that, you know, foul beast looks so cool that it dazzles your opponents into submission. But True, true, true. Absolutely. And this is not including allies. Yes. So it's very easy to jump one of the lists up by putting a wizard in or a ring wraith in or something yeah. else. 65 points, ring wraith. There's your end game sorted. Done. There's your character assassination sorted. Yeah, absolutely. So you can definitely do other things. Getting into the trolls or the dark denizens of Mirkwood can really cover some Put weaknesses. Put them both together and then you can... Well, that would be an interesting <laughs> army, actually. But yeah, things like, oh, I've got no speed and I've got no character assassination. Take it out, Dark Denizens of Mirkwood. Yeah. Suddenly you've got bat swarms and you've got... And a spider queen. Yeah. You know, you, so you can definitely play around with them. Okay, we'll come back shortly. Okay, David, are you ready for some fun stats? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Firstly, let's do the Great Divide. Good versus evil. What do you think? Well, let's think. The good side has Rohan. True. The evil side has both the trolls and the denizens. But the good side has those annoying hero lists. Um, but Minas Tirith mm-hmm. and Auron's household. Surely, good must always triumph. Not in this case. No? On average... The evil armies have a very slight edge over the good armies. Slight edge. Okay, two theories. Go for it. Firstly, they can shoot into combat. Because all other things being even, evil can shoot into combat, good cannot. True, true, true. true. Evil can choose not to shoot into combat if it's disadvantageous, but it can if it needs to. 
Mm. I think it's often down to the killing power of evil. Evil often has like some really solid killing power, and we have rated that highly. Uh, My second theory? Yep. It's the White Council and the other good all hero lists. They're bringing down the average. They're sabotaging the war effort. Very likely as well. Although I Dark Saruman. Citizens and Trolls did their best to sabotage the evil effort as well. True, but Saruman's just that bit more cunning when it comes to sabotaging. Yeah, no, look, I think that one would probably, a lot of people would agree with that. I've, I've heard comments, people say that how come good does better at tournaments? How come they're better? And a lot of times they say yeah. things like Wraiths, and Wraiths are kicking up a lot of our lists. It always used to be. Evil has the wraiths, good has the wizards. Evil has the monsters, good has the heroes. But now good has the... Now now, now evil has those heroes. Yes. They, they have the Azogs and the Bolgs and the... Yeah, you know. not a lot of them, but enough. So you're right. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, but yeah, so we've got evil is more powerful. Hobbit or Lord of the Rings? Surely it would have to be the Lord of the Rings. Like, the battles were of a bigger scale. There was Sauron wandering around. He wasn't, like, stuck in his necromancer form. And every one of your guys can carry a whip. It's, you know. I've been asked by quite a lot of people if the Hobbit lists are much more powerful than the Lord of the Rings because that's been their anecdotal evidence for it. And this is, of course, anecdotal as well, what we're doing. But I feel that's because oftentimes the better players are the ones who have forked out the money and have painted up and prepared the Hobbit lists. Could also argue that the newer players are the ones and those are the lists they could buy into. So no, the they don't, though. They don't. Happen. Look at what newer players bring. Yeah, that's because you can buy cheap Lord of the Rings armies. Correct, correct. Without a doubt, you can get armies. <laughs> but that's not nothing. the argument. The argument is... <laughs> We've got Lord of the Rings yeah. is actually quite a bit ahead mm-hmm. of, of as average, which is funny because there's some really good Hobbit lists. Like I, guess, I guess it's the average, though. Oh, so without the, a doubt. We do have the Trolls and the Dark Denizens yes. in the Hobbit lists. And a and, White Council of Counters of it. And very few... Um, and it's got less lists. So the lower outliers will have a bigger impact. Not a lot less lists, but yeah, you're right. It does have less lists. The big difference is actually good versus evil. There's more difference there than there is Hobbit versus Lord of the Rings. Okay. There's, there's actually quite a few Hobbit lists now. A lot of them are Dale. Uh, but you've got a lot of dwarf lists as well. I thought and the Dale only had one. No. Oh, no, oh you've got Dale and two Lake Towns. Oh, yep, yep. Those two as well, yeah. Yep. But Lord of the Rings, there's some really good Lord of the Rings lists, and they're big lists. Yes. So things like Harrod and true, like Mordor, Mordor gets his own book. Yes, Harrod's Moria huge. and you know Moria and Angmar share a book. Oh, without a doubt, there's so mm. many entries. Whereas the Hobbit lists tend to be a couple entries, and that's it. So they've got some real strengths, but also some real weaknesses. Okay, we've got a breakdown of Hobbit good, Lord of the Rings good, Hobbit evil, Lord of the Rings evil. You need to pick the order, David. So we said evil was more powerful. Yes. And we yes, said we Lord did. of the Rings was more powerful. So surely, Lord of the Rings evil would be the most powerful. Correct. Thereby, using that logic, Hobbit good would be the weaker, but we had some really tough lists in Hobbit good. So okay, so you've locked not. in the first one, you've got it right. What's your yep. next one? Lock them in. Um, Good logic, though. I like it. Okay. What do you think's the worst? What, what would have to be the worst? Um, it would have to be the... I'm actually thinking it would have to be Hobbit evil because it had the you know um are you gonna lock it in no because i've already forgotten what i've said but um no it had the trolls and the denizens surely no one could survive that and not many lists yes it's also the smallest ones with some of the worst lists correct okay so what have i said so far so you've got lord of the rings evil as first yeah hobbit evil as the lowest um remember that evil was slightly better than good so it's so the good sides are in the middle and the do you want, Lord do you of want the Rings is better, so the Lord of the Rings good side would have to be better, surely. 
Correct. Nice. See, the maths works. You did it all well it done. Holds. It does. It does. Yeah, yeah good <laughs> logic. So we've got Lord of the Rings Evil followed by Lord of the Rings Good, mm-hmm. then Hobbit Good, Hobbit Evil. Averages. Keep in mind averages. And yes. once again, Lord of the Rings lists tend to be much bigger. So you've got more more coverage. Yes. Like if you divided, say, Harrod and Umbar, which we rated as one of the highest, into just Corsairs, just Bahud, just... Just Abrakan. Yeah. Yep. You would get a lower score for them. Or if you... Or you just took out into the what rolls. you could actually fit into an army. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. We're assuming optimal cases and, and well-designed yes. lists and things like that. Well, I think that's enough stats, David. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's time to actually, you know, go outside and do something with this information we have gained. Yeah, let's go play some games. If you've listened all the way through, well done. Hopefully you've got lots of painting done. Hopefully you just didn't spend all the time making army lists. This is this is our experience, so your experience will differ. Like, everyone in the world plays the game slightly differently. So, feel free. I'll, I'll publish the spreadsheet, and I'll let you make changes. I'm not going to make it a big sort of thing, so you can just change things up and down if you want, but um, it's not going to be very interactive otherwise. Uh, by all means, put your own ratings in there and see how you go. Don't take it for, for gospel. There's only a few of them we think are unplayable in a lot of scenarios, and a lot of it depends on your scenario pack for your tournament as well. So Yes, yeah, so if you're looking at, a, say, a three-game tournament, and one of them is kill count... That's going to have a huge effect on what lists you can take. Absolutely, it will. Yeah, or if it's the the movement ones, if you've got Reconnoiter, Heirlooms of Ages Past, and Domination, very much is going to change different things. Your dwarves suddenly look a bit scared playing those lists, whereas otherwise they'll be quite good. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, you're Rohan. But, but Rohan is fantastic. They, they deserve winners, aren't they? Fantastic. I don't know if they deserve it, but they've got it because... They've got it. And, and this is assuming you're playing them as a light cavalry army. An avoidancey light cavalry army, pick your fights. If you just run them as in like the half a league, half fields, a league, half a league on. If you just charge in, yep, the um, you will die. The pride of Gondor style. Yes, you yes. just go, oh, archers straight at them, lads. Yeah, no, you you will lose if you if you play them that way. So if you're having a lot of trouble with Rohan, you you think that they're weak. Have a look at your tactics. Keep in mind that you should be able to control the game. If a standard rider of Rohan charges a shield wall. You've got the wider base, so one model is fighting two. Any decent shield wall will have spears and banners, so you're looking at five dice to your two. That's not a winning position to be in. No, so don't do that. Get mm-hmm. rid of their archers, move around, let them chase you, and then pick them off. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yes. Thank you, David. Now that's all we have for this episode, and remember, traps win games, and so does Rohan. Agreed. Thank you for listening to the Green Dragon Podcast. Please be advised that the Green Dragon Podcast is not suitable for children, the elderly, pregnant women, those with a history of heart conditions, or anyone expecting to receive worthwhile advice. You can contact us on thegreendragonpodcasts at gmail.com. Yes, it has an S at the end. Or our Facebook page, The Green Dragon Podcast. We do not claim ownership of any works based on J.R.R. Tolkien, New Line Cinema, Warner Brothers, or Games Workshop. This podcast is purely for entertainment. The thoughts, as rare as they are, are solely that of our hosts and guests. Farewell, listener, until we meet again.